Here we are now going to turn my fan down so it doesn't affect my microphone as badly. The sacrifices I have to make. I We couldn't hear it before. Um, that's the interesting thing. As far as I'm aware, you guys can't hear it, but the people on the stream definitely can. You can definitely hear it uh, whenever I listen back on streams. You can just get a sort of faint noise in the background. Ow. Uh, so yeah, it's it's beneficial to to the world if I just if I boil. All good though. Um, okay. You know we probably would open with discussing a bit about Far From Home, but uh, feels bad that Rags will see it eventually. We can go spoiler free for a little bit if you guys like, want. Probably, yeah. Um, I liked it. Did you two like it? <laughs> yes, it I... was a movie. <laughs> it was a movie. It was good. Yes, it was a good widget movie. Uh, I am totally aligned with Jeff on that one. Like, it was a good movie and not a great Spider-Man movie. Um. Well, I mean. Yeah, we probably can't go much further without getting into sort of spoilers, even in the vaguest of oh, terms. Yes. Just put it like this, it was light, it was fun, uh, it was funny, and the humor worked, but it doesn't, after watching something like Endgame, or even Ant-Man and the Wasp last year, this movie feels very, almost inconsequential, just, you know, you don't need to see it. Oh, I Set thought Ant-Man and the Wasp was really inconsequential. I agree well, with that. Well, at least I yeah. had some... Uh, yeah, it is, but it had a, a few moments that built towards uh, something with Endgame. This, obviously, Endgame's over, but there's, like, nothing with this movie. But anyway, never mind. I don't want to spoil anything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I figured that it would be a good framing to say, like, any any judgments we try and make, or at least points we try and make, will have to be irrelevant of Far From Home. Not only for Rags' sake, but just so that, I don't know, we, we uh, just pretend that we were having this conversation before Far From Home was released. Nice to go. Yeah, Michelle was much better in the second movie. Uh, she was, uh, she was, oh, I, I, yeah, she was better. The, it was agreed. Uh, Tom Holland was better. Uh, there was definite improvements. So, um, yeah, I don't. I guess we just like I'm just giving people time to jump in before we start. But maybe we could talk about how we're going to approach it. You know, there's there's so many different things to attack first. I imagine people, you guys would want to jump to. Spider-Man's character, first and foremost. Uh, at mm -hmm. least, we picture that. Um, but do we want to talk a bit about... Um, I mean, it just makes sense to sort of start here, because I think this is going to come up. So, how would... Yeah. Uh, w would you would you guys say that it's a poorly written film, Homecoming? No. No? I have a very... A very average... Uh, Either one of you. I, I, did you want to say any more? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm sorry. yeah, I did. I don't want to. You go first, Jeff. I don't want to step on you. All I was going to say is I have. Um, I watch a lot of bad movies for fun. So I've definitely experienced a lot of poorly written films like Samurai Cop. Movie makes no sense at times. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. From beginning to end. Uh, it's logical. I just. I dislike, but like on the most basic level, it it's a movie that works. It's not broken. I don't go. I mean, there are some internal logic issues based on like other MCU stuff, but you know, I don't know how much of the score I would take off based on those things. Okay, Gary. Okay, so 
average movie. I have no problems with uh, like plot holes or or, or uh, anything like that. And be a logical discussion because of my emotional attachment to this character from the age of four years old, and feeling like I know this character better than I know some of my family members. And yeah, like objectively, it's. Uh, just an, a very average movie. But again, I feel the same way uh, uh, as far from home is it like, it doesn't impact me very much. And, but some of the decisions made with the character, I just absolutely hated. And it was part of Tom Holland's performance that I hated. So, if, but actual writing story progression, not, that's not the thing I have the problem with. Figure out. It's, it's how they're building the Spider-Man universe within the MCU and how I feel like Sony has done it better uh, in the in the beginning, not the latter. But mm-hmm. and <laughs> it feels like the MCU is making conscious decisions to make changes to a character that they're going to end up ruining in the long run because uh, there's there's long term effects to these changes they're making, and unless they just want to make a couple movies and be done with them, yeah, and then man, that's uh, whatever. Uh, and which maybe they might be doing. I figure since we're, these are almost like opening statements, do you want to, what, Rags, what's your take on Homecoming, just so everybody gets a good, like, B thing before we go? Well, I think Homecoming is both objectively and subjectively for me in the top three of the MCU. I think it's one of the best written of the MCU movies in terms of all the details that make it come together and all of the logical consistency of the events that occur in it. I think Tom Holland is a fantastic Spider-Man. I think he really captures this this kind of youthful, yearning kind of character who looks up to people and you know, learns along the way. Um, I really, really enjoy um, Homecoming. I think it's really solid. All right. And then, yeah, for me, I just think it's a extremely well-written film for the MCU. There's there's an expectation that superhero movies have to be of a sort of a lower standard. You get, you get a lot of people being like, oh, it's just a superhero movie. The same thing with Star Wars. I'm not a huge fan of that attitude. It's like the, these things, uh, they can be elevated to a certain degree. And like, as, it's no secret on this stream that one of my favorite, if not my favorite superhero movie is Civil War. And uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming comes uh, below it in the MCU, but it is literally second. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised by how much I pay attention to Homecoming that I'm rewarded through um, a lot of what is essentially the cause and effect, how how everything lines up, how it sits in the MCU, and how it tries to uh, solve a lot of the MCU's problems in a meta sense. So, like, if you guys remember, this was this was post like Phase Three or during Phase Three, where a lot of the complaints were that the villains in the MCU suck. The, uh, none of the films really recognize that they're in a universe together. They all seem to ignore each other. Um, uh, like, the characters are not really seen, or the the, uh, the events of one film don't really affect another. And um, uh, soundtracks are typically considered very, like, uh, cookie-cutter or interchangeable. And uh, this movie took a lot of steps to try and, let's say, evolve the, the films, and then, while maintaining the strengths, which being that there's a is a hero's journey of a sort uh, occurring in the in the film that has a nice progression that leads a character from one position to another one uh, through a lot of adversity. And fuck, do I love Vulture as a as a a great not only a, a villain that has just great motivation, but one that's created by the events of the MCU um, in a very realistic, down to earth, what I would call way. Um, 
but you know, the, the, I I am very fully aware that a lot of people hate Homecoming, and um, I think all the four of our takes have both upset and pleased the people in chat already. And this part of why we're having this debate is because every time we try and like praise Homecoming, we get this surprise avalanche of like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Homecoming's terrible." I think a lot of people think it's the worst Spider-Man incarnation in a movie. Um, no. What do you guys? Andrew recommend? Garfield. <laughs> well, that's the thing. My, I think the worst Spider-Man movie I've seen is probably Amazing Spider-Man Two. If we're looking oh, that's at a, that's a broken film. It's really bad. <laughs> and they killed the uh... it's horrible in every way. Uh, it's the last time I've had nerd rage inside of a theater and walked out. Oh yeah, like, pissed off my wife. Yeah, I, I got I got mad in there. I was so mad at the end of that. I uh, was laughing was kind of at a lot of it. Really. This is probably the the fact that the connection we have to Spider-Man is probably different. I was just like, well. This 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 iteration's ruined. It's like not the. I didn't think Amazing Spider-Man one was that particularly good, but it was better than the second one. At least I that was my take. Agreed. Yeah, I'll go. I'll agree with that one. It's a very low bar, but yes. Um, but yeah, uh, we. I guess I guess we'll just try and move on to some criticisms. So, uh, where do you guys want to start? I I give you the floor. Unless right. you, uh, I was about to say, unless you want me to start, like, we can go it either way. I could talk about what I think is something good and you could criticize it, or vice versa. I'll just start out uh, here. I'll, I'll start again with it. this is going to be hard for me to judge objectively. I, I don't know if I even judge any movie objectively. I'm, a, I'm an emotional gut person. And uh, again, Spider-Man, I've been a fan my entire life. I sold the comics. I've read the comics. Uh, I literally forgotten a lot of them too, because of, you know, drugs in the eighties, but <laughs> I, it's something that has been a connection. I've had, I've had a connection to this character through good times and bad through many, many years. Now I gave up on him in the comic books uh, because the, you know, the comic book Spider-Man is no longer that Spider-Man either. So, uh, you know, that's something I need to expect that there's a basic logic to the character there's a very very basic thing to, to spider-man and peter parker he is the everyman he does not win he uh does not get help uh he is very grounded in that way and that's why so many people like him he doesn't have a babysitter he doesn't get a bunch of tech because he doesn't need it because he's smart on his own and there's a lot of reasons he can't join other superheroes or have a girlfriend or have a normal life because he is a kid trying to work things out and it's the first time and that's why it connected with so many people at that age because they think uh you know as a kid by the way I, i'm very against this as an adult being able to see yourself and identify with a character i think as an adult you should be able to just enjoy a character that's presented to you but as a kid yeah i i don't totally saw myself in the mask and when i was running around uh, my first visit to san francisco i was pretending to web all the buildings when i was like seven years old and i was swinging through the streets that was spider-man to me this is a this is a disney version of spider-man it's a disney uh, xd version of spider-man uh and that's uh you know, so that's a built-up resentment. I'm going to admit that from, uh, and nobody's going to be able to talk me out of that, by the way, because you fundamentally change the character. It's the same problem I have with Star Trek. You fundamentally change something; it's not that thing anymore. Man, label they don't even use the right logo, so they they got a couple things right in Homecoming. I'll, I'll admit that, but <laughs> for the most part, the character is completely wrong. So you'd say it's it would be unsuitable wrong. to label him Spider-Man. Yes, because, uh, yeah, I'll get into a particular criticism. There's one big one I have that actually people argue with me on, but I, I can't stand it. 
Yeah, that's okay. Uh, so, really would you home. be uh, partial to the to the to the counter that I would say you are right? He is not the Spider-Man from the comics. He is the Spider-Man from the MCU. Yeah, I, I understand that argument, but you would think that the MCU would be the one place to get him pretty close to right, but it right. Did a but better what job. Is, what is right? Uh, Sam Raimi in film. Sam Raimi. Spider-Man is close, but it's it's not that close. And Spider-Man is not like Batman. There hasn't been 19 different versions of it based on the artist and the writer. Spider-Man's been pretty much was pretty much the same from when Dicko left to oh god, the 90s. And then they started messing with him a little bit and Todd McFarlane came in. And I thought did some very good work with him. And uh but he's uh, uh character-wise has been the same for a lot was decades decades now you know with batman you could argue bruce wayne has been a different bruce well because they've changed the realities many different times but it, peter parker spider-man has been the most consistent character throughout comics because he's honestly the easiest they overcomplicated it so uh, you would think you would get something better in the mcu so is it my expectation yes but i think uh I think that's a lot of comic book fans. And, and even even if you just watch Spider-Man, the animated series, which got the character right, it, it's very inconsistent. And he's too young. Um, so I guess the the problem is twofold. First is that I'm not 100% convinced, and maybe we'll have this conversation, that he is too, too dissimilar from uh, the primary traits that uh, Peter Parker slash Spider-Man should have. But aside from that, I'm not sure that he has to have those things if someone is trying to do what you would call an adaptation or interpretation of this character in in a universe that isn't built for him. It's built for this this you know movie series of characters, and so if he's to arrive, he needs to slot in with purpose, sort of thing, as opposed to uh, you know. Th there's a lot of different ways they could have placed him into the MCU, but I, I'm suggesting that um, he is as a result of the world that he is in, as well as who he is, as would be applied to all of them. Like there'll be concessions slash. Uh, adaptations to all of the characters that change them from their comic counterparts to account for the worlds they're in. Like, um, the one I usually bring up is that I'm aware of the comic book version of Civil War storyline, and I do not like it compared to the film. And so, if someone was to tell me, it's like, they're not faithful, therefore it, they shouldn't call it Civil War, or it's not, um, it's, it's not, it's not good, or it's, it's not, it's not Civil War, it's not Captain America Civil I'd just be like, okay, it's, it's their version. Uh, and to say it's not the comic book Spider-Man to me doesn't necessarily matter. I would just be like, is it is it still functional? Is it still well written? Does it still have the required elements that allow it to tell its story of a hero becoming or or a kid becoming a hero? Is what I would consider the, the te template of a Spider-Man story. But if you'd like to, we can get into what elements of Spider-Man's character do you think are missing from uh, Homecoming? Oh. I just wanted to say, to jump off of Gary's point, the what Spider-Man lacks in the MCU is uh, if they made Batman movies without his parents getting killed. Uh, one thing I think a lot of people, and it's not just comic book, it's every adaptation pre-Disney, it's always this guilt complex, you know, the great power, the responsibility. I made a mistake, I have to pay for it through my superheroing. Uh, MCU Spider-Man has no guilt, has no responsibility. It, like modern day social media people, just everything is, oh, it's no big deal. And we just kind of gloss over it and don't have any uh, struggles. Spider-Man's built on struggles. That's in the character. He's supposed to be beaten down with life. In, in this one, it, you know, well, hold on. I can't say that. Fine. In Homecoming, 
when he faces adversity, Iron Man swoops in to save the day. When the trolley, or not the trolley, the uh, fairy gets split in half. Mm-hmm to take care of that stuff on his own other heroes don't just swoop in and take care of it you know he's supposed to get through the event and then go home and you know have his light shut off and be hungry and this and that just all the aspects of the character from every form of him just isn't there you know superficially it looks like spider-man and it's this modern uh deadpool light spider-man that people have been writing for about 10 years or so so you get that but and the deeper themes that's just always been there it's like you could say well it's great that he lifted the rubble in the basement and that's, you know, reminiscent of uh, the master planner saga. Yeah. But the, the internal struggle of the character outside of that one moment's never there. It's just, there's so many things that this Spider-Man fails to hit for somebody who's been reading, reading comics since I could read, I learned to read from comic books and Spider-Man's always been a consistent thing up until about four years ago. Didn't really, uh, miss issues now spider-man's unreadable just like all of marvel and th- that's when my problem comes to jump off gary like they just you know this disneyfication of spider-man so these movies out of uh you know responsibility for our channel but you know of a, this enjoyment eh, that's not really there anymore what about that third act then because you said uh, iron man swoops in to save the day uh third act is is all peter on his own with his own tech and his own decision to uh pursue the well, hero life and, at, and I, at the expense of his social life I like that, but see, we're under the guise of we gotta, we can't acknowledge the next thing. Um, stuff, MCU stuff. There's no certain characters face no real repercussions. Uh, would you say Pete is one of them? Yes, I would. <clears throat> the Guardians face no repercussions. It's like Groot sacrifices himself in Guardians, you know, the we are Groot moment. And mm-hmm. then at the end of the movie, he's reborn as the little baby Groot, and he just—it's just all fun and lighthearted, and that's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, just, I mean, there's, there's degrees of consequences, right? Because like, I'm, assu- I'm assuming you're on board with the idea that there are still consequences as a as a whole. Like Iron Man and is obviously uh, dead now in in universe, so that would mm-hmm. be a major consequence for his choice to save the world, that sort of thing. So we do have it. It's just that you're. You're concerned that there's not, I guess, more consequences or consequences that are equal to the actions that are taking place, is it? And in his personal life, I mean, I don't want to sound like I want to watch, uh, you know, people be tortured, but that's kind of what Spider-Man is. I I was talking to Gary about this off air once. Um, I'll just use a comic book reference. Like he needed money. He found a way to make money, taking these weird photos of a, a science lab and like the radiation destroyed the film. So he goes through this big journey and, you know, wins as Spider-Man but he's still screwed over as Peter Parker. Like best example for me um, in the first two Raimi films, because the third one I acknowledge is not great. It has moments of greatness. It's still a pretty bad movie. And I don't hate homecoming. I just don't like this Spider-Man. I'm not invested. I don't hate him. Uh, You know, at the end of the second one, it's like he saves the day. He beats Doc Ock, although Doc Ock sacrificed himself. We have these big epic moments. And then he loves go off to the guy he's married. She's going to get married to. And he goes and he sits in an apartment and he ex- just accepts that. Now, yes, she does come back and they have their moment together, but you know, the first issue of or appearance of Spider-Man, he walks off into the sunset or the, the moonlight defeated after uncle Ben had been killed and all this stuff. He doesn't have these big wins. You know, he gets uh, defeated by the scorpion, the vulture beats him. All these people beat him. It takes time. Um, I understand these are thematic things. These are movies, but we just, too lighthearted. I'm not saying it needs to be serious, but balance it better. Um, so it, it almost seems like there's uh, you want him to 
to have consequences to a particular degree. Because I was going to say, like, there are a lot of things that happen in the film that are definitely they're detrimental to his life thanks to his choices of, of trying to become a hero. Like, I, I, I'm not trying to be condescending, but it's like, okay, so you got the... Uh, he keeps losing social capital in favor of pursuing, like, criminals and stuff, and fighting crime. You, you get, like, lines from Ned with disappointment and like the whole like i guess we're just still losers and how like all of the people in his class don't take him that seriously and they're like 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 liz i think says um you know the last line in the film where she's like you say sorry a lot what are you even sorry for like it, it, he's not taken very seriously anymore because he, he's unreliable and he's constantly pursuing other things he drops like four of his different classes in school he almost gets expelled uh there there are a lot of elements that are that are definitely affecting his life. Like Aunt May is distraught because of the fact that he has no idea where the hell he's going or what he's doing. Um, they're all very like low was... scale compared to something like him losing someone or or uh, I don't know, getting like a permanent injury or losing a house or something like that. But the idea being that the film is relatively small scale in general. Um, and that I think that the bigger losses for this version of Spider-Man is going to come once he's once he's older. Because right now he's is he fifteen in the film? I he's think? fifteen, yeah. Yeah. And all that stuff really matters when you're fifteen. It's very important to him. Yeah, he loses obviously his chance with Liz is gone thanks to his choice to take down Vulture. Yeah, but we act like the, his interaction with Liz is actually important because the audience knows. Well, whatever her name is Michelle character. Home or far from home outside of it, you know, she's interested. We can see that's going to come along. Um, it, it, I feel like he does have certain consequences, but it's like it's okay, there's some silver lining. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna land on his feet and be okay. Yeah, oh no, I mean, I was gonna say that's uh, and as for Liz, like, I, I think it would be fair to say that nobody knew exactly what was going on unless you had like meta information in your pocket because, uh, we didn't know her name was MJ until the end of the film. Again, assuming you didn't look into casting uh, voices and labels and stuff. And that um, isn't Liz an, an actual love interest in the comics? Or not really oh, relevant. I mean, no. she's there in the very He's, beginning. Betty Branch is an early on character when it was. I mean, you know, when it was more soap opera y and '60s comic. But Betty nothing Branch major. Was way more important. First um, yeah, love, so I, but... all I'm trying to suggest was that there was there was plenty of groundwork to assume that that could have been a relationship, and Spider-Man lost it in favor of becoming a superhero or choosing that life over his uh, social life several times. Uh, okay, so in Homecoming, <clears throat> stating the consequences are there, um, but the superhero consequences the, the overarching thing that's the biggest problem here is uh, there's a bunch of things i have a problem with and i have a i have more of a problem with aunt may being hot and young uh now than i did even when i first saw the movie because i think that really takes away from his character again and there's little things etching away at his character so yeah he he uh there's a big battle at the end right but it's, it's kind of dark bad special effects gobbledygook to be honest with you i didn't get much out of it i just thought it was really dark and blurry and uh, i watched it again right before here and not super well done uh i like the vulture i thought uh he did a great job but you know the iron man uh two particular things that really bugged the hell out of me were with jeff when he uh, when iron man swooped in and saved him 
saved him from uh, ripping the ship being ripped in half and mm-hmm. then chastising him. And then uh, him being trapped and talking to Karen in the suit that that scene bugs the hell out of me where he's asking, you know, girl advice with his, from his female AI that, that Spider-Man would never have. It's so out of character. And I, I know it's from ultimate Spider-Man. I'm going to hear the arguments. I know that uh, I've read ultimate Spider-Man. Um, and it's not the best version of Spider-Man. It's okay, but it's very much. But wouldn't there be an uh, argument there for your picking and choosing what you think is the authentic or great Spider-Man versus what sure. is, you know, presented to us by the IP? Absolutely. And then and and the same argument could be made. But I don't care about Spider-Man. So, I mean, it's the, but the biggest difference is, is hardcore fans uh we're the ones who spread the word of mouth and we're also the ones who know the most about the character and uh when they they definitely want to please everybody i understand that so i go into a movie i don't expect to get the perfect version of spider-man in comic comic books it's i I, that's never going to happen it's an adaptation but i'm big on spirit of the character um big big on spirit of the character this one this peter cries too much he whines too much uh i've never i can't uh, jeff uh, help me here uh I, maybe in ultimate spider-man he cried a lot yeah uh, that's, but that's like teenage drama bullshit and uh and and jeff and i have had this conversation he was a teenager for a very small percentage of time in the comics and i i'm uh, listen I, the one thing they did right i'm glad we did not see uncle ben get shot again thank god i mean thank you and uh, another thing they got right is they played the actual theme before the movie. So I was fired up when this thing started, but it kind of went, you know, downhill. Um, I, just yeah, quick, just, quick note. You said he cries too much. much. You do yes, approve of the Raimi like films, though. Do approve. Yes, I understand Toby cries in that as well. I'm not a big fan of that. But if you look back, uh when Spider-Man is is crying, he's crying in the Raimi films when somebody dies. When Spider-Man is crying in Homecoming, it's out of fear. He's fifteen. It's, it's wait. Let's so. What 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 scene are you referencing? Just so I know. Um, and that's the argument I always get. He's fifteen. Okay, I was fifteen. Okay. Uh, okay. Eighteen <laughs> yeah, in the Raimi films I... too. So. Uh, Okay, well, d- 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 let's let's just Parker stick to the actual. Out of character. What, what, uh, Parker, are you talking about the scene where he's with Aunt May? Because I I would happily submit he's, that he's crying. Uh, uh, the scene where he's all cry- and he's crying is oh no oh no when he's lifting up the thing. Yeah, that's you know, and also I I had a problem with him crying in in uh, Infinity War too. I did so when he's almost dying when he's crushed by the yeah. uh, the turbine thing. I think it's bad that he was crying there. Yeah, I couldn't take it. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, yeah, it seems he's, like he's, a really traumatic thing to happen to someone of that age with those stakes involved. This brush with mortality is probably really, really emotionally. Um... He's already had brushes with mortality. Oh gosh. I, well, I guess he one does it. Okay. One done, I Again, I, yeah, I was gonna say like uh, he's he's a kid and he's about to die. Like I I don't know. I if I'm about to die. I'm probably gonna tear up myself if I'm being completely honest with you, even at my age. Um, and I don't know about that. That's a strange argument. I, I, yeah, I I'm just a cold, hard asshole. But uh, uh, yeah, when I was 15, strange, I was I was in some pretty tough situations when I was 15, actually, and I didn't cry. Um, well, I guess Spider-Man can either. 
Well, nope. uh, so to rewind, uh, the first thing you said oh, when you... It, it, he's, a, he's a brave character. You know what? It may be afterwards, maybe if somebody's dying, but for his own fear, maybe if they put in a context that like he's more worried about like Aunt May or something like that, sure. But for himself, no, he would power through that. Well, he did. He? That's he did. why I don't like the decision of him being a kid again either. So that might be on top but of that. But he does power through it. But yeah, I don't know. It's uh yeah, basically, Michael, you're right. <laughs> no, I it's just it turned me off personally. I was like, eh, you know, I don't, that's he's he's really whiny. Uh, and you know, and I liked him a lot in Civil War, by the way. I thought he was very good in Civil War. Uh, but I think what they set up there never happened for me personally in Homecoming. Um, so to, to move away from the crying thing, uh, the first thing you said when you, because you, you, you brought quite a few criticisms out, you said that um, Aunt May being hot is a problem for his character. I'm curious what you mean by that. Um, mm, okay, this is going to sound crude, y'all. Sorry. Uh, it, it, so what, how, Aunt May, be, Aunt May being elderly was, again, important to his character because he had this constant level of worry Aunt May, that was kind of his highest priority for, for the longest time is what's Aunt May going to think? You know, she's always having these health problems. He's, you know, uh, and and listen, there. I remember in the 90s, people were hoping she would die. People were wanting her to die, and they eventually did do it. Uh, people got tired of the Aunt May thing for the longest time. And then for, sometimes they'd go long periods of time, you know, without mentioning it very much either. But that's an important part of the character, making her young and uh, making her younger is fine. I, I, but young and hot, uh, it, it's, it's funny at first. And again, uh, I didn't realize I minded it that much until actually after I saw the second movie, it's more of a second movie thing with me, but it bugs me a little bit. I think again, it takes away from the character. Uh, it takes an important part away from the character because he has this huge generation gap, so she does not understand a lot of the things he's going through, even when he's in his 20s. So I, I think, you know, now we have this cool hippie mom who's getting hit on. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's just a weird element that uh, I didn't like very much. But again, maybe I'm old fashioned. Um, so for me, I was just uh, happy to just to see a different version, see how it's going to affect the storyline. Because like, the, I think the biggest tell for me that I was like, oh, this is not the Aunt May that uh, I was expecting. In a, in a, in a relatively positive light was when uh, he says, like he's trying to he's trying to bullshit her about the what happened uh, with the ferry, and she just says, cut the bullshit, like give give me what actually happened. I was just like, oh shit, this Aunt May's like on the ball. She's not just going to be like, oh Peter. Exactly, which means okay. she's going to figure out he's Spider-Man with everybody else. and uh... Well, uh, so it, it gets them to have very grounded conversations very quickly. Um, there's, there's, there's this element of she knows, like you just said, like she's supposed to have a generational gap. Well, I would argue that I prefer that she understands him. She, she, she talks about how like him sneaking out every night isn't something that's necessarily worrying her because it's something that she used to do, but she wants to know the truth about what he's doing. She wants to know what's happening, because she's obviously very concerned for his life. And um, I just like that they have a relationship where they're very close, and that she is essentially his mum, uh, like a young mum. The thing is, we have to remember, she looks young for her age. She's still... I'm not sure what canon age she is in the film, but isn't uh, Marissa Tomei in, like, mid-50s? She's just really early 50s, so she's, like, 30 years older than the actor, Tom Holland. Yeah, So that'd so... be, like, 
how my mom and I are, 30 years age difference. Which, you know, that's still a relatively significant distance. You can, you can definitely 54, generate. Yeah, maybe I was thinking, yeah, it's still, it, it does, I'm used to elderly Aunt May. Again, this is an old-fashioned thing, but it really makes a difference with the character, and it's not something you can really explain unless you've read it for many, many years. And that's, also, that's where the rift is. You brought up the whole, uh, oh, that's fine. Uh, you talked about, uh, you know, exposing a secret identity. They took that away. That's such a part of his character. It goes into play with, you know, Aunt May not knowing, this person not knowing. Uh, instead of her being able to sympathize and relate, we're supposed to be like, it, it, as the, the reader, you're supposed to go, if only he could say this one thing, all of his problems would be solved. But if he says that one thing, everyone's lives are in danger. They took that away. Have they? It, literally, it, 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 it wasn't there to be taken oh, yeah, away. They have. I mean, there's nothing the, there to take it away. You have to have it to take it away. It was never even there. The character is what I'm trying to get at. That, that, oh, that, that Disney or Sony took away. I don't care about the character. Well, uh, I care about what's in the film. I'm getting okay. like, well, I guess what Rags is trying to say is like the, the she's not you're sort of judging her based on what she is in, in the alternate version, right? I'm judging, like, like, well, I guess it's just another point to uh, agree with Gary about why I'm not uh, a big fan of it. Okay. She's not always meant to relate. Like, we're, it just as the character in any, in any iteration, we're, the audience is supposed to be the only one to relate with them. Uh, well, see, so, like, in this iteration, I don't think Aunt May is as important, or at least, uh, as explored currently as she may probably is in the comics or in well i'd have to rewatch the Raimi films i can't remember how important she's never really was. meant she she's just meant to be like something he's like responsible for to protect things she's like his moral center well see, you know like in the uh, part think, two when she or part three he's like oh spider-man killed the sandman she's like spider-man doesn't kill secretly she knows who he is type of thing like you're supposed to imply it not yeah no i, I imagine away, the, you know, They'll be doing more with her once Spider-Man is um, an adult in this continuity. Like for now, he may have very well have to protect. Is that sort really of thing. a way to? Does that validate this movie? Well, they're going to do it in the future. No, it's it's, like, uh, with, it's me know, saying Marvel, that. You know, um, it, it, this is the thing. Did they do the anything? Great. Did they do anything with Cap's parents in his movie? Is that a detriment to his story? His parents aren't even a character. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, this but is Steve so, talking your major fundamental character stuff, and I mean, it's great and fine oh, to look at this version. as an objective film, but it's a franchise. <laughs> We're talking this is multiple Spider Man movies, in this is Marvel who is running this thing with in conjunction with Sony. But you have Aunt May for a large portion of times was scared of Spider Man that didn't like Spider Man, and uh, now all of a sudden she's like, knows about it. She's cool Aunt May, and she'll probably go skateboarding with them later, and that takes away from the character completely. Spider-Man is supposed to be essentially alone. Alone for the longest part. That's the most effed up thing. That's why it's kind of cool, you know, uh, his relationship with uh, Johnny Storm a little bit. That's why he would get some relief. He'd be able to talk to somebody or even Daredevil later on. Um, and, and they don't know him as Peter for the most part, uh, except for Matt. But... Um, and and he stood he feels isolated as hell and it's a major part of the character and that's why we we love him because secretly he is like the baddest ass in the marvel universe and nobody knows it don't yeah, think but... he's a bad guy and i'm going way back with this this is fundamental 
to Spider-Man. So if we just want to look, I'm I'm looking at Spider-Man widget objectively over here. Sure, it's fine, but uh, it, it it really isn't. You're not seeing the best version of this character, and it's disappointing because this is from Marvel. If it was Universal producing this film, I'd be like, ah, oh, it's a pretty good version. Yeah, sure. This is Marvel. So, yeah, I don't think it's wrong of any fan or me to have expectations with a Spider-Man film, which we've seen plenty of films for. So I think that absolutely plays in to how you judge this film. You, it's not Apocalypse Now. It's not a, a separate film. It's part of a franchise. We already got a sequel. Okay. And, Which, again, they made a couple improvements on, I'll admit. But is but. this an attitude we maintain for everything that's an adaptation? N everything? No. No. It, it, I would say with certain things that are uh, that transcend. Uh, like, Star Trek transcends. That's American mythology. Spider-Man is American mythology. If it's just, like, an, ex uh, an adaptation of, uh, like, your latest, okay, even The Expanse and stuff, I, I wouldn't take it that seriously. Lord of the Rings, I would take seriously. Dane. I'm not saying it makes sense. Uh, that's just the way it is for me. Uh, so, uh, you, you would have, I'm assuming you would have a sort of rule set for when an adaptation must be faithful versus non-faithful. But with Spider-Man, I would make that, like, it's a rare exception. Usually I'm pretty, uh, I'm not, like, crazy about uh, getting something right, but I the, the character of Spider-Man, I don't even, like, them using the Jatari technology to create the vulture, I am fine with. That is a great idea. I thought that was really well done. Uh, that was a good way to bring in, uh, like, admittedly, a very silly character that I liked in the comics that works great in the comic books that does not work very well in a live-action film. Thought that was a very good decision. Um, his leap from, I'm going to, I, I'm like kind of the, guy who got screwed over by the corporation to murdering one of his people eight years later i mean he did that back that was that was yeah but he wasn't too sorry about it and he's like you're the you're the shocker now i mean tough but i was okay with that i was like fine fine uh and uh yeah michael keaton was one of the the good things about it so that's that's me un not minding a major change from the comics and being reliant again on the MCU. I thought that was a good thing. That's an so example of a good thing. When, a, how do you def like define when the changes are bad or good? I define it when it comes to the actual character of the comic and how it speaks to me personally. Cause I can't, I don't, I, I can't speak for anybody else. I'm not going to try to speak for anybody else. This is for me personally. Okay. And, uh, and how it, it, it fundamentally misses, like I've said, um, of the character he's, he's a version of peter parker that's not even that close to the ultimate version to be honest with you the reason i, mean, I, I said that uh about about cap's parents theoretically right is because we could have mcu2 or you know a tv series that reboots everything and cap's story could be dependent on parents that guided him into being the man he is and tony stark's story could literally never mention his parents and you might say something like well that would be comics inaccurate while i would be like oh well i mean Let's see what they do with it. Let's see how it goes. In this continuity of Spider-Man, Aunt May and Uncle Ben are not as important as someone like Tony Stark to Peter's life, or at least Peter's pursuit as a superhero. Um, is that worse, or is that different? It's, it's worse it's because he never becomes his own man. Doesn't he? Oh. Go watch... I don't care about the, the next one. You have to still watch it. He's, no, he's still not his own man. 
He is not his own man. He never becomes his own man. He's a shadow of that. Even uh, thematically, he doesn't become Peter Parker, uh, you know, his own identity. He's still Tony Stark light. The world needs him to be that. Disney needs him to be that. It's all about trying to replicate. Uh, it's brand longevity. These movies are pop culture fast food. In and Out's better than McDonald's to some people. Maybe it's got higher, higher quality meat, but it's still the same thing. These, this Spider-Man is not, um, you know, this great piece of filmmaking. Okay. Just, you know. So, uh, I assume, like in the film, uh, Iron Man rescuing him from drowning and Iron Man fixing the ferry for you guys crossed the line in terms of taking his agency away. Think, think of the train scene from Spider-Man Two. No one is there to back him up. He does it through his own will, and he basically yep, yep. passes out from exhaustion. That's his journey. That's his thing. That's him saving the okay. day. So the third act of Homecoming. Third act of Homecoming uh, didn't uh, what it didn't land for me. Uh, Story-wise, it made sense. Uh, it wasn't a very good scene because it wasn't well directed. It was too dark. I didn't like uh, the, some of the effects. Some of them were fine, but I couldn't really, it was just gobbledygook. And honestly, I've seen it twice now and I barely remember it. Uh, man is the gold standard of comic books. You should not be making subpar <sighs> average MCU ish movies. This will be completely forgotten. Homecoming will be a blip compared to Spider-Man 2 in 10 years. Well, I, I disagree. I'm not forgetting it. I disagree, it. too. Um, my two favorites are Spider-Man 2 and Homecoming. The Spider-Man movies. Um, so, the... the I argue it's already a blip. I think a lot of people, it's uh, it's kind of forgotten. But. That's, that's fine. See, a lot of you MCs like what you forgotten. like. I understand that. That's yeah, so people, people might forget. That's okay. Um, what you like. So... Uh, like, like the idea that like, I'm, tr I'm trying to sort of gear us to the topic of uh, him being his own his own man, as as uh, Jeff put it. Well, you brought up the third act, and then we went to it's too dark, and the effects weren't great. Yeah, well, yeah, trying so... to keep steer, steer me on talk is like herding cats, man. Good luck with that. <laughs> it's so, okay. uh, uh, so uh, him being his own man, it, it, Jeff made the best point. He he hasn't become that yet. He won't become that uh he's got one more film we got one more film with tom holland that's it uh so we've we we're, is this whole his journey to become his old man and uh, his own man in the last five minutes we're gonna get it well that's again that's not spider-man that's not the one i expected last five minutes i uh i'm a little bit confused because like he's in homecoming um i don't know that there's a scene where he does what tony tells him to do like, do you, you want to just okay. give me an example? It might not be, but the whole, sh it's a shadow put over him is Tony probably, no, he probably doesn't do everything uh, Tony tells him to do, but it's there. He's got a suit yeah, with an AI. He's going his back and disabling it against the rules and sneaking out and clearly violating what Tony wants him to do. He still has the uh, safety net from what Tony's built for him. Uh, and, then, well, he, and, he, and he loses it because that, he doesn't use the power with responsibility. He does lose it, but he... The yeah. fact that it's even there is a problem for me. Why? Why? Because he's... It's supposed to be his own ingenuity. He's not supposed to bounce... Like, okay, so when Tony Stark goes to see him in Civil War, and he's like, this is impressive. Okay? Or if we want to talk about, like, the adaptation in the game where he has... So I mean, it's 2019. It was 2018 when the game came out. There's going to be technology. I'm not expecting, mm -hmm. like... 
uh, a cloth suit and transistor radios like it's 1965. I get that. Same thing with uh, building up Iron Man and making him more modern. With the Vulture Point, too. I, I'm cool with the Chitauri design or infusion. You have to have it make sense uh, because Stan Lee and Steve Ditko didn't know about science. I think it was, what was it, Gary? Like the magnetic pull of the, the, the Earth or whatever has gave the Vulture his powers, like something stupid like that. That's not going to work. Yeah. That's when you take too literal. <laughs> I mean, there is a point of too literal. But with uh, Spider-Man, you know, some technology, like the web shooters, that's cool. It's, it's He has that. But the doesn't the suit tell him how to get out of that warehouse or how to do this or how to do that or how to gauge certain things? Um, he, he suggests hacking the security door in the warehouse. The suit just helps him like a calculator would help you. He even has a calculator in that scene, I think. But it's his idea. And that's okay. similar for a lot of his uh, interactions with the suit throughout the film. He'll have an idea, the suit will facilitate the answer. For example, the, the structural integrity of the building, like the Washington Monument, that's not something that you would know as a human being. Like, it's how long until it breaks. Pretty hard to tell, but the suit that, can calculate That's it. like a part of the character here. He would have to basically do it by the seat of his pants. This is an adventure type of thing. Well, it, the I, suit creates know. the ticking clock. The suit is like, you have this much time, so Spider-Man has to do it within that time frame. It was like For me, another problem with the suit, since uh, they took away the internal monologue of Spider-Man, which is its own thing. Uh, the cartoons had it. Other iterations of the movies had it. The suit to me is like the internal monologue. I don't know if I like it. It's almost too literal for some of that stuff. I, I don't know. I just think it takes away from him using his, uh, his ingenuity because he has um, a crutch in many ways. Okay. I don't know if it takes away from his ingenuity. I was going to say, like, the, he's still he's given a tool. It's how he uses that tool that makes him who he is, as far as I can tell. And the suit is only ever at his beck and call. The, the suit is waiting on to... Uh, uh, uh. I look at it like this. You know how Tony built the suit in the first one in the cave? Yeah. The Spider-Man technology is that, but it's supposed to be rough around the edges. It's not a sexy thing. I hate the Andrew Garfield movies, but at least it's like, well, maybe I order a piece offline or something. Like, I can get that. But, like, they have the, the biggest industrialist in history provide you with this. I, I get it at the end of the movie. He doesn't have the suit, and that's fine. I like that. But I think... Uh, we've seen other films, third act, Spider-Man, specifically the first one from 2002, where, uh, you know, just to use the phrase, the chips are down, and he basically uh, overcomes it uh, better. Put it like that. Overcomes it better. Like this, I think, uh, from a movie standpoint, it's much more entertaining to uh, see the personal battle between him and the Green Goblin in that warehouse, and how he's going to do this to MJ and all this stuff, and all the themes of the movie come to a close, and something... Uh, and then to watch the character still lose the thing he wants, then the third act of this yeah, one where... definitely something personal between him and the Vulture. Yeah. Daughter? Well, not just that. No, it's the recognition that... Um, but like, the, the whole speech in the warehouse before Vulture drops the uh, rubble on him. The fact that he, he sees them as equals, and they're both just trying to achieve something that is going to help the overall elements of the world at the expense of people like Tony Stark, or the rich above. And so... Uh, but, but Spider-Man's principled. He's like, you're a villain, you're a bad guy, you're doing X, and Vulture's frustrated by that, but he's, he's just gonna have to put up with it. It's part of why Vulture doesn't, you know, give Spider-Man up. It's probably why he doesn't kill him when he has two opportunities to. Vulture's not a bad guy. He's, 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 he, you could say that he's Spider-Man on a bad day. You could, you could absolutely force a good character to enter into what Vulture ends up committing himself to, and then he goes too far. Like the idea that he's just doing a cleanup crew, just trying to make some money. And then he ends up uh, getting screwed over by Tony Stark, 
making money from the messes he creates. And it creates this working man villain that was only ever just trying to provide for his family. And so there's a, there's a level of camaraderie in their goals, but it's the execution that separates them. And uh, obviously the connection with the daughter is important as well. I like, Political but I... allegory isn't lost either. So... Sorry? Subtle. Political... I said... Dynamic. I, there was a he's protective again Peter's kind of protected by an adult in this and uh, you know that's the one thing that made him very vulnerable uh, uh, you know psychologically in the comics okay and this is something you're going to miss here because the constant overarching shadow of Tony Stark existing is what takes away from it it's yes he doesn't use his tech at the end but we know in the back of our minds, Iron Man could fly in any second and save his ass. Even he though won't. he doesn't know it. He's got, well, we don't know that. See, we have a doubt. I have a doubt. When I'm watching this movie, it takes away from the character when he is babysat by Tony Stark from the get-go, even for a second. Even if they don't use it again, it takes away from the character because I don't buy into it. I don't buy in that he's all the way on his own. I and listen that again. They already showed him swoop swooping in, and they did that to kind of trick you to, at the end, so he does do it on his own. But Tony Stark's still alive; he's still there. Trick. Well, Peter literally comes it's, inches away from dying. It is a trick of filmmaking that I personally did not buy into, and I don't. And I think again, it takes away from the character. Now, is this me being stuck on some old-fashioned things that I should just get over it and get you know? And uh, yeah, maybe I, I, I. Uh, but this is how I feel about this movie. They didn't convince me as a lifelong Spider-Man fan that I was watching Spider-Man. I was watching Disney XD Spider-Man. And uh, it's it's nowhere near nowhere near the character in the comic. Now, I, again, I don't expect perfection, but we'll see in time. But 10 years, Spider-Man 2 will still be remembered as a gold standard of superhero films, much less Spider-Man. And Homecoming will be, eh, it was pretty good. That That's that's the most I hear from it. It's pretty good, or, or in my chat, most people don't like it. But so you, um, you weren't convinced that he was his own dude in the film? You were convinced that Tony was going to save him at every moment. Um, uh, not that he was going to save him, but Tony's going to be there in the end. Uh, I knew he would get uh, his suit offered back, and well, also it takes away because we know, and this plays into the film. I know he's going to be in uh, Infinity War and Endgame. These are all in my head, and I know that they can't have any true stakes doing these sequels and that's something well that's a greater thing with the mcu that that they lose but uh yeah it's it's very much the disney mcu xd spider-man with no real stakes he's a babysitter he's got a hot aunt and he's gonna get the girl and he doesn't really have um the problems that the spider-man i read for decades did peter personally disables the babysitter protocol film does but then he gets, well, he continues to get babysat, though. We know this. Is it babysitting that Tony gave him the suit? Or is it babysitting that he took it away? Like, which... Your man should have made his own damn suit. He did. From scratch. He did. He did. He from had. scratch. No, Tony gave him a suit that he wore at he the... Tony uh, gave him a suit next... because Tony is a billionaire genius who's been making suits up to this point for a good six years. Yep. So... Uh, in continuity with the MCU, Iron Man would universe. have denied the suit. I mean, from why? here on out. Why? Uh, why? 
uh, because he doesn't want anything to do with Tony. And that would uh, maybe why? I'm just trying to read out that. Why? Because it would be better for the character. To- so uh, I'll argue Spider-Man that, would that, not that carried the suit from that Tony carried because over it would into be the sequel, for Spider-Man. That, that continued being a problem in the sequel because he continued being babysat. He's no, why, why would denying still the monitored. suit be better for him? Uh, making a suit on your own, uh, as I would tell my son, it's much better to make something on your own than get. But if than you're take out there something. trying to help people and save people's lives and make the world a better place, and someone says, "Here's a suit that lets you do all of okay, those things," okay, okay, they, they should do that in the comic, and then that would totally uh, make the character so much better. I'm talking, I, I and I don't, uh, and I do. So I care film. about the comic, and I can, and actually, it does. It's absolutely connected to the film because it does say Marvel say on the film. The film. So we want to ha- try to adapt this character as much as possible because the one that's from the comic is the one that's been popular for five decades, not Tom Holland. Tom Holland will be gone in the next two to three years, and there'll be a new Spider-Man. And uh, we will see if Sony even allows them to... Uh, they ha- This movie has to make a billion dollars, and Marvel gets to have a say in the next movie. If it doesn't, then it is a Sony movie. And so he starts teaming up with Venom, complete... and it goes into crap. But... I digress. You are. No, it makes complete and total sense in the universe in every possible way. Uh, but because it, of some MCU outside universe? source, it is bad. I'm talking about character. I'm not talking about making sense of the universe. I'm talking about what I personally buy as a character. I don't care what anybody else thinks. Uh, this is for me. Why I don't buy into this character because it, it he's babysat. He's got a person holding his hand. Too many damn people know who he is. The way fundamentally for the character of Spider-Man, who's supposed to be an isolated superhero, supposed to be a secret badass. You, the audience, are supposed to be the only one who knows that Spider-Man kicks ass. People think he's a villain. Um, people so, most uh, for a good part, the cops think he's a villain. J. Jonah Jameson thinks he's a villain. Uh, Aunt May doesn't like him. Doesn't like him. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah these, these are important things that they taken away. So, it, just if you if you can, what would you be telling us right now if you'd never read a Spider-Man comic and you'd only seen the movie Spider-Man: Homecoming? I would probably have been bored. I mean, like the only thing that really made me buy into the movie at all is because I am a Spider-Man fan. The the movie didn't move the needle for me. Like I said, it's logical. It makes sense. A, a goes to B pretty nice. And it was like a, a very bland peanut butter and jelly sandwich that fed me. Uh, it made me it took away my hunger for a little while. Then it was completely forgotten. Wait, are you the, Mal, are you the one that dislikes Aquaman? Uh, Wolf hates it. I think I I think it's bad, but I find it funny. The thing is, like, I'm not an Aquaman fan, but I enjoy the movie. I guess I would have the same experience. That was what you're trying to get from Gary. Is uh, I know who Aquaman is, and he's underwater, and that's about it. I don't care about the minutia of the character, but I am also a big Spider-Man fan. That's why I'm in the theater for this stuff. That's why I skipped into the Spider Verse. Because I read the Spider-Verse crossover from a couple years ago, and I stopped buying comic books. So why would I go support some... You know, does it make sense? Like, I get what you're trying to get out from Gary, and I'll give you my uh, answer. Like, oh, yeah, Aquaman, that's how I feel about it. And so I like that for what it is. But it was a much bigger, grander picture. Spider-Man, if I never watched Spider-Man, it's... There are points of fun, but there are just points of very just plain 
uh, the action is not really anything I haven't seen before. They're very small movies. That's a problem with MCU movies. They're maybe there's an unallotted budget for a year, whatever, how it works internally. We don't know everything. And certain movies feel very small. And it's not always to the benefit. I mean, Spider-Man doesn't they look very good. And you brought up the music. I thought the Ramones was a very uh, cliched choice. You see it in all these other coming-of-age teen movies. Uh, it's just on, on all these different levels, I dislike the movie, even comparatively to other ones. I just find it to be plain at best. Um, if I was to concede that it's uh, unfaithful or um, downright disrespectful to fans or fans' understanding of Spider-Man, um, if I was to be on that team... That still wouldn't follow that it's a poorly written film or even a poorly written character. So I, like, this is the thing. When it comes back to comic arguments, I'm sort of stuck. Like, okay, because I haven't read the comics, so I can't counter you guys. Um, but when you talk about like fundamental aspects of Spider-Man's character, like learning that with great power comes great responsibility, balancing his life as Spider-Man versus Peter Parker, having consequences in his social life for the actions he takes as a superhero, I'm like, yeah, all of that's in Homecoming. Yeah, but uh, what? No, uh, actually, it, it's, it's some of it's in Homecoming and some of it's some of it's not. Now, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been in high school, so and, and I didn't like it then. Uh, on high school movies, I it, it uh, uh, try and it, it's impossible. Like I said, it's impossible for me to look at something uh, objectively that's Spider Man because I, it, you know. I, I can't pick what you guys are have been into all your life, but I would ask you to to challenge yourself to truly look at that objectively, and you'll find out you can't. You can't yeah. if you're invested in something since you were four or five years old. You might think you can, but uh, yeah, I can. Uh, I thought I could when I was you know younger too, but uh, well, the thing is, well, uh, you always have wait, Gary, you Gary, always Gary, have Gary. bias. Um, if that's a failing on your part, then to, to give you an example, like I've you you know how invested I am in Buffy and Angel, right? But with this reboot that was baited, if they did make a black Buffy and then they have all the other characters and they're all just complete caricatures or insults to what they were in the source material, um, I would be making arguments for why it's it's poor within universe. And if someone was curious, like I, I could bring in arguments. It's it's like the difference between my arguments with Tyrion in season four of Game of Thrones. It's like yeah. I'm heavily invested uh, since I was, I believe, it, it, I think I was older than four. I think I was six or seven when I first saw Buffy. But like, I would, I would love it, but I'd six absolutely be able Buffy? to. <laughs> the, the, the first few episodes, six? yeah, I was not allowed. I, I, I was, I was watching it when like, I wasn't I supposed to be watching Buffy when I was six. I was watching like freaking HR Puffin stuff when I was six. <laughs> <laughs> My sisters were watching it. And I was like, I want to see the cool show about killing vampires. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so if they were to ruin and destroy and disrespect everything, um, I would still be very... It's part of uh, why I try, what I try and focus on on my channel. I like to try and make arguments that are um, irrelevant of a third party or a meta. Because a lot of people, and I've noticed this in chat, they'll be like, oh, Mola has a problem with what they did with Luke, um, but he doesn't have a problem with what they do with Spider-Man. It's like, what a, what a hypocrite. And it's like, well, in TLJ, that's part of the continuity of the OT. The same storyline, they're just continuing it. If they were to continue the comics... Uh, and completely assassinate Spider-Man's character, I would be absolutely on you guys' team. But when they've adapted the character, if we had a story in a TV show about Luke Skywalker, and they said it was a complete uh, adaptation, it's got nothing to do with the continuity of the other ones, and it's a story about how he goes from being a hero to a to a cowardly hermit who forsakes the Jedi, I'd be like, well, it could be good. We're, we're missing a major, it. major aspect of Peter Parker's of character. 
I mean, we're, we're see, that's the big, that's another big problem is there's a, a lack of contents context. While I'm thankful they did not show poor uncle Ben getting shot again, a third time would have just been cruel. Um, you need to refer to it. It's a major, major part of his character. And, you know, they, they kind of lightly go over his parents, but that's, that's pretty, that, that goes with the comics. They never, you know, until much later spoke about his parents all uh and that's a life-changing moment that they are are, are they going to bring it up later i i don't know um but you, you, we kind of get peter parker midstream so if uh, again as uh as i'll be i'll be honest i i can't i don't look at things uh objectively that are spider-man films Okay, because I was going to say, like, in this version, but if obviously... But I'm going to look at it absolutely objectively. I'll try to dig down because I can uh, turn off all emotions. I have this superpower ability to turn off emotions and look at something completely objectively, which I'm sure so many people can do. Um, it's, a, it's a boring movie. Well, it doesn't matter if many people Best, can do it or not. It's a boring movie. Um, so, like, the, the Raimi movies, Mary Jane Watson is very important. But she's not in the Amazing Spider-Man movies because she's just not in it. Uh, Gwen Stacy's important to those movies, but Gwen Stacy's not in the MCU movies because, again, she's just not in it. Um, to say any element of a character just has to be there that's in the form of a person, I would say you're almost restricting it in terms of being able to evolve as a piece of media. The idea that Uncle Ben isn't more important is is you're arguing for a change, not necessarily a, a well, I'm better. I'm just saying that, that we're, we, that's something we still have to learn. We, I mean, maybe we? that'll help your argument. I don't know. I don't know because we don't know. Well, it's, no, it's I'm very saying... odd that they haven't referred to it. Uh, but I think would they have, okay, but uh, they like it's very, been very light and it's curious and it's something I didn't even notice until after I watched the second film. I'm like, hey, they haven't really brought that up at all. So uh, let's say they had everything that you're looking for, right? It's it's all there, everything you want. But right before they released the film, they called Uncle Ben Uncle John. Would it still work for you? Uh, they change everybody's name, John Parker, yeah. and this and that. It, it's it, well, this, the thing is when we talk about that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, go so on, it, go would it work if they called him? So I'm assuming you're saying it wouldn't work if they called him Uncle John. So literally his just his name being Ben makes it better written than his name being John. Yes, because we keep talking about adaptation. Why the hell would you adapt something if you change everything about it? Make your own movie. Make a parody movie about we something. Change anything. No we didn't change everything. Changing. We just changed his name. From so, ben to it's John. like when you complain about, well, yeah, Spider-Man was a black kid. That's, that's a ridiculous it's argument. It's not who he is. Then we should call him Ben Riley. I mean, uh, objectively. No, no, no. We should, call, we should call him... Yeah, exactly. So we should call Spider-Man Ben Ryan. No, that, that's the opposite of your point. Actually, no. Based on your argument, if any name can change that, that doesn't affect the character, that's not fundamental, then Ben Riley was a Spider-Man for a little while. So you can you can call him Ben Riley. If that's who the that Spider-Man is. That should be objectively okay as long as we get an entertaining movie. No, mm -hmm. that's not how it works, really. So it's not how how is it not how it works? How how because how exactly? Is that because not it's how the character it works. that's important? If Ben Riley, if you want Ben Riley to be the Spider Man, then Ben Riley can be Spider Man. Yeah, Miles Morales can be Spider Man. Yeah, uh, we yeah we could just make it a Spider Man. Uh, yeah. If we're gonna change, uh, uh, yeah, that that makes zero sense whatsoever. You can, if you can make a Spider Man movie and change everybody's name, it can still be an objectively good movie. Well, that yeah, but not yeah, a good, yeah, but not a good Spider Man movie. 
That depends on but very how bad they do Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Wait, wait, wait. Well, we I again I wouldn't have a problem with saying that it might not be a good adaptation. That's fine. Um, I'm much yeah, more of an advocate for the character Sue Spider-Man. Yeah, like I removing all of the um, let's call it the paint. Um, this is a film about a teenage superhero learning responsibility and discovering why he wants to be a superhero through a father figure and mentor while uh, maintaining a social life alongside a superhero life, fighting a villain that is very much a reflection of the world around him. And you'd be like, can we, can we have that be Spider-Man? Yeah, why not? Um, would it be faithful to an adaptation? It's sure. like, potentially. You'd have, to, you'd have to do a lot of work to make sure it fits in with everything. And if you fail to do the adaptation, which may, 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 may very well have happened here, um, would it still be potentially well-written? And that's, yeah, that's the main thing uh, I'm advocating for. I just want to... Because the problem here is that um, a lot of work in writing might be chat on because it's not, quote-unquote, faithful to a degree that, that a fan may or may not have wanted. The one I would always bring up is just Hill House. It's not faithful whatsoever, um, but it's a really great piece of work, and I would hate it if, if everyone discouraged the man who made it uh, from making any content ever again because it wasn't faithful. Um, though I, 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 I understand the argument, and I think it is, uh, it is what you would call disrespectful uh, to claim an adaptation when you're not touching the source material at all. I absolutely understand that argument, and I think it's fair. I just... Um, I want to try and try and look at it without uh, looking at the source material, as if it has to be that. And um, again, a, a, I feel like this is an element of hypocrisy from from the other side, in that the MCU itself is considered to have strong movies and weak movies. But I don't know that any of the films are um, an accurate adaptation from any of the comics in the MCU. Like you'll have ones that are stronger. And, and nobody's weaker. arguing that. Nobody's arguing an accurate adaptation. We're arguing spirit of the character. That's, so that's what I'm arguing. That would be an adaptation. I, I, you haven't heard me bitch about the costume. I mean, I could. When you I say spirit really of the character, the you're drawing I, I, from the source. Spirit of the character, which is what what was drawing from your source material, capturing Peter Parker, something they, uh, they did excellent in the Raimi films. They did excellent in the animated series. They did excellent in Spectacular Spider-Man. Of course, they did it in the comics now. Since Disney has taken over, they have fundamentally changed the character in a lot of ways. But we're talking about something that's ingrained. American mythology, it's grained in the memory. We can talk about Hill House, Hill House and compare it. Uh, it's, it's a very bad adaptation. Mm -hmm. uh, I doubt if I asked uh, 5,000 people in San Francisco, they would know what Hill House was. Much so less it's based on how point. aware but people if I are. Ask, uh, absolutely. You have to consider all facts. If we're just going to like, this is, okay, this is a, uh, an argument of an adaptation, and I'm just going to look at this as a film by itself. Well, then go ahead and adapt Lord of the Rings. Call Gandalf Fred. Call the uh, make Sauron a woman, mm -hmm. and uh, objectively, it could be a great movie. Do you yeah. think people would call that yeah, a great Lord of the Rings yeah. movie? That's our point, no, pretty much. No, no, no. Now you're arguing arguing semantics here. I mean, like, like, that's what we're doing. Is we're, we're, you know that is important you because a lot of people are conflating badly written with badly adapted. Important to this I didn't thing. say it was badly. Written. I'm not saying I said you it was said boring. it. Boring. I'm saying that's yeah. why this conversation and, is taking uh, place. But the thing is, you know, people think what they think, and and if they're going to say it's badly written, I understand that. And uh, part of they they they've well, that's cool. Uh, I think it's very blandly written. I don't think it's bad though. I, I never said it was bad. Um, 
I think uh, so many people, they made so many changes that people who were longtime fans, uh, and this is these, again, these longtime fans are people you need. And it's not people you could just need to willy nilly forget about because objectively, I want to make something that's fundamentally not Spider Man because we're changing all his uh, surrounding characters. We're changing his costume. We're changing Aunt May. We're not going to put J. Jonah Jameson. And I mean, like, essentially, it is a completely Disney fied non Spider Man Spider Man, which they almost should have just called Ben Riley or Miles Morales. Probably would have been more acceptable at this point. I like Tom Holland and Peter Parker in Infinity War. I like him in Endgame. I like him in Civil War. And I liked him okay in, in Far From Home. But is he like definitive Spider-Man? I don't know. I, I just know what I see in my chat and all, all of our comment sections and in Jeff chat and sometimes in yours. Uh, you know, people don't love Tobey Maguire, but all of a sudden he's gotten popular again. Uh, how? Because people aren't feeling like this Spider-Man truly resonates. Of course, we're going to have the MCU fanboys and girls out there who are just going to love everything right now. Talk to me in a few years on that one. I've, I've been through this. This is my not my first rodeo with a with uh, what Doomcock calls hypnosis. People get all caught up in it. Uh, and listen, you might have a favorite movie and you just uh, attached yourself to this one. That's fine. I've, I've done that as well, too, to some pretty goddamn terrible movies that I love to death that suck and I can't defend. But if we're going to argue that this is a Spider-Man film, uh, I would say it's not a very good Spider-Man film to look at this objectively again is just arguing semantics at this point. Yeah, I almost feel like we wasted our time, Mahler, watching this film again. <laughs> well, okay, yes. Yeah, um, obviously did. <laughs> the, uh, and I feel like I got it all wrong, and I am. I just need to look at things differently again because I need to be objective about Spider-Man. I wouldn't uh, begrudge anybody for not liking it, especially for the reasons of adaptation. That's pretty much what I've been on board with since the start. I've been told again and again and again that it's disappointing by fans that, that I think it's a, a well-written film. And I'm always confused. I'm like, it is a well-written film. And they're like, well, no, it's not. Don't you see that? Don't you see? And then, and then the arguments I hear the most are there's no consequences for any of Peter's actions, which is not true. There's no dichotomy between Peter Parker and Spider-Man, which is not true. There's no um, idea of Peter being his own person. There's no exploration of what he wants and who he is, which is not true. And if we want to go through these arguments, I'm willing to, because it's all in the film. And I feel like okay, the people it's all, are... It's all in the film, but there was no consequences. Not within the film, okay? But the thing is, this is a part of a film series. This is an interconnected universe. So we do have to discuss the progression of character and story that have happened in previous films because they affect it. Because when you go to the next film, there are no consequences because of the blip. There's zero consequences. We are, we're even missing characters. We still have a babysitter. And what uh, a lot of what happened within the frame of far, far From Home didn't matter because it was, uh, I'm trying to think back. Jeff, was it referred to? Did they refer to anything uh, with the villains from Homecoming and Far From Home? Not at all. What do you mean? mean? Not once. That, that so actually, things uh, that happen, they don't happen anymore. Well, they're not referenced at all, so I don't know. Right. I, I don't know. That so, uh, are you well, saying a consequence yeah, isn't no real consequence unless it's permanent? Because it's because uh, yeah, he doesn't look like he's changed at all. They don't acknowledge it, so therefore okay. wait, there wait, wait, are wait, no wait. consequences. So let's, let's yeah, let's do this. So, what does Peter learn in Homecoming? What is Peter's journey in Homecoming? 
Here's Journey and Homecoming. Uh, he gets, uh, well, you tell me. All right. So Peter starts the film desperately trying to get Tony's attention, as well as through Happy, to go on a mission. Uh, the first thing he tells Ned is, yeah, he's an Avenger. That's, yeah, that's the way it works. It's done. He's like, oh, man, that's so cool. Um, and then he's going out every day, according to Aunt May, and uh, he's, he's fighting crime. He's trying to discover things to do. He's desperate to be an Avenger, to be a superhero, to be that guy. Uh, the first significant battle he has is against these people with, with boosted weapons, and uh, he lets them go. This is a big consequence of his action to go and save the person who's running the sandwich shop, the criminals that escape. He's like, oh, well. The news report the next day has... Um, they, they represent, oh, look, we've got a local crime thing happening, a uh, local superhero, Spider-Man, and he, he perks up, so saves the day, uh, sort of, you know, he, he did the best he could, and, and the picture has Spider-Man with toilet paper attached to his foot, an awkward photo of him coming out of a porter party and Peter's disappointed with that, he's like, Ugh. and you get this sense that, Peter, you did, you saved the guy, why are you upset, why would you, why would that annoy you that, oh, the news report says you're lame, who cares, you're doing this because you're a hero, right? Remember Civil War, his motivation is that uh, when you have power and you choose not to help people, then you may as well have made the bad things happen in the first place. So the film's telling us already in the opening that Spider-Man's corrupted to a degree in his personality, probably thanks to Civil War. He's played with the big guys, he's got this potential recognition, big fan of the Avengers, and now he's, he's swallowed it too much and all he wants is the recognition. So the film moves on. He gets, uh, he's, he's still using the suit, he's just trying to get on with his life. I'm trying to draw the connection for this particular journey, so I'm going to skip over a couple of scenes. You get to the, um, the Washington Monument, which, by the way, is caused by him. Major consequences for him getting involved in the weapons shit that's way beyond him. He doesn't understand how they work. He nearly kills all of his friends. He does save them, unbeknownst to Tony that it's his fault, and he's celebrated. And on the news report, it shows a celebratory Spider-Man, and he is saying he saved the day. The whole school is very happy with him, because he's... Hero. He's walking through the hallways with a big old grin on his face. He's done it. He's achieved the label. And then the next scene, we see him talking to Ned, or I think it's the same scene. And he's like, uh, all I gotta do now is bring in Vulture, and then I'm out. I'm not doing this school crap anymore. I'm gonna be an Avenger. He's going upstate with us. And Ned is like, what are you, you, you've already skipped out on all these classes. The principal's, like, hounding you. You're in trouble. And he's like, doesn't matter. I'm a hero. And so Peter's getting the wrong idea. This is not why you're supposed to be a hero. He's supposed to be much more intrinsic as a, as a value of saving lives. So then, movie progresses, we hit the ferry, and he's approached this scenario where he has the, the buyers, the sellers, and the weapons all in one place that he's managed to find on his own, in, in fairness to him, but against Tony's recommendation because Tony said the police will take care of it. This is not something you're ready for. Spider-Man disagrees. He goes in head first, and not only does he get all of the enemies prepared, but he, the FBI think he's the bad guy, so it fucks up everything. Loads of people get hurt. The water and the cars flying everywhere, you see a whole bunch of, like, civilians getting potentially... I'm not gonna say killed, because it would be pretty bad if he actually got someone killed, but it's, it's very bad. And Tony's like, you fucked up. And Spider-Man says, I just wanted to be like you. His whole motivation up to this point is the label. He wants to be Iron Man or, or Tony Stark. He wants to be recognized as an Avenger. And Tony's like, you, you're supposed to be better. You're supposed to be better than the guy who just wants it for the glory. This is why you're irresponsible. You can't have this tech. You're gonna fucking kill people. You're bad. It's not happening. He goes. And then Spider-Man goes back to being Peter Parker. He spends the whole f next set of scenes in the film doing Peter Parker things. He's just, um... He builds the Death Star with Ned, they're both smiling, just being friends. He's pursuing Liz and actually having some success. He's doing well in classes. 
Spider-Man's gone because Spider-Man was only, you know, you know, he was only going for the label. He's just a hero. He's just he's fucked up. It's over. Then he's faced with Vulture, and uh, Vulture threatens to kill all the people he loves if he ever gets involved in trying to affect his business ever again. And so Spider-Man's faced with the idea of what was I doing this for in the first place? It was to stop bad things from happening. It wasn't about glory. It wasn't about recognition. And so he uses his old suit, he uses his old tech, and he goes without a safety net or recommendations from someone else, and he defeats the hero. And at the end of the film, he's given maximum opportunity for recognition. There's the, the interview, there's all these photographers or whatever, there's going to be this huge announcement that Spider-Man is the new Avenger. And he declines it. He's not interested anymore. The point was to be a hero because it's the right thing to do, not because he wanted to get the recognition, the label. So the film is essentially about why he's a hero, while the second film is about his identity as a hero. But I don't want to go into that for Rags' sake, because I think Rags will really like the second film. Yay. And we can't, yeah. So <clears throat> we'll refer to everything up to that, but we're talking about consequences within a multi-layered story here. And again, we can't look at this film by itself. Okay, so what, what, what did I say that is ruined by other... Okay, what, that's ruined the character for me, personally? No, 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 no. That's what we're so, talking about here. I'm not talking about anybody else. I don't care. Uh, it was we're in, talking about what didn't work for me within that, or what part, what was your question? I thought that, so from what I said, it sounded like you were saying that um, something damages that through line if you look at the other films. Hero's Journey? Not necessarily, uh, just, just what I was describing. There is a hero's journey in there. There's objectively a hero's journey, not Spider-Man's hero's journey. Uh, uh, Disney's uh, little helper boy who, who finally came out from under the wings of, Peter, uh, of Tony Stark to go right back under him again uh, in the next film he is in. But uh, for that moment, yes, he has that moment of independence, but he knows because the specter of this is there, he can call Tony whenever he wants. Whenever the chips are down, he could pick up a phone and call Tony Stark. He didn't cut, he didn't cut uh, ties with him. I don't ever want to see you again. That would, I would buy. That I could buy within the film. Again, I have made a ton of exceptions with this film. I, I you know, I, I don't like uh, Michelle as MJ. But Ned and all that, and uh, the, the dumb Flash, that's fine. I, I'm, right. I'm fine with all that. Uh, in the film. It's robot but, in what, you a little bit. What doesn't work? I mean, um, I'm going to swap us to Singapore. Hopefully it solves the problem. It was, uh, it was giving you a bit of a robot voice. Do you want to just uh, repeat what you're saying? Sorry. Okay. So, it's, it's not a true Spider-Man hero's journey because the specter of Tony Stark is always there. We know, uh, even though it doesn't happen, uh, all the audience in the back of all of our minds knows that he can, if he ever really gets in trouble, Tony can bail him out. That's fundamentally not Spider-Man in any way, shape, or form. You, that is not the character of Spider-Man. You are watching uh, a widget Spider-Man. It's, it's just not. Now, you might like it. Uh, you can't expect me to like it and i know i can't expect a lot of the people i understand why people if you're just a normie and you walk across this movie you ate some popcorn you had a good time rock on good for you awesome but uh i don't think this is a great film nor do i think it's the worst film ever made but i think it's a very very bad spider-man film that's always been my argument always will be my argument because spider-man does not i don't know how many times like i gotta say it does not rely on anybody 
He doesn't have anybody to rely on. He is utterly alone in so many times. And they've yes, they've changed that in the comics. And I hate it in the comics too. Because it takes away what made him popular for five decades. We're already seeing that popularity erode now. And, you know, with the, you know, we have to look at it in context with the other films. And I can't, I don't want to ruin it for rags. Uh, the, the next film, which I agree, I think he'll enjoy. And again, I somewhat enjoyed because I've gotten over that uh, this is this is not Spider-Man. Uh, again, this is nowhere near Spider-Man. Uh, um, to explain, if you haven't been a lifelong fan and you just, I mean, if you're just, you know, you don't care, that's cool. That's fine. But uh, you can't, uh, you know, and there's probably some huge Spider-Man fans who completely disagree with me. And that's fine. Uh, but how, how do you feel? Well, I mean, I f basically, I don't really need to reiterate a lot of the Spider-Man points because, you know, I think you and I are on the same page. But, you know, Mahler, you brought up about how you think this is the second best written or just your second favorite film in the MCU. For me, and at least the four guys on my channel and a lot of our audience, like I would put this damn near the bottom. I don't think it's a bad, broken film. I just feel it doesn't offer anything. Not even that this, we can take the Spider-Man fan out of me. It just is a very forgettable, bland, uh, safe movie. You know, other movies feel like events. Yes, part of it's marketing, but yes, part of it uh, connects to the culture. This and like Suicide Squad and these other movies just come and go. Now, this is a better film than Suicide Squad. I'm not arguing that. But there are a lot of other MCU. The reason I think Spider-Man will feel like a bigger deal in the MCU is because Spider-Man's the second biggest superhero currently and third biggest of all time. Superman, Batman, then Spider-Man. Sorry, Wonder Woman fans. That's just <laughs> how it goes. But with you as a whole, you have other movies that like we latch onto culturally that will feel bigger. You know, I personally always will believe that the reason Iron Man is such a big part of this isn't necessarily a thematic choice in terms of, oh, it's going to make a great story. It's it's going to get people to see our version of Spider-Man because they're burnt out. Spider-Man movies. Sony has damaged um, it okay. with their Garfield movies. So, like, I when I heard uh, Iron Man was in the film, um, and, I, and this is the thing, I went into Homecoming expecting to hate it because I was told by a lot of people that it was very poor. And one of the reasons being that Iron Man is far too influential in the film. And I was like, okay, I, I can see why he's in it, considering Civil War. But uh, yeah, I hope this isn't, you know, Iron Man's film and then Spider-Man's sort of got a bit parked. So that would be embarrassing. Um, but I don't understand really that argument after seeing it. I was like, oh, he's in the film for about seven minutes. And it's mostly... Well, I wasn't done. Okay. All I was getting at is Iron Man is the big superhero of the zeitgeist. You know, the popular culture right now, Iron Man is it. He's passed away. It's over and done with. But he was it. They latched Spider-Man on to elevate... Um, it was like a hollow product. There's no... Uh, to me, it has some good points. But as a movie, um, other films in the MCU feel like they they have, a, have more of a purpose. This is a lot like the Venom movie, where it exists to make money, which most products, most movies would exist to make money. But at, this, at the end of it, it's like, okay, I saw it. I turned off my brain. It was what it was. I'm not thinking about it. Like, I had more uh, thoughts about the, the line from Guardians 2 about, you know, he may have not been your, he may have been your daddy, but I'm your father. Whatever the line was. Like, to me, that one line had more of an impact in terms of like a character and like how you feel and how you change, how you feel about watching these movies, then all this Spider-Man stuff, because it's all just light, fun and inconsequential. There's no 
bigger picture implications. There's just, I mean, I, we, we live in the post Avengers world. I expect more out of this stuff. And I don't feel like this delivers. It's, it's just good enough. It like crosses the bar of what I would consider a fine, good movie. It's not bad. It's not broken, but it doesn't elevate itself to become something that will stand the test of time. I know we bring up Spider-Man too, but that does that. I mean, I remember sitting in the theater. It was like a Wednesday when the first day it came out and just going, wow, that was something. This one, it was also had that feeling about other Disney movies too. Like the, the, wow, that was something. The first Avengers, Infinity War, parts of Guardians, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Civil War. Like even just within the realm of the MCU, I felt moved and i'm using air quotes that you can't see i felt something this just feels like hey you go it's it's coca-cola it's consumable and you're out and yes you can analyze it and i'm not trying to take away your ability to or uh, belittle how you feel about it but i just i can't there's there's no meat to it it's just very one-dimensional for of a film okay uh so what i would describe as the meat would partially be the what i what i previously talked about about like this this idea that we see this story of a teenage superhero learning what is true motivation to be a hero is like that was that was a piece of meat for me i, I was i loved the storyline of him being faced with the the realization of what he was pursuing was not what he actually wanted it was just a you know a sh sort of like a, a misunderstanding of his own self then there's the um the element of what is going on between him and tony as father and son the um the betrayal Tony gets from him, which is residue from the fact that he's just dealt with Cap, essentially destroying Tony's idea of what was protecting the world. Now he's got his son figure uh, lying to him and manipulating his technology. And, you know, he comes back by proving that, hey, this guy wasn't trying to do it for glory. He really did just want to protect the world. So it makes their relationship stronger. And it's, again, something of a of a meaty element to it for me. Um, having such a major repercussion in Vulture as a result of the MCU, having him explain to me in the film why he exists and what what it is the Avengers are doing to the world when it, you consider their negatives rather than simply their positives, that was quite a, a meaty experience as well. And then um, I'd have to say the climax of having him in the car with Liz and Vulture and he's multiple dynamics running at the same time of a father trying to grill a, his daughter's boyfriend at the same time as Spider-Man trying to protect his identity with a, a girl who has these small pieces of information that on their own may be irrelevant but when placed in a pattern in front of a, a guy who's pretty smart who's aware of what what's going on gets to piece it all together um, results in pushing Peter to this this portion where he's gonna have to choose between being this happy-go-lucky student focusing on his life or to help the world and be a superhero all of these sort of big payoffs and elements in the storytelling was something that i found very entertaining to watch and if you had swapped it all out you would called all these characters different names even tony if you would called him bob stork and, and and the main character was that uh billy guy you're talking about uh gary i would still be here defending it as a strongly written movie and then if if you said oh it's an adaptation of the Dark Knight comic book or something like that, I'd be like, oh god, what what were they thinking? What has this got to do with... I'm sorry. Yeah, like, you know, I understand you're upset completely. Um, though it is still well written. And, you know, I, I don't want to repeat myself, I'm just saying that that's where my perspective comes from, I suppose. And I completely understand where you guys are coming from as well. Yeah, I think <clears throat> it's important to understand where we're all coming from. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's like little scenes in there that are good. Like you said, when, uh, when he talks to Peter, but then it gets taken. There's so much that gets taken away at the end. There's so much uh, the, of the stakes that don't mean anything. Um, and, and again, film, I would have loved. I, I, I like uh, Michael Keaton a lot as vulture. I want more of that. That's a good thing. Um, but um, that, yeah, there's little moments in it, but just, it was not, I, I watched it again. I, I, have only watched it once since I was in the theater. So I wanted mm -hmm. to watch it beforehand. And then I watched, uh, some of the action-y scenes right before this. And I still can't remember very much of it. It's just, that, uh, it was pretty exciting. Uh, when he was climbing up the, um, Washington monument. That was cool when he was, uh, and, and then that I noticed something else. It's like, he's not in New York. So they they were, they were really trying to make this not Spider-Man in a lot of ways. This was a, this was a deliberate thing, uh, that they wanted to, to do New York? all the time. No, it's just, it's just different. Okay. And again, this isn't something I have a huge problem with. It's just interesting that they made a definitive choice to, and he was in the beginning, but they, you know, have him go to Washington, and then in the next film, he's not in New York, and it's just, it's just odd. It's a, it's a, it's a weird decision. I'm not saying it's bad, uh, and it's something I didn't even notice till I was watching it. Today. I'm like, oh yeah, he's he travels, uh, <laughs> and maybe they're trying to make it less of a New York thing and more of a a world, you know. Well, my understanding was that, and this is something that uh, Fringy actually was was talking to me about. At least this this is part of his interpretation, I suppose. The um the scene where he's running through the suburbs, it's very much not a Spider-Man environment. Like he can't he can't perform as well when he's dealing with houses and trees versus city blocks and stuff. And so it's mm -hmm. almost like he's struggling. He's still learning. We're we're seeing a Spider-Man in an environment that we haven't seen in the movies before, where he's trying to chase somebody through a suburb because it's yeah. What's Spider-Man gonna do? And we see the results. He's very clumsy. He's very irresponsible. He terrifies children. Like at one point. Um, but it's, it's obviously supposed to be an entertaining sequence and one in which he's he's absolutely unprepared for because these movies are all developing him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get to see more of what you guys are looking for uh, down the line and that what we're seeing right now is his journey toward there. I'm not saying it's a guarantee and I'm not saying that you should like these movies if they do that. I'm just saying that um, hopefully the, the MCU can provide you something of what you're looking for one day. I, I don't know. I don't think we will. I uh, much like the Andrew Garfield ones. I think this will suffer the fate of we only get all the Spider-Man movies. You get to a certain point and then it reverts right back. And that's why Spider-Man will always be one of the biggest missed opportunities because you'll have the strong open and then sequel, which is good. And then you'll just either have a third movie. that's great. And they'll revert or they'll have this third movie that was terrible. Like the real third one and it'll revert. And just, it, it's all with rights and all these other issues like Spider-Man as a fan, you just, that great uh, run of anything like Captain America his run was great Iron Man his run was great and they appeared in other things with Spider-Man it's always like you get to where you want to go with Spider-Man and then it, let's restart it because uh, Hollywood is just so obsessed with like this Ditko Lee first 30 issue Spider-Man he's a little kid which he should be out of his growing pains by now he's much more of an interesting character years down the road mm -hmm. um, yes and Go ahead. I was just going to to go off with Jeff and a lot a lot of us hardcore fans just know what you're missing. 
And like, listen, this is pie in the sky stuff. And Jeff is right. Sony has a, a, a modus operandi. They, they, they are definitely, even though the MCU, then that's the only reason this is watchable right now is because Kevin Feige's involved. Uh, otherwise it would be battling venom and uh, freaking carnage in the first movie. And it'd be terrible. Um, but we know there's so many good spider. And the, the thing is, and this is what my worry is, is we've seen Peter Parker so much that by the time this one's over, people are going to want to go see miles Morales. Well, never have, 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 you would never have seen the real Spider-Man. Not once close with the Raimi stuff, but not once. And that's, that's a bummer. Yeah, um, the missed opportunity. Just to uh, you said that um, Iron Man had a great run, uh, Jeff. Do you think that Iron Man two and three are strong films? No, but what I mean is he he gets to become Iron Man and be Iron Man consistently. It's like uh, okay, for example, Batman Begins. I like that movie, but then I like that he's fully Batman in the next film. That's when he's not Batman and reverts back in the third one. When I have a problem. Iron Man becomes Iron Man. Tony Stark grows in that first movie. He continues to grow, but he continues to be at his, uh, you know, his full power as Iron Man, and he develops in an interesting way. Spider-Man is always um, stuck in that first gear. Tony Stark's, you know, all the way. So that's what I mean by good run. It's not about quality of film. It's that the character gets to advance beyond one point. And we've only really had, we've only had one version of Iron Man on film. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the Robert Downey Jr. It went till the end. It was great. Um, Spider Man. This is the third actor that's done that. Where it's go, it goes. We're getting ready to get into the next element. You know, the growing pains are over. The first arc of his, his life type of thing, and it's like we're going to redo it again, and then redo it again, and it just it, it's it's frustrating. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. so if I told you I didn't like Spider Man Homecoming because God damn it, I've had enough Spider Man. My uh, an argument against me could be, okay, that's you, man, and I'd be like, yeah, that is me. What of it? And then they're like, well, we, we, we can't actually talk about the writing of the film. And then the third guy says, I'm not tired of it because it's another Spider-Man. I'm fucking tired of it because goddamn they pissed all over his character. And then someone else is like, what character? And they go, oh, well, from the comics. Which comic? Well, this this particular set from this number to this number, this is that is Spider-Man. It's like, according to who? You're breaking down the argument a little too simplistic about that. Uh, the reason I say, like, listed issue numbers it's because everyone bitches about the sam raimi movies well he does this he does that because they adapted something specific uh the one that we're talking about uh is trying to adapt something specific too uh if you want what i really want is broad strokes of like the character like iron man he's not an alcoholic in the movie they play at they tease at it but then they get rid of it that doesn't make me hate it but he's still that uh conflicted man he has other demons can I just uh, they uh, take that away? Someone in chat said, according to Mauler, Ghostbusters 2016 is a great movie if you just ignore the original films. Ghostbusters 2016 is terrible on its own. And you could have had um, a soft reboot of Ghostbusters that was good with women. It's possible. You need a really great comedy writer if you're going to go with that. But their comedy was god awful. The story didn't make any sense. It's a terrible film. Um, it would never work, though, no matter how great the movie is. Well, this is the thing. If someone told me that. Um, it doesn't matter what they do, because it'll never be the source. I would be like, well, that seems stifling. I'd like to give them a shot. Um, it's very unlikely they'll be able to pull it off. I- I'd happily agree with that, but uh, it's possible. Wait, yeah, I would say it doesn't really... 2016 couldn't have been good because it was all women? What? I couldn't hear your mic soft. Well, is... is are we saying 2016 Ghostbusters couldn't have been good because it was all women? I'm saying Ghostbusters 2016 couldn't be good because 
certain movies are lightning in a bottle. You can't and you don't need to try to replicate it. You know, it's not it, Ghostbusters is not an adaptation. It's its own entity. And even the second Ghostbusters isn't that great. But the first well, one is see how that I don't see how that means it couldn't have been a good movie. Because it's what does it need to exist for? Like, I mean, what are you trying to get at? Are you trying to say that if I made this uh, Oscar worthy film, that's Ghostbusters, the remake that uh, it's, you know, it, it needs to exist. It's great. I mean, what are we trying to get uh, pinpoint? Because well, I think I'm what curious, the audience I'm is curious saying why I'm, I'm curious why you've, you've, you've said that it couldn't have been good. Because it's not Ghostbusters is Ghostbusters. It's one specific thing. It's not, uh, up to your interpretation of how you're going to change it and mold it to whatever modern settings. It's it's that one film. It's that 1984. It's all those people. It's all the uh, special effects artists, the the editors, everything. It's just that one thing. That's what Ghostbusters is. It whatever you make isn't going to be Ghostbusters. It's your take on it. It doesn't necessarily. And obviously, it's, it's not going to be a one for one exact copy of the original. I don't see how that that means it couldn't have been. A good Ghostbusters film. Okay, they couldn't even make a good Ghostbusters sequel with the same people. Okay, there's just something about uh, right place, right time. Same with Star Wars. We can say there's a point zero 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 one chance that somebody could have independently made a good Ghostbusters film with a bunch of women, but I'd say the chances of it sucking greatly outnumbered that minuscule chance we would have gotten a good film whether men half men women fucking stanley kubrick comes back and directs it learns comedy bill murray de-ages himself 30 years we still probably wouldn't have got but yeah i get what you're saying but i think it there's just we've gotten a good good film uh this next one coming out you know it'll probably be so is it going to be a Ghostbusters film or a film that says Ghostbusters on it? And we're even bringing, maybe bringing back some of the old people. We'll see. We'll see. But I think uh, with the people involved, there was little chance it was going to be good. But of course, there's always a chance something could be good. Okay. For no, but, the, but there's lightning in a bottle. I think Jeff was saying is <laughs> Ghostbusters like Terminator. Okay. Term, people keep on trying to remake Terminator. Terminator is an Arnold Schwarzenegger action film. A decent uh, TV series that nobody watched except for me, <laughs> uh, but that's it. I mean, that's it. Well, Maybe I mean, some people might... you know, uh, like I don't even know what the hell they were thinking with Genesis or with Dark Fate. I don't know why they think that's gonna play well. I don't know who's telling them that these ideas are what the Terminator, like established fan base, would like to see in continuity. I don't know why they would think any of that was a good idea. Um, could we have a good Terminator sequel? It's like, I, 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 I feel like we could. As, as, same with Predator and Alien. I'm still holding out hope that one day we get a movie where I go, hey, that didn't make me vomit. That was alright. <laughs> I think those are all dead franchises, though, and I'm not trying to be the negative guy here, but look, it, I love the first two Terminators. After that, it just they don't, it doesn't bring anything new to the table. It's like, oh, well, Judgment Day didn't happen. Day. Oh wait, right, we're gonna yeah. time travel with Judgment Day and with Alien. You know, the first one's great. The second one's my personal favorite. And then after that, it just it's less and less. Same with Predator. That first Predator is so tight, almost perfect in all, in all these different ways. That's a movie that I will say I'd say that's Arnold's best film. You know, the Predator it works on so many levels yeah. from what it is. 
And then you get Predator 2, which is okay-ish. Okay, I'm not yeah. going <laughs> to dump on it like other movies. But then you get Alien versus Predator and Predators. and it, you, It's always either Law of Dimension Returns or just like Law of Dimension Creativity. It's, it's cashing in on IPs, and that's a bigger problem. And we can try to have you know, philosophical discussions. We can try to break down certain things. But at the end of the day, these movies exist to cash in on things from the past that were created with passion and uh, creativity. You know, even Star Wars. I know we talk about Star Wars on my channel every day, and that's fine. But, like, when you're passionate about a story, you will come up with ways. Now all these things, MCU, uh, DCEU, all this stuff is filmmaking by committee. And the same approach to the script writing isn't there. You don't have the same caliber of people working on stuff. That's why you get a lot of hollow garbage bullshit. That's why you get your Men in Black Internationals. That's why you get your X-Men Dark Phoenixes. These things... Um, you know, movies used to mean something to a lot of people. It used to be, you know, a goal. I want to be a film writer or a screenwriter. I want to do this. I want to do that. Nowadays, people are just always bouncing onto other things. And then, you know, it's just, a, it's just a step to somewhere else. Same with comic books. Comic books have suffered the most because you had these guys and mostly guys, I'm just going to say it like that, that wanted to be in the comic book industry. You had your Ethan's, you had all these people. This is my goal. I'm going to become the best at it. And then it gets infused with all these people that are like, this is a stepping stone to the next point in my career. And it suffers creativity, uh, creatively, and you have very few people that are putting out a great product. It, it's everywhere. That's our entertainment landscape today. And I look at, uh, you know, the Spider-Man movies the same way. You know, maybe you could you can throw the nostalgic card at me, but I'll throw out uh, all kinds of other points to it. But like you had Sam Raimi, who's somebody who likes, loves, cares about Spider-Man on a level, and it shows. Uh, this guy, you don't have to be, you know, having pictures of Spider-Man painted on your wall like he did to prove that. But you have to know your characters, you know your things. What we, and this director has very little power. It's all Kevin Feige and the bigger picture, and it just, it all suffers. What would you say in relation to Sam Raimi not respecting or liking Venom? I would say that is an Avia Rod problem. Because I think from the outset, it looked like Sam Raimi had a much bigger uh, Iron Man's 1 and 2. When you get to three, it's a producer game like Kevin Feige. Do you know this? Just John Watts guy. I had to look him up because I hadn't heard of him before. Like Mark Webb. They hire these directors for Spider-Man films that don't have a vision. You know, Sam Raimi's um, vision is all over Spider-Man 2. I mean, that scene with Doc Ock in the uh, operation, that's Evil Dead. Oh, yeah, definitely. Down to the chainsaw. And running and screaming into the camera. There are horror elements all over that. He has an artistic vision that some people love, that some people hate. There's some hokiness, some campiness, but it's still his identity. Uh, this new Spider-Man, much like Mark Webb's, has no identity. It's whatever current. It's current year the movie with Spider-Man, and that is. I think that's another point where Gary and I always get mad about, like the interpretation of the high school supporting cast. It's like, oh, we need to represent modern day, whatever. That's cool put other kids in there too, to flesh it out. You know, um, Ned Leeds is, I think he has red hair, right, Gary? Dude, or Betty Brandt has dark hair and is older than him. Just like, and that, you know, that is part of all the disconnect with a lot of the uh, Spider-Man fans. Mm -hmm. uh, I was uh, literally, I have no idea. I was just going off. I'd heard that um, he really hated Venom as a character and he didn't want him in the movie and that he was forced to have him. Was, is that was. basically? Was. Red owns the right. supposed to be Vulture. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. And Mysterio is going to be played by Bruce Campbell. In a yeah, short I actually scene, found that out today. I saw it on Reddit. I had no idea that was going to be the case. That sounded like that would have been fun to see. Unfortunately, we didn't get. It. It's been really fun to see. 
I don't think anybody would complain if they if Sony just did a one-off Spider-Man four with Toby. Hmm. I, I think that would just make a ton of money. But I imagine they can't. Happened. Can they? Can they even do that right now with how like the IPs working? And I imagine uh, Marvel Studios wouldn't want them to be doing that with. Uh... Oh God, no! Yeah. yeah. The way it goes, I read this uh, recently. If Spider-Man: Far From Home makes a billion dollars, then Mar the MCU has some say in the next movie. If it doesn't, then it's a it's an independent Sony film with Tom Holland. Hmm. Looks like it's going to make a billion dollars, so I don't think anybody has anything to worry about. I'm curious when uh, that's going to slow down for the MCU when they're going to stop because I, you know, call me an idiot, but I didn't think that Captain Marvel was going to make that much money. I know I know it makes sense because it's is sandwiched between two enormous movies but i still didn't think like who's who's so desperately interested in seeing this if you know what i mean but um yeah it yeah. still made that much so it, it was surprising for sure um i think once we get away from end game we're still in the end game time frame so uh and plus they're gonna announce phase four and the only movie they have in production right now is uh, a dead person black widow prequel who just got in a bunch of trouble with hollywood yesterday for speaking some truth scarlett johansson did so um yeah so i, I guess we're gonna get an internals announced did, and, uh, did black uh, panther make a billion it, well, yeah, black panther made a ton of money and that was <laughs> that's all the only one that didn't make money that's weird that was in the infinity war time frame and i understand rags and i'll probably agree on this one is ant a wasp and ant-man that's why i call it the wasp and ant-man yeah that one was i don't I mean, I saw it. It was, oh, it was fine. Yeah, it was a charming little movie, but the thing yeah. that happened, yeah. What did that uh, one? I'm assuming that one made the least out of literally the last, like, probably like seven or eight or more. Um, that's movies. within the looking it, up right it, now. Uh, within the Infinity War time frame, I believe it is the one that's done the worst. Everybody else, it only made, every it only made six hundred twenty-two point seven million. Black Panther made one point three billion. So wow, okay. Whew. Yeah, well, so this is the I thing, can't... you know, like, causing loads of controversy with casting, like, this will be the black people movie, this will be the women movie. I always think that that is, it may increase sales for the people who are interested in that sort of thing, but I always thought it would decrease sales to a degree as well, and so it may level out or cause problems, but yeah, I don't know, it works, I guess, for those. Freaking work like a charm, and it's shocking. And hopefully, the next one's going to be Eternals. By the way, that's going to be the gay people. Uh, that's going to be the gay, the gay people movie that will be released during June during Pride Month because they did Captain Marvel during on uh, International Women's Day, and they did uh, Black Panther during Black History Month. And that's so MCU, uh, they, is it? He's going to have. He's got. They're going to. That's going to be their first uh, 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 gay lead. In a, in a film so they're going to release it during pride because why not it worked with black panther it worked work with captain marvel and uh well yeah so 2021 i think it's coming out uh mm. and yeah uh i actually the, the comic is interesting uh i the, i doubt it's gonna be good at all or watchable but we'll see yeah yeah fair enough um so the point of today was essentially just to explore uh, the why on both sides, and I feel like we've done it. Why? I feel like we did it. I, th I think that I'm hoping that the audience now knows why you guys. Well, you, I, I would imagine you guys strongly represent the portion of the audience that feels the same way as you do, and I would hope that me and Rags uh, do the the opposite. I don't know if um, there's probably. I, I can guarantee there's going to be a bunch of people who are like, why didn't they talk about X, Y, and Z? Um, 
Is there anything else? Is there any topics? You can bring to the it movie? up. Yeah, because I, uh, I was going to say, um, if we've got time, I wouldn't mind just uh, responding to a video with you guys. Cause it's always fun. Absolutely, but I just I want to say I think Jeff and I are in the minority on the homecoming thing. Uh, I know, like we're in Jeff's chat and my chat. You know, people will gravitate to our opinions. I completely understand that, but considering how much the movie's making, considering what uh, people say about it online, you know, mostly, I yeah, I, I I will concede that I am in the minority on this one. Um, but <laughs> so is that you guys I'm didn't talk about X, Y, and Z? Yes, no, we uh, didn't. Yeah, I think uh, it'll be like the Michael Keaton Batman thing, Gary. There'll be that portion of time it'll pass, and then everybody will kind of be back on the old uh, hype train, and it'll just kind of ride itself yeah. out, and new ones will come out, and they'll accept it, but people will still kind of remember the old one. So, I think that's where we're headed with Spider Man, and I'm, I'm I'm okay with right. that. I got, well, like, I, I look at it like this: yeah, got a Spider Man movie at a really important age, so I, it's not like I'm dying to see you know my version of Spider Man. I got it. I, mean, I got people- it on Blu-ray, DVD. Uh, people haven't even quite forgotten Amazing Spider-Man yet. People still remember it for how awful it was, if you know what I mean. But like, uh, it, like, like, I don't know how long it'll take. I, I agree with you guys because I think those movies will turn to dust over time. They'll, I think Sony will want people to forget them. Um, as for whether or not Homecoming and Far From Home, for example, will be forgotten, I think it's going to be much harder for those films to be erased, if you will, because of the fact that it's a part of the MCU. So it's, we're going to have this character for a potentially long time, depending on uh, what happens next. I, I will also say I would much rather have Tom Holland be the face of the MCU from here on out over Brie Larson. Oh, God, I don't know that oh, anybody yes, disagrees absolutely. with that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I, I oh. want this to happen. It's not like I, I would rather not. I, I, yes, give me Tom Holland all day long. I will learn to like it uh, over that. Um, so, yeah. All right. Um, like I said, is there anything else anyone wants to say before? Because I, I just want to jump into it as soon as I can so that you guys can spend your time with it and have fun with us before you have to go. Uh, you guys are great. Oh, well, I mean. <laughs> so it's I nice think. to have a, 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 a debate and, uh, and still like each other in the end. See, that's how it's done. Shooter keeps making noises. Stop it. They hate me, <laughs> which is fine. Um, well, while you figure out your computer issues, I'm going to use the loon. Be right back. There you go. Loja. If you guys want to catch a, 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 a quick pee break or get a drink, anything is fine while I get this room ready in uh, this video. And yeah, so just to give it a little bit of a setup, we're going to check out a video, and I don't, I haven't seen any of it. Uh, this is the first time for me, because I usually watch them at least a little bit ahead of time to make sure it's actual content for us to spawn to, but I was just like, how the fans killed Star Wars? You gotta wonder where they're coming from with that argument. Uh, what do you guys think from the title alone? <laughs> it's misguided. Yeah, because I'm a, if someone was to make the argument that we're the reason that Star Wars is heading downward or something like that, I'd be like, that's interesting. How are you going to qualify that? Or if they said that see. we've damaged um, the sequel trilogy by criticizing it, I'd be like, absolutely. <laughs> like, and I hope that we continue to do that. Yeah, so here's a link to the um to the watch together. Once everyone jumps in and rags is back, we'll be able to check it out. I've it's this is actually yeah. Uh, hang on, what did I do? Boomer. 
You right? Oh. You're watching The Lonely Island? Oh, uh, this is just a default video, just ignore this. Oh, I love this song. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have no idea how the how these how these get chosen for watch together. I don't know what what determines a default. I wonder if it's advertising or not. I guess it would make sense if um, okay, I'm Alright. So, is everyone ready? <laughs> ready. Everyone. Dave Lee down under. Never heard of him. Neither have I. This is, for all I know, this is a good video. This will be exciting. We'll use it as a vehicle to discuss stuff regardless. Like my videos, don't forget to follow me on social media to keep up to date with all the latest news regarding my channel and my content. And most importantly, don't forget to subscribe below or at the end of the video. Well, yeah, there you go, guys, if you want to subscribe. <laughs> there you go. Uh, do you guys ever do that? Like, uh, suggest subscribing before the video's even started? I don't know, because it always seems odd to me. It's like, wouldn't you want to try and... Works. Uh, it, if it works, fair enough. I have yeah, not done it, and it absolutely works. Yeah. I, um, I've never done it. I've never told people like or subscribe. I mean, well, yeah, uh, there's, there's loads of different strategies. I haven't, I don't think I have anyway. I'd have to recheck all my old videos. Star Wars The Last Jedi has opened to become one of the most polarizing and divisive Star Wars movies ever. Remember Lost when it was that high? <laughs> yeah, it sank a bit lower than that. Well, that's Remember the thing. I should probably... Up at 50%. I should probably check yeah. when this was made then, because this if is you apparently... Like my videos, January 11th, oh, wow. uh, so a month after the film came out. This, ooh, this will be a hot take. Nice. <laughs> hot off the press. I wonder how this guy's opinions changed. Yeah, it would be yeah. interesting if it has. Yeah. ...and the majority of critics are singing their praises. It is a damn Ew. good Star Wars movie. This movie what? made me really made happy. made me happy. <laughs> so that's, that's Chris Tuckman's take on this movie, a lot of this movies. This movie made me happy. It's better than YMS. Yeah, you know, it's a bit extensive compared. Johnson, you've made a fantastic Star Wars movie, a fantastic movie. At least, at like least Chris Tuckman could probably we tell us why he liked this it. Movie, right? First time I saw it. Yeah. Oh, you guys love these guys, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, these are my favorite. Star Wars, no show. We I've covered. Never heard uh, of them. So these, these, these are part of Collider, right? Yeah. Oh, they were at least. Oh, they were. Well, we covered them, Rags. Uh, they had like there was like that freak out that um. Uh, what's his name? Christian something? Christian. I remember Arlo, the Collider yes. video we looked at. Are yeah. they as part of the group? So the guy on the right, he like freaked out because, correct me if I'm wrong guys, but he was not invited to a Star Wars celebration and he was upset about that. And he was oh, busting him? his ass being a fan. He busting, was being a yeah. fan. He busting his ass. So hard. You know how hard it is to watch so the hard. movies and talk about them? You know how much I that... Was, <laughs> I was buying action figures. You, you know how much time that takes? I had to park, get out of my car. <laughs> the I wasn't fact that he for free like these plebs. The fact that he thinks that entitles him to exactly. a free invite or whatever. Well, I don't know if it was free, but an invite. I just, it's just... I want a return on my liking investment. <laughs> I thought it was utterly hilarious when the guy is just like, no, you'll do it. You'll do what we tell you to do. I was just like, oof, when your opinions and your presentation is bought. For you, you know. Yeah, it's like, man, make sure you tell us this on air, Mr. Producer. <laughs> Jeez, yep, good job. Yeah, I always thought that was actually kind of odd. And the one thing I'll give Christian or whatever is like, why would he do that on air? <laughs> like, that's gonna affect. That his, sucked. It's gonna that affect his, no how people how perceive him. Like. like, do you want it to be that way? I just, I'd just be like, why are you trying to sabotage him? Don't. 
Um, or at least, you know, you say, uh, take a break, take a break right now. We need to, something important's happened. And then you can talk to him. Not so much. I've seen it twice now. Yeah. And the second time I saw it, give it I, to me. I loved it the second yeah, time. Yeah, good. I certainly give it a good time. No alcohol required. I'm bizarre. That was such a bizarre thing that was happening with TLJ. Everyone was saying you have to watch it the second time before you can appreciate how good it is. You guys hear Should've... that a lot? Uh, we got it. A lot. A lot. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was just like, I remember it. Why do I have to see it a second time? <laughs> like, I remember what happened. Yeah, I never you're not smart enough. Infinite a second time. Oh, I you it was... didn't get it. You had to see it a second time because you're a simpleton. I mean, you'd you still, you still get You get people be like, two times, uh, three times, I think, is where you really get to fully understand the quality. Okay, I think you're just trying to sell tickets at this well, point. They want to they want to color your perspective for a second viewing that you'll remember more than the first. So if they say, "All right, you need to believe it's good and then watch it," is essentially what they're trying to do. It, it's like a, it's basically a micro version of what a con artist does. And hey, what? it probably worked for a lot of people. They're yeah, like, sure you know, what? on my second, I, I heard that some people like I hit everything, watched it for three times, and the third time he was not bored. Three times. wasn't even bored. Good time. You are a worthless freaking piece of plastic. You're the worst thing I've ever seen in freaking Star Wars. You're the worst character. I hate your face. I hate you, Daisy Ridley. You're a freaking piece of garbage. <laughs> so I, I, think, I think this is interesting. He, so he said, like, people liked it, and he's got these these calm civil reviews of people being like, I did, I enjoyed this film. It's very good. He's like, and then some people didn't like it, and shows this guy... Breaking out a toy and saying, I hate your face. It's like, oh, okay, so. Oddly, oddly, he's looking at the camera while talking to the action figure, which is weird. I feel like <laughs> he's saying this to me. Like he's telling me <laughs> he hates your face, right? He's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I'm, I'm to internalizing all of this. <laughs> I didn't mean to be a worthless piece of plastic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hope you could be more human. Oh my. I hated it. This movie took everything that you like about Star Wars, that you love about Star Wars, that you thought you knew about Star Wars, and it <laughs> on it, and it on it again, and then it sets it on fire, and then it on it again. And I'm not Great. hating on this because I don't like where they were taking it. I'm just hating on it because so much of it was just poorly thought out right. and poorly yeah. written. I honestly love that, feel dude. Like I could have wrote a better movie. Like, what the <laughs> was that? <laughs> I'm just gonna say it right now. The Last Jedi has brought out the worst in the Star Wars fandom. Never have I seen the Star Wars. Well, I was like, is it is it the worst because they didn't like it? And if you didn't like it, that means they're the worst. No, because they're supposed they're to beating like it, up figurines do. with plastic bats, rags. That's why no fan base has ever done something so rash. Uh -oh. ...community so angry, so vicious, and so nasty, even turning on other fans who liked the movie. Correct me if I'm wrong, but people have been nasty about opinions on everything since the dawn of time. Like, it's not this new phenomenon that Star Wars brought out of people. Yeah, humans can be it's assholes. the first cave art. When somebody <laughs> grunted, that sucks, you have no talent and you're a hack. And they Fuck you, died. You don't know what yes. you're doing. <laughs> Look, mimic antelope with hand. <laughs> Your antelope rug. It's just like, like uh, yeah, the one absurdly intelligent one that's like, Og, I've really got to talk to you about your realism here. Like, this is not representative. Like, what? I feel like a cool <laughs> antelope could make a better picture of an antelope, Og. Just <laughs> <being real. laughs>
Brutal. Then that one guy went to to France and painted all that beautiful cave art. But of course, he was the first suicidal, sad caveman artist. He never sold a single cave in his lifetime. It was only after he died. <laughs> he was appreciated thousands of years. <laughs> like, listen, Og, your art is shit. But once this wheel thing takes off, we're going to make it big. All right. It's going to be huge. <laughs> it's gonna be a Don't forget deal. to sign it on the bottom. Use your hand. They'll be able to interpret that. Yes, these are real comments posted on some of my Star All right, let's Wars see what these videos. say. While many have oh, expressed fuck. their hatred on the movie and the Can filmmakers, others have turned their vitriol towards Disney. I'll pause it. I thought I was going okay. to not deal with this problem. You, okay, The Last Jedi was a pile of poo. Anyone else who says otherwise is either A, not a true Star Wars fan, or B, a... I think I know what that is, but... Uh, you are the dumbest person I have ever seen in my life. Take your opinion and stick it up your butt. Um, your opinions suck, dude. They didn't pay you, right? Uh, your ranking reflects you as a sick blank. These are real. Um, the Last Jedi was garbage, and only idiot millennial beta males would ever like that piece of feminist crap, which isn't true. However, it is. It does seem to be a, a very broad um, accuracy that I have noticed on YouTube. Uh, you are the dumbest person I've ever seen in my life. Take your opinion, take your blank. Uh, some of because some of these like fade in and Comments out of each other. Posted yeah, on but... some of my Star Wars videos. While many have expressed their hate, look at these comments. I won't give oh, you time like, to the one that said your opinion sucks. Yeah. It's like, oh no, oh no. Are you be <laughs> are you okay? Are you gonna be all right there? How devastating. The movie and the Just get over it. <laughs> it's fucking gross spine. Just fucking get over it. No, man, this is the worst yeah, fans I've ever been. I don't know if I can. I've never seen fans this bad. While many have expressed their hatred on the movie and the filmmakers, others have turned their vitriol towards Disney, the parent company of Lucasfilm responsible People for the. Made I was about to say, who, well, they, who are they going to blame? The local school yeah. janitor? Like, it's, <laughs> it would be Disney. Why would it not be Disney? Production of the new era of Star Wars movies. Disney killed Star Wars has quickly yeah, a become bit. a buzzword for those who yeah, hate kinda. the movie and its predecessor, The Force Awakens, blaming the studio for ruining the franchise with supposed feminist agendas, desolation of lifelong favorite characters, a shift towards kid-friendly hmm? entertainment, and of course, the decanonization of thousands of expanded universes. <laughs> yeah, that went over well, didn't it? <laughs> this yeah, is not was, canon yeah. anymore. And, uh, we'll use some of the elements of it and call it our own, which was their whole intention anyway. I guess they didn't use the good ones. Well, oh, they didn't. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> they used the bad ones uh, and adapted them badly. It's like, oh, great. Yes. Stories published across printed media, television, and video games, which diehard Star Wars fans had immersed themselves in for almost 40 years. The thing is, though, that Star Wars has always featured strong female characters and has always been aimed at children. So, do you guys remember oh. the major criticism everyone had was, this movie has female characters and it's meant for children. This is bad. Uh, no, I don't. You don't remember that? Oh. Hmm. No, I don't. I don't ever remember anyone ever saying this. Damn. First <laughs> time I've literally heard of it right now. Um. Okay. The problem here isn't that I think when 
The problem here people have isn't that it was made for children. It's that the elements of the film that are designed for children or for laughs and comedy are in direct contrast in awkward ways tonally to the things that are happening around them. That's what people have a problem with. Yeah, and I suppose a lot of people might assume those things are the children-oriented uh, elements because a lot of children can't you know, necessarily pick up uh, tonal clashes. They'll just take every scene for what it is and be like, yay, fine. Yeah. Um, like, ah, oh, yeah, space puffin. But when... Oh, so much awkward comedy in TLJ. So, so the lightsaber bonked on her head. I remember being like, oh, I thought this was serious. Okay. It was made for children by people who don't have children and no, have no concept of what these little things are. They probably know more about Jawas than actual children. Uh, the original Star Wars movie was not made for children. Uh, George Lucas made tried to make a movie for everybody. Okay, it was just a sci-fi movie that was PG when it came out. And the toy thing picked up later, as Jeff knows. But when it originally came out, came out, it was of course it was supposed to be family. But uh, the Hollywood off what you got, you just said it well. Right. They, they, like they try to dumb card. things down for kids that they don't need to do, you know, or make them just bad outright. And yet people are getting choked to death. There's a severed bloody <laughs> arm at the beginning of the first one. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, there's, there's non kid stuff in there. Absolutely. People I get, got, dude, when, when I Anakin got, got like burned in the third prequel, I remember being like, whoa. <laughs> this is, kids film, guys. Like, uh -huh. Yeah, fool. You don't want to actually, like, terrify ch I wonder if any children got nightmares from that. I imagine they must have been. Yeah, I was seven when I saw Star Wars, and the only thing I remember other than Chewbacca was being uh, a little creeped out in the cantina scene, because all the monsters and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, and, and uh, Darth Vader, you know, choking a guy. I remember that. That's that stuck in my head. It's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know, that, that wasn't real kid-friendly back then. So, yeah, that's this that's a dumb argument. We've heard it a lot, though. A lot! And it usually gets uh, really simplified down to, this film was made for kids instead of me. And it's like, well, maybe it's not meant for you. To be like, so who's saying this? ...characters and has always been aimed at children. If I were to Also, kids were less pussies back then, so... <laughs> also True, that. for sure. Ask any diehard Star Wars fan how old they were when they first fell in love with the franchise, I could guarantee you that almost every single one would say that they were under 10 years old. In fact, George Lucas has even gone on the record saying that Star Wars is for 12 year olds. You know, it's hard for people to realize, and I'm not supposed to say this, and I wasn't supposed to say it then, but, you know, it's a film for 12 year olds. Okay, so sure you no know Wally. On that comment in any way. What is the what is the target demographic for a film like Wally? Probably something similar to what he just said. Young. Nine, uh, uh... And it's... Might even be a little young. Yeah. yeah. Ten, twelve, something And like yet that. it's my favorite Pixar film. And it's like, oh, you chose a bad one. You're supposed to go for the ones that are more adult-oriented, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what? It's, not, it's a non-point to me. Um, I'm just like, okay. What are you trying to say? The... <laughs> Doesn't he think that there's an interesting element there that uh, if people are complaining about childish elements of the sequel trilogy, non-specific, and they're not doing it about the OT, and clearly there's something going on, like they're identifying an element that may not be to do with the fact that it's for children because it might be something else. But it, it, I just I find it interesting that he's like, George Lucas said it was for kids, argument over. Like, oh. 
All right. Yeah. Don't even know what the argument George was, Lucas's... but okay. Exactly. Yeah. What, what was the context? George has changed his stories like uh, uh, ten times over the the decades. Uh, it's it's uh, anywhere from uh, uh, an allegory for freaking World War II, Vietnam, fucking kids movie, what whatever. It's it's it was a sci-fi movie that he wanted to be to make at the time. George had no kids, so he can try to make something for a 12-year-old all he wants without having the real concept of it. He was just an Artur at the time and trying to, again, to make a good film. So, yeah, that argument, they just pick it out. Uh, anytime something's bad, I mean, it's not just for Star Wars. We've been hearing this for a long time, guys. Like, it's it's not made for you. That's why you don't like it. Well, then <laughs> it's not made for you either, but you like it. So I don't get the logic there. It's uh, that movies are supposed to be made for everybody. Well, when uh, uh, Brie Larson said that simple. a wrinkle in time is not made for white males, I was like, oh, wow, how insulting that you're saying that, that terrible yeah. film was made for like black people, I guess. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Why are you, what do you like? <laughs> why do you hate him so much? So much money. <laughs> yes. Oh, it did it. Oh. Understandably maddening mm. for those who devoted so many years to the stories. But from a storytelling point of view, it was the best move to keep storytelling original and concise by providing Lucasfilm and their storytellers a fresh slate to work uh, with. How a, fresh, well. a fresh slate by continuing the story. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, Alright. Wouldn't, okay, wouldn't a fresh slate be take place in a completely different part of the universe at a different time with different people? No? Okay. I hate that argument. I'm just like, of course it's not. They're using all of the things from the other films. They're continuing. Well, how is this a clean slate? The same actors. And it's a fresh That's... slate when they use the same actors in continuity with the previous ones. All right. I don't think this guy knows what a fresh slate is. No, he doesn't. <laughs> However, when presented with the facts, some Star Wars fans will use anything they can to prove that Disney has tarnished the franchise. Even trying to convince you that Mark Hamill, the actor behind Luke Skywalker, <laughs> Hated the movie himself. I'm <laughs> pretty sure. Did um, uh, uh, no? They'll just say you took him out of context. You know what I like about the context arguments, right? If you have someone like Luke, like Mark, saying uh, Luke is behaving out of character, they say that you take him out of context, as if to say he said, "I am about to lie." Luke Skywalker is out of character. <laughs> it's like yeah. that's not the context at all. What? Why do you think that? Like, there's some beautiful sentence that removes the one that we're using. It's insane. <laughs> using a compilation of clips like this to justify their own thoughts. I had trouble accepting what he saw for Luke. I said to Ryan, I said, Jedi's don't give up, but if he made a mistake, he would try and right that wrong. So right there, we had a fundamental difference. That's the crux of my problem. Luke would never say that. But what they're not showing you in these viral supercuts is context. <laughs> I knew who was gonna say. It. Everyone does. They're just like, ah. Oh, I am blown away. He just changed my mind on the whole thing. See the statements he just made. They're gonna be invalidated in a moment by these other statements that'll have nothing to do with them. And this is the thing. Um, I never claimed that he hated the Last Jedi. I don't think there's a quote where he says he hates the Last Jedi. He certainly didn't fucking like what they did with Luke. There's, I don't know if there's any debate on that. Just because he says it 37 times doesn't mean there's not context that reimagines all that he said. And how wonderful, by the way, because when do you get that? When do you get actors promoting a movie getting to speak honestly about the project? Like, something to really appreciate that we're not going to get uh, very often at all.
if an actor is being interviewed on the press for a film that's supposed to be positive and he's bringing up what you guys just said, the same thing over and over and over again, he's trying to send a message that he can't outwardly say. Obviously, he hated the film and well, hated what they did to Luke. Uh, but let's hear the context. <laughs> but again, I mean, I have to say, having seen the movie, I was wrong. I came to really believe that. Of course, wrong. he's going to say that. I mean, wrong about what specifically? Um, because I'm curious what that what that actual quote was in reference to. Was it about wrong about yeah. how it could be executed, or because Luke not giving up? I mean, that wouldn't change based on him seeing the story run through versus setting it up. Because it's just like a fundamental. I was absolutely wrong because when I cashed that really big paycheck with those had a lot of zeros on it. I realized I like this movie as long as the money is good from this paycheck. If I remember correctly, the other very interesting quote from him is that um, if the film is good, it's Ryan's fault, but if the film is bad, it's Ryan's fault. Like, I remember him basically trying to put, a, put out the point that as far as he's concerned, Luke is out of character, but it might work, and if it does, it, it's because Ryan managed to make it work, and if it doesn't, well, it's because he couldn't make it work. And, you know... Maybe Mark's referring to the fact that it was well-liked, or that he even maybe enjoyed it himself, but it doesn't change the fact that his criticism is absolutely accurate. This is not... This is very out of character for Luke, considering the end of the sixth fucking episode. But what you don't get is that we missed 30 years in which he went on a crazy journey that actually developed all of this. We just didn't need to see it. That Ryan yeah. was the exact man that they needed for this job. When Hamill went on the record to rectify his statements, all of a sudden, he became the target of fan scorn. So, I, I think you guys probably heard this one as well, where they're like, ah, see, he's going back on everything he said, and he's disappointed, whatever. I always took this as, um, he was, he, he regrets saying what he said, because it's, uh, it's just, he thinks it's probably caused more of a rift between the people who like the film and people who didn't like the film. Because they'll be using his quotes, and, uh, Trying to represent that someone who is intrinsically tied to Luke Skywalker thinks he's out of character, surely that would be a significant argument, and blah blah blah, and it's like, oh, if I'd never said anything, maybe people would be getting along a bit better. I always thought it was like an altruistic move, but a lot of people uh, would go with the fact that he's just trying to, to sort of smooth over his uh, set of oddest statements. There's a lot of ways to interpret Can it, I guess. I, there is, I, I would argue that both are probably true. He probably did feel bad for dividing the fam. Uh, and let's face it, I, you know, considering Mark's politics, there's certain people on the side of the Phantom Menace that Mark wouldn't want to uh, associate himself with, which is too bad because they're good people, Phantom Menace. But, um, and, but the, I think he also got a talking to. I think he got sat down and then went, Mark, you can't. Yeah, do he this. says he regrets it. Yeah, not that not like, that he well, you was. You can regret things for a variety of reasons. Yeah, not that he was incorrect or that he was sharing feelings he didn't actually have. He just simply regretted saying it. Good point. I regret saying my wife looked fat in that dress. <laughs> not true. <laughs> With fans shouting "damage control" and insinuating. I mean, it, it absolutely. I think he, even Mark Hamill would agree it's damage control. He's trying to account for the damage that's been done. There's yeah, no way about, about that. This meme doesn't, yeah, this meme makes sense to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, also that. This because of 
influence from all of these sources that are like you'd better essentially say this and don't uh i don't uh, obviously this this came out before it happened but it's just funny to look back on now because it's like ah oh, all those hateful fans being like oh he's just not even it's like do you remember what happened when he shared that photo of uh the Photoshop of the original cast all back together that we'd ever got to have, and he, he yep, got like they ripped shit apart. Down his throat for it. How dare you? <laughs> Want to hang out with your friends on screen for thirty seconds, a minute of, of screen time, jackass? That was crazy. Because even I was just like, why would they be mad at this? It's like, oh, apparently he's stoking the flames again. It's like, how? Is literally denying exi the existence of people for that picture he'd been threatened by Disney over his comments. When Hamill rectified his rectifying statements, it was a lost cause. Rectified his statements? He literally says in this tweet that he's enjoying the conversations both pro and con. He's enjoying- so that means he's enjoying conversations critical of The Last Jedi, so how would that be an example of him, like, bringing it back? Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, look at that. Hamill himself. There you go, it's all valid. Not taking anything back. He'd already lost. The fans who'd blasted Disney a week earlier for disrespecting him and his character were now disrespecting him themselves, suggesting that he was he lying to his fans. Even when presented with the full story, some Star Wars fans blind. Full story. What full story. What full story? <laughs> you have to present present that first. Do, do we have the full buddy. story to this day? I don't think so. Yeah. No, we don't. Who knows what happened with him and the studio execs and the people paying the bills? Who knows what they said to him? Who knows? Whole story. Complain about something, anything, has still found a scapegoat in Disney to blame all of their disappointments on. So make way for the rise of Disney killed Star Wars. But you know something? It never had to be like this. Disney never had to take control of yeah, Star Yeah, I could have made a better movie. <laughs> I like that yeah. he says this as if we disagree. We're like, yeah. Yeah, this nope. is all in response to something. And George Lucas never had to be distanced from the sequel trilogy. So how did it get like this? Did Disney kill Star Wars or did the fans? Oh, here comes the argument, I guess. Hmm. When Star Wars opened in 1977, filmgoers had never seen anything like the galaxy far, far away ever before. I see we're really starting at the beginning for this one. <laughs> we right. are. All right. Can we go beginning. back to the one that is like, we're, we're clearly specifically talking about one singular specific film, and you're going back to 50 years ago? I imagine this is fluff. I, I don't know how important this is going to be, but I guess we'll find yeah. out. Oh, why don't we see George's parents ha having sex and conceiving George? I want to go back further. Dude, yeah, we, we, we could have had... It all began with a big bang. Little George Lucas was born 19... And you're just like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it was innovative, and it was awe-inspiring. It wasn't long before George Lucas's small, independent science fiction movie that no studio wanted to touch became a worldwide phenomenon. By the end of the 1980s, George Lucas was a god amongst nerds the world over. Star Wars had spawned two sequels to form a trilogy, now known as the original trilogy. You guys know that? What? There was an original <laughs> trilogy? Yeah. Um, from which all other Star Wars works are derived in some way? Well, I just, this is why I'm asking, because I didn't know. I find this very they interesting. They were movies? Well, I thought it was a TV show, but apparently, yeah, they were movies first. Films, yes. I thought it was in a series of elite telegram messages. <laughs> in code. <laughs> Sumerian code. 
three television specials, two cartoon serials, and a multitude of books and comics, which would go on to form the foundations of what would eventually be known as the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Star yeah. Wars media flourished throughout the 1990s, mainly spurred on by the hype surrounding George Lucas's announcement to finally produce his long-rumoured prequel trilogy of Come movies. On. When 1999 rolled around, the hype for Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace was real. Fans flocked in droves to see the first instalment of the saga for 16 years. Some even camped out in front of cinemas for over skipped a Skipped over a big thing. Yeah. He skipped over a major thing. He, the, the, the 20-year anniversary, that's the reason all this stuff happened. I mean, it was behind the scenes, but the 20th anniversary was huge. That brought Star Wars back in such a big way. Uh, I remember that. Uh, you know, it was kind of a slow burn. You remember, Jeff, it was like, uh, you know, from 91 to 97, it was a slow burn. Then things blew away, like 96. And then Howard Stern yeah, was complaining because the. In the theaters and they were like number they were making like 30 million dollars on a weekend, you know, which uh, which the special editions, which sucked. I know and then, too. Sure. that they were the But it was a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Oh, I it was. Imagine. It was so much fun. Not as much fun these days. <laughs> to see the first installment of the saga for 16 years. Some even camped out in front of cinemas for over a month to ensure that they were the very first to see the movie. And when curtains closed on opening night, fans around the world, they loved it. Fantastic. Go see it as quick as you can. I couldn't get enough of it. I want to see it again already. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Um, God, now I'd what are they saying? Up if I could. It was intense. I'm curious. I mean, do you guys have a have an insight to this? Like, were there a significant amount of people who didn't like the Phantom Menace uh, when it first came out, or was there not? Um, One of them. It took. Like it. I hated the movie. Yeah. Okay. So it took time. That uh, the hypnosis was in most of the people. There, uh, my theater did not erupt in applause. I remember walking out of it, going, "I think it was good." And then by the next day, I realized it wasn't. And uh, I, but there was definitely hype behind. Was torn. People were torn. People knew it was bad, but were saying it was good. That's what was really happening with the adults. I can't speak for the kids, but uh, I'm sure some kids like absolutely love that movie because it truly was made for like nine, eight years old. That's what I was. I was like, oh my god, he made like a, like a eight a movie for eight year olds. It was so freaking bad uh but at the time though people were saying they liked it it was split mm. it was pretty split oh i remember now... uh, gary you ever watched the clerks cartoon yes oh yes god yeah, that's good they had a joke about it back then because that show came out in 2000 so just a few months after the movie was out so i mean it was there but one thing i don't think these videos take into account in all the geek culture videos is that star wars really wasn't cool the late 90s that movie came out and then people got back into it but like the a certain age group still didn't like star wars when episode one came out i went to a school where nobody watched star wars but me and then the next one and then this came out and still nobody really watched it so maybe it was just me but i don't remember everybody you know rocking the star wars stuff it was like slightly older people yeah, it was it was still older people when uh you know late 20s at the time, it was Gen X thing, so a lot of people in their you know 25, 26, 27 at my age were there, and they were trying to work it out in their head. But I, I will, I will freely admit, I was, I was under hypnosis when I walked out of the theater. I'm like, that was pretty good, you know. I, it wasn't perfect, but it was pretty good. But 
there was, a, you know, a lot of people did this, but I was with my friend Doug and Jay and we sat down and before it started, we had the, like they, if anybody's ever seen fanboys, the end of fanboys, when they finally get yeah. to the movie and they're all, yeah. what if it sucks? We asked ourselves that and we got our answer, unfortunately, but, but by six months had went by, everybody thought it sucked. It took just some time. Interestingly, just, unlike much... The Last Jedi. Yes. <clears throat> no, no. There, it... Well, let's watch the rest of the video. We'll get into the, <laughs> the two phases of The Last Jedi hate that I found were really interesting. It was incredible. I loved it. It was awesome. We got tickets for the 9 a.m. show. We're going to stick around and see it again. I thought it was better than Return of the Jedi, personally. So It'll be a great movie 20 years from now. Oh! <laughs> 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 Unless the next two really suck, but... I don't think they will. But then huh. something happened. When the hype of the movie fizzled away, audiences somehow decided they no longer liked the movie. They in somehow fact, decided. Somehow they decided. Somehow decided. Somebody put a spell on them. <laughs> As if it's like magic. It happens. They didn't think about it. They didn't reflect. They didn't actually analyze the film. They didn't actually look at it. No, they just somehow. As if by magic. How could this have happened? That's not what fans are I supposed to do. It. Thumbs way down. You didn't like no. it. No. I couldn't believe some of the things they wrote about uh, the prequels. You know? I mean, but really, beyond, I didn't like it. <laughs> they hated the new characters like Jar Jar Binks. They hated Jake Lloyd's portrayal as a young Anakin Skywalker to the point where he was driven into a super early retirement from acting. They hated the special effects. Must and most bad. of all, they hated George. I, I think I deserve a public apology from George Lucas. Ah. George Lucas raped a child. That's the uh, the people versus George Lucas, right? If so. I think I think it's to do with that. Fans tirated against both the new movie and George himself, and with each coming prequel, the hate got worse and worse. The movies got worse. I mean, I actually think the. I guess the third is the third best is an improvement. Of the three, <laughs> insult to injury george's revisionist versions of the original trilogy the star wars special editions and later the star wars special dvd editions were the target of backlash with fans furious that so i think i see where he's going now he's going to explain that uh people hated on this stuff so much george sold it to disney and so whatever disney did to it is kind of george's fault and thus the fans fault is that do you reckon that's where he's going unlikely Lucas i mean i heard a long time ago it's like Game of Thrones. It's all George R. R. Martin's fault. <laughs> that argument was very yeah. strong, yeah. Beloved films with updated special effects, new songs, new scenes, and, well, quite bizarre changes. The immense what, Why are you calling it bizarre? What, 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 how did you somehow come to that conclusion? I was about to say, the bizarre? one that he showed for bizarre, I don't, I think, it, I think you see the logic, right? Replacing, um... The, the actor they had at the time for, for uh, Return of the Jedi with Anakin's ghost from episode 3. You could see how they came to make that decision. I don't think yeah. it was a wise decision, but you could see yeah. how it happened. Uh huh. <laughs> like, uh, b bizarre decisions, um... I'm trying to think of, like, the stupidest sort of changes they make in, in the sort of re-releases. Uh, I don't know. Just having little having Vader shout no, I thought that was really awkward. Yeah, that was terrible. And you know, it's interesting. He's calling out this bizarre change. So it's almost like, almost, maybe, maybe there are actually reasons why people 
don't like some things. No, they're just hating. Oh, Overly sh- aggressive. Oh, well. New scenes and, well, quite bizarre changes. The immense hatred even led to the creation of a documentary called yeah. The People vs. George Lucas, which basically gave the Star Wars fandom a soapbox on which they could rally against their once beloved. Well, yeah, I think that's probably what was important. It felt like they were being heard once this thing came out, right? Uh, a lot of yeah. people, anyway. It was like a, a. I haven't seen it. I met. I've always meant to watch it, and I never got around to it. But it's supposed to just be like a big sort of collaboration of how he fucked everything up with the prequels. Um, and it's just funny to look back on that now because of what's happened <laughs> to Star Wars coming forward. Yeah. Well, I don't know who this guy is. But I could tell from the questions they were asking me, they were. It was an open invitation to trash George. And I have issues with George, but I love that man. I would never, you know, and I don't talk outside the family. It's just brutal. I imagine George and I think family to them. drinking margaritas, lying on a bed made of people. A lot of people view George Lucas as the Antichrist. <laughs> 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 all right. Be a little hyperbolic. <laughs> yeah, Not at right. all his destiny or has he destroyed his legacy when the prequels were done and dusted the hatred for george and his movies continued ah there you can see i hate everything making a video called i hate george lucas going over how he just destroys star wars it's like man he changed his tune when uh, the sequels came about he's like guys stop being so hateful these films are about love films are about togetherness i mean interesting i guess he 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 had a character arc of sorts yeah. Fans constantly took to the internet to rip apart Lucas and his movies and continually harassed him in the streets. The way he was treated simply for trying to entertain his fans. He was just tried truly... to entertain his fans. That's all he wanted to do is bring smiles to children. Well, that's orphans that's Montgomery. I recognize where he is right there. That's San Francisco, man. Neat. 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 Um, yeah, he's just the, the, all that billions of dollars. You know how, like, it. It's really hard to transfer that money. It's really heavy uh, if you're actually carrying it around. And all those cars he has to buy, he just wants to entertain us, though. He does. Disgusting. Over the few years that followed the release of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, the final Star Wars prequel, Lucas continued to deliver interviews. And with each following one, looked less enthused and more broken. Lucas seemed over it. He no longer wanted anything to do with Star Wars and continuously denied the possibility of any more sequels. What if someone else beside you came to you and said, I want to make episode seven? Could you see that happening? No. No, absolutely, positively, you're really ap- closing the door without right. any wiggle room whatsoever. That neck on him, man. Oh. <laughs> like he changed his mind. It's almost like a money... Uh... Kind of, and somehow, he just changed his mind. Somehow. I wonder what it could have been that changed his mind. I mean, he, I he gave all the money away, right? That uh, got from Disney. I believe so. Oh, did he? He's also changed his story on that multiple times over the years because there, there was always the rumor. They reported on it in the fan club newsletter called Bantha Tracks that I was a member of that 789 were planned out. Not written, but planned out. When did, he sold it in, uh, was it 2015 or 2014 or? 12, actually. 12, yeah. It was seven years. October, I remember exactly where I was. Changed his mind over seven years. 
as it happens. Where were you, Jeff? But like the Kennedy assassination, you knew what you are. You guys have no idea what I'm talking I was, about. I was in a class in college. Yeah, John and F. Kennedy, the president, he got shot. Yeah, we know who that is. <laughs> I went, yeah, I went to his uh, grave in DC. Yes. No, that, that that used to be the old. You know, do you, you know where you are when Kennedy got shot? Although I'm not even that old, but I'm I, sometimes I just isn't it OJ for the '90s? Are you again, Jeff? Yes, OJ. OJ is a better one. Yes. Where were you, Jeff? I know. I, I was just saying, I was in uh, college. I remember the exact class. This guy's name was Dr. Newworth. And all of a sudden, somebody's like, hey, Disney bought Star Wars. They're making more movies. And I remember standing outside of the class going, whoa. So you were uh, you were actually positive about it then? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was confused. Oh. Because I think the... I thought they attached J.J. Abrams right away. I just remember vividly where I was talking about it. And I even had the thought, I was like, I wonder if it can be worse than the prequels. And it was, so. Yeah. I was actually excited about it. Yeah, I, I was thought it was a good. I thought it was, I, I thought it was a really good thing. I heard Kathleen Kennedy and Disney. I'm like, this is cool. Oh, this is great. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, well. There is no episode seven. When the, new, when the newest installments for, this, for Star Wars is going to be. Never. Seven, eight, nine. Never. Harrison, Never. Mark. I'm retired. Her- he would even tell the New York Times in 2012, why would I make any more? When everybody yells at you all the time and says what a terrible person you are. You go to make a movie and all you do is get criticized and people try to make decisions about what you're going to do before you do it. You know, it's not much fun and you can't experiment. You can't do anything. You have to do it. A or it could have been good. This was a far cry from the man who since the 1970s had planned on a three trilogy, nine movie story. Well... Maybe he wasn't the man for the job after a certain amount of time. Who knows? Yeah, maybe some people, they have their good things that they do, and then that's it. I mean, I don't think Ridley Scott was the man for the job of taking Alien forward after uh, we, 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 when mm. we got to Prometheus. I, I was beyond over-the-moon excited that he was doing it. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, okay. But, and Word. someone's like, well, it's Ridley Scott. I'd be like, yeah. Oh. It's older Ridley Scott, <laughs> separated by decades from that original property. And George, self-awareness enough to realize that he wasn't really, he hated directing. He wasn't into it. That's why he didn't do the next two. But then he somehow talked himself into directing the next three. It was just a bad idea. You know, um, like we, we we've talked about it uh, on your uh, on your channel that like, do I think Joss Whedon will ever make something like Buffy and Angel again? It's like, no, unfortunately. Um, uh, so what happens? People change over time, I suppose. Uh. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that explains it pretty much. Had planned on a three trilogy, nine movie story arc. At one time, said, would you consider playing an Obi Wan type character, handing Excalibur down to the next generation i said when that would that be and at the time he said around all around 2011. i hope you enjoyed this special showing of the star wars trilogy as you may know the films we've just seen are only the middle three chapters in george lucas's master plan for a nine-part saga lucasfilm continuity editor alan count i had that book it was a cool book you guys have that one secrets of secrets of um that one yes no. secrets of shadows of the empire I guess it's Secrets, Secrets of, of Star, Star Wars, Wars Shadows of the Empire, yeah. Oh, yes. because with the red, I put the red to the yeah. red. It's just... 
But uh, yeah, loads, loads of interesting tidbits in that book. I remember finding it a lot of fun when I was young. Ash would refer to Lucas's nine films in the 1996 book The Secrets of Star Wars, Shadows of the Empire. And even in the 1980 interview with Preview Magazine, Lucas would refer to Star Wars as a nine-part saga that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It progresses oh. over a period of about 50 or 60 years, All right. with about 20 years between trilogies, each trilogy taking about six or seven years. Lucas would also write something to a similar effect in an introduction to a 1994 reprint of the very first Star Wars... Really curious where he's going with this. Yeah. We have five Universe minutes Marvel, left, man. Hurry 1978, up. Splinter of the Mind's Eye. But by the early 2010s, Lucas had seemingly lost all desire to complete his vision. Furthermore, Lucas would continually express his desire to instead return to experimental Star Wars fans films, killed Star which he wouldn't Wars. even release to the general public. They're gonna be small it's topic. You said it's somebody. I'm gonna go. Like I said, man, I think I think it's gonna be that he's gonna circle this around. He's like, you see, it was the fans that gave it to Disney. Yes. Go off and make these art films that nobody's gonna want to watch. Yeah, I've, I've earned enough, I've worked enough to be able to fail the rest of my life, and that's what I'm going to do. This was his final middle finger to the fans who disrespected him and his artistic vision for so long. I will be directing. Yeah, they movies, showed them. No. He, he sure <laughs> showed them. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure how that's yeah. a, a cool yeah. guy moment, but okay. Movies right. generally that will be shown anywhere. He's like, haha, I could fail for the rest of my life. Haha. <laughs> that sounds fun. Is, is, he, right, George, is he implying he sold it? He sold it to Disney out of like a bitter resentment for the fans. Like, oof. Like, all right, that's his fault, though. I mean, because he's a human. That's being. That's also he's admitting he's not a good director. He knows he's going to fail at the next movies, no matter what. So, yeah, good job. Generally, that will be shown anywhere. In 2012, after over a decade of harassment, news broke that the Walt Disney Company had acquired Star Wars for $4.06 billion, far less than the franchise was actually worth. Considering having only released three movies since 2015, Disney have already made Lucas just wanted to make a quick sale to lighten the burden of carrying the world's most popular franchise on his shoulders for almost 40 years. Or, 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 alternatively, he wanted $4 billion. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how he disseminated the money exactly, but also the idea that he's like, people want more Star Wars? Fine. I don't want to be the one that makes it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot like of... He purposely... Like, for, exactly, $4 billion. He took uh, so much less of the money he couldn't spend in his lifetime, ever. But, uh, yeah. So those fans. To make some easy cash to fund his experimental films. These are my kids. To and sell you them sold them. To, I sold them to the white slavers that mm. take these things and and. Uh, <laughs> okay, but it did seem at first, however, that Lucas would be somewhat involved in Disney's announced sequel trilogy, handing over all of his treatments to the Mouse House to finally complete his vision. Kathy and I have been working on future Star Wars films. We started working with writers and started working uh, on all the processes of doing the films. I have story treatments of. Seven, eight, and nine, and a bunch of other movies, and I sort of moved that treasure trove of stories and various things to Kathy, and you know, have complete confidence that she's going to take them, mm. and make great <laughs> movies. These treatments would eventually be thrown out by Disney, much to the disappointment of Lucas. They looked at the stories and they said, "We want to make something for the fans." This is such a like. Uh... <laughs> 
I, again, I'm just like, I'm almost, I was about to say like, well, I'm, I'm having fun with this because yes, yeah, it's like the content creator here hasn't really done anything other than stitch together just uh, George sharing his sort of yeah. timeline with Disney. So I'm just like, yeah, okay. How does this prove fans killed Star Wars? How are we getting Exactly, there? yeah. Waiting for it, we're running out of time. They decided they didn't want to use those stories. They decided they were going to go do their own thing. And so I decided, fine. They weren't that keen to have me involved anyway. But at the same time, I said, I'm not going to, if I get in there, I'm just going to cause trouble because they're not going to do what I want them to do. So, and I don't have the control to do that anymore. And all I would do is muck everything up. And of course, funnily enough, all of a sudden with a new enemy, fans rallied against Disney, angry with their mistreatment of George, his ideas and his saga. Go screw yourselves, Disney. I hate you. <laughs> I hate <laughs> And now with the release of The Last Jedi, fans are calling for the return of Lucas. Who they okay, so if something is considered bad, bad and something else is also considered bad uh, to the point of making another thing seem less bad, this is a reasonable response. The idea that you're like, you know what, I will take George's movies over what they did. Because Disney, I mean, The Last Jedi, oof, how, do you, how do you make something worse than that without being deliberate? Like, how do you accidentally make something that horrifically bad? Like, it's it's impressive. So we all assume, even if we didn't like the prequels, that George would have a stronger episode 7, 8, and 9. I don't even know if there's much it's dispute really, on that from people who dislike TLJ at this point. It's really weird, but I don't know if it was, like, tonight or recently, but I, I had this weird dream about watching Star Wars Episode 9, and it was, like, bizarrely terrible. And no everyone loved it anyway, you know? It's, it's weird that it comes into my mind. Like, the the movie had literal shots of, like, Disney executives talking about how good the film is and how people don't <laughs> understand it in the film. And that was people <laughs> it in my dream. But that's what's going to happen. Realistic dream. That, yeah, that's what that's very, I, I can see, right I can see them that doing that. That was a that. prophecy. That was a prophecy. <laughs> the credits <laughs> roll and halfway through, they're just like, that was like, really good. It was really good. It was really good, guys. He did really um, great. It all makes sense. <laughs> I think fandom collectively can have evolved opinions over time. Uh, that's just <laughs> it. It's like we appreciate that. It's crazy how that happens, but uh, it's still the fans' fault. I blame the fans. I do too. They somehow believe we'll be able to fix Disney's supposed mess and restore Maybe the expanded universe to its former glory. But again. It never had to be like this. Just imagine a world where the original expanded universe still exists. Where George Lucas releases his very own Star Wars trilogy using his own specs and his own ideas. The perfect world for Star Wars fans. It could have been great or terrible too. I guess we'll never know. Yeah. Well, we clearly very nearly had that. And if it weren't for a decade of fan backlash and harassment, we would have. Don't you just wish we could kind of rewind the clock? And also, we could have had him sell it to Sony, and they made worse films than everybody. Or they could have made better films than everybody. We could have had him sold it to Quentin Tarantino for some reason. And he made a trilogy of Star Wars. It's like, yeah, all these different things could have happened. Apparently, we ended up in one of the shittiest timelines, but what are you yeah. going to do? Yeah, some Mandela effect. He also, I mean, what's not widely known, Jeff, you might be able to elaborate on this, but uh, I, I remember hearing this at the time. So he wanted Spielberg to direct. Uh, he didn't want to direct the, the prequels originally. And uh, actually, people were actively trying to talk about it. And of course, as George does he what he does, he gets rid of people. 
and he brought in Rick McCallum. Rick McCallum is a movie sucked, by the way. Big reason. They're glorified, yes, man. Um, yes, uh, and uh, exactly, and that 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 w- what's led to it. But I mean, we can go back at if George did this and if George did that, um, they would have been better than Force Awakens and Last Jedi, but they still could have sucked, certainly. But they would have been better than the last jedi and force awakens because at least the guy who created them would have done them and at least there's something behind the prequels you know yeah they're bad but you can argue i mean there's there's some interesting things and that is the guy who created them so those you can't the- argue with that no oh sorry there's a delay on my end i'm sorry i was done yeah i was done sorry with the prequels there are moments of uh i won't say greatness but some really awesome moments visually there's some great thematic moments these Disney ones just don't have any of that. And all I would say is if that was a possibility with George Lucas 789, we'd at least have uh, the characters be a little more respected because he cares about them. They're not um, a product. Let's put it this way. If if you told me, like, hey, would you like to have these films remade by that guy? And you go, what guy? That guy on the street right there. His name is Bob. Do, do you want him remade by that guy? I'd be like, sure. I'll take Bob. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take Bob. Bob Star Wars. I will take Bob Star Wars in a heartbeat. Oh, go fund me, Bob Star Wars. <laughs> Come on, I'd Bob. Five dollars for that, maybe ten. Um, go, Hold Bob. You go. Bob. We How found about... him. He's heard of Star Wars. <laughs> and they're like, "What about this Apple?" You're like, yeah, I'll take the Apple's version I'll, of I'll Star Wars. I'll take the Apple Star Wars. Yeah. Literally, like, I don't picture people doing worse unless you just take the Last Jedi and you just try and add more terrible things to it. I don't know. Unless you specifically go out of your way. Yeah. Which kind of sounds that's what like that's what they did. They went out of their way to make it terrible. They just didn't think it was terrible. <laughs> DJ ah. voices in chat said one of his last name is Chipman. Well, we might regret. Uh, I had to go for the raids yeah. there. But hey, I might even give that a shot. Why not? I wonder what Bob Chipman would have made. That would be quite a I imagine it would be a funny film at the very least. Oh, yeah back to this moment in time before the hatred before the dark times and just leave it right here it was amazing it was everything i thought it was going to be and more well, the movie was still terrible that feel when you're like you're only supposed to like media yeah so how do you even like media if you don't dislike media like it how do you have a scale how do you have experiences like you can't just like everything you wouldn't even be a human Just consume product and then consume next products. The only thing fan backlash achieved is distancing the core fan base from George Lucas and his creation. For- the only no, thing. Didn't. The o- oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Force him to do anything. Only thing fan backlash achieved. There's a lot of things fan backlash achieves, is, uh, as this video is trying to prove, I guess was punished with four billion dollars a poor, poor man, man. <laughs> i hope he's all right <laughs> worry about george every day i do yeah forced his hand into selling his baby for less than it was worth simply because he no longer had a passion or desire no to does disney i love that he's trying to sell this as an actual sad thing he sold it for just four billion guys well, uh... He's a bajillionaire. Oh, what a poor! Like, how could you look what you <laughs> did? Already gone through it. Look what you did. Uh, you made him sell it for less. Twenty-four billion. Now he's on the streets and homeless. All that poop on the streets in San Francisco—it's George. 
because <laughs> he can't afford it because he went through his four billion these new star wars movies continues we'll come to a time where we never have a new star wars ever again fine oh no fine i'm fine with that if you told me that if disney don't make the movies no one will i'd be like okay i guess right. that's we'll just, just we'll, we got other stuff <laughs> we'll survive like it's okay that's the one thing i wanted to bring up like this guy acts like star wars has to exist forever very few franchises exist forever yeah, and the ones that do hobble on as a horrid corpse, it's like, it's not a good sight. Yeah, you got it's Alien and Predator and... Right. Well, not All of these films that should have died at their second iteration is <laughs> a weird pattern, but I'll take it. They're always making new movies and books and games and comics and whatever it is. It's like, we'll, we'll find something else. We got plenty to do. You don't just watch one movie over and over forever. Yep, those times are over. And uh, not a word of JJ in this. Yep. Yeah. JJ, who's jacked up two franchises. Nor is there any comment um, on the film itself just earning yeah. this yeah. fucking... Like, Interesting. Films are just these these nebulous, you know, frameless blocks, and we just see them and then we move on. It's the fan backlash that ruins the chance to see more beige cubes. Somehow. Remember, somehow people decided they didn't like them. Somehow. May applaud and pretend that that's what you want. It isn't. Oh. Who wants? Oh, isn't it now? Is it, did he did he just claim it isn't what we want that we don't want anymore? Oh. Star Wars film is that really? Yeah. We yeah. Never have a new Star Wars ever again. And while you may applaud and pretend that that's what you want, it isn't. <laughs> Are you glad Yo, that he's is. telling you guys Whoa. what you want? <laughs> it really is though. Like, I really wouldn't, if there was never another Star Wars movie made, I'd be fine. I'd get over I'm it. I'm fine with that. Very fast. I mean, remember, when all the extended universe stuff was being made, it was probably done under the impression that that was all the Star Wars there was. I thought it was going to stop with 1 through 6. I thought that was it. And then I think a lot of, everyone thought it would have stopped with 4, and then 4, 5, 6, and then 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. And now, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, fuck it ever, we're gonna have a hundred of them and they're all gonna be the exact same story over and over again, but... You know. I mean, now we're at this, the point where solo movies can't even make money. In record time, too. It made, it made no money in record time. <laughs> record time. It was, it was a singularity of suck. <laughs> How the fans ruined Solo, a Star Wars story. Ruined Solo. Who fans, you're ruining up? everything. Those pesky fans, man. Without them, no, the, the franchise would up... be fine. Sorry about that. I was just saying, well, let's, let's just not bring up why this thing is here in the first place. Yeah. It just, it's, it's a bit of irony, right? It's just like, fuck you guys, you're ruining the franchise. It's like, it wouldn't exist without the fans. It's like, wouldn't no. Again, and while you may applaud and pretend that that's what you want, it isn't. Who wants to live in a world without the possibility of a new Star Wars movie ever again? Me. <laughs> I don't know, it seems pretty I, tempting I, from this point of view. <laughs> yeah. For the second I time. Like that idea. Yes, me. This 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 person here. That's me. That's exactly what I wanted to feel. Does anyone think episode nine is gonna be this great Star Wars movie? It's like it's pretty fucking oh. impossible considering it's a sequel to those two disasters. It's like I don't think so. Well, or even if it's the greatest movie ever, you have a broken trilogy, and you cannot excuse that. Oh, well, this is the thing. If you write, everyone can... You can't... We, we've brought this up before, but you can't write a consistent Kylo or a consistent Hux 
It's impossible. It's like which which continuity no are you drawing you do, from? Yeah. Oh, I... and also, I want episode nine to be amazing and, and, and incredibly good, so that when it comes out and it's incredible and it's good and it's amazing, we are we're all going to point out. See, episode nine is great and it's amazing, and they can't say, "Oh, you just hate stuff because it's Star Wars." Like we'll have a clear distinction between Star Wars is that we find really good directly after Star Wars that we find terrible, and we'll be able to point out the reason. But man, would you need a super talented writer with a lot of time. Yeah, but it'll be shit. And what did we get? J.J. Abrams, the man who can't finish a story, is finishing the story of this horrible trilogy. <laughs> okay. hasn't finished anything. Ask his wife. Um, so, here's the deal. With the... I don't even know where I'm at. You know, I'm old. Uh, uh, listen, basic... Uh, salt of the earth person, so I don't understand everything. I get it, but I don't know where I am in, in, in with the characters. I don't know, like we're like like we know a little bit about them, but it's uh, those two movies were so different. What the frack is the first order? I don't even know what it is and how it gets its money and why it exists. And I'm sure they explained it away that oh they didn't explain that much in the original trilogy but it is 2019 and we need a little background um what is the resistance really just seven people in a oh they'll be restocked everyone will be care. restocked in the new one it'll be game of thrones everyone's back. Back. okay respawning they're all back yes. they're all they're okay I mean, some they great I'm, I'm uh, the next trailer will probably have some shot of like a big space war and it'll be like oh great yeah you have poe leading a fleet of um fighters into the heart of some giant machine, destroy it, and we'll have a shot of Kylo and Rey facing off with their lightsabers, and a shot of Luke maybe as the, the ghost, and just be like, yep, yep, all this stuff, alright, bring it on, it's gonna be great. So, like, if you had to buy an action figure of one new sequel character, who would it be? <laughs> Depended on it, uh, the, the new character, oof. Yeah, yeah, it, like just just one of them. If you had to pick, if someone was like, "All right, little Timmy, you have this. Here's your money. Go to the toy store and buy a Star Wars toy, one of your favorite new character." And you're at the toy store. Who do you buy? Maybe Poe. Found Cedal's character in the beginning of, oh, of yeah. <laughs> uh, the Force Awakens. I would buy one of him because it's Max von Cedal, but Poe probably. Is the only I like to. This is the thing. When character. I when I look at TFNTLJ, I don't listen to the whole like Poe was the evil naughty man throughout the whole film, and he learns to be good at the end. I was like, no, he was right the whole time. He just had a bunch of idiots surrounding yeah. him, which is unfortunate for him. But you know what are you gonna do? And you know, if anything, he has he has a he's a tragic character arc. The idiots telling him he was wrong convinces him to make a huge mistake in the end of the film and veer off from destroying the cannon that's gonna obliterate his team. They they instilled a sense of uh, low confidence within his character. That was his arc. He's he's regressing. Oh, yeah, that's a shame. But you know, writers were so bad that they thought by writing somebody, somebody who was in the wrong, who was indeed in the right the whole time, the writers didn't recognize that. And when the film ends. Poe and now of course they didn't do that purposely and you guys don't watch Star Trek and thank God you don't because you value your minds and your sanity but uh, the same exact thing happens in every single episode of Star Trek Discovery uh, it's pretty phenomenal how bad it is 
I just listened to Red Letter Media talk about it. <laughs> it's much better. It's much better. Oh, Mike. Have you seen Star Wars? <laughs> Not me. I, for one, I love Star Wars. I love all of it. I don't think it's dead at all. In fact... Oh, it's all right, then. <laughs> all right. All right. I, you, you love even, like, all of it? Like, even the bad ones you love? If if you love the bad ones, then what's the point of your love, exactly? Maybe he thinks like, they're on value, the bad ones. What value does your love have? He loves like, it unconditionally. love is worthless. <laughs> to do a franchise of films that have very varying degrees of quality. Like, holy shit. Like, even if it's shit, I still love it. It's like, well, your love doesn't mean much. Well, I was going to say, at that point, it's like, oh, so you just need your lightsabers and your spaceships and, um, I don't know, desert locales, and then you'll be good, I'm guessing. It has nothing to do with the writing. It's like, you're just a mentally handicapped person clapping yeah. at a screen as bright colors flash in front of you. <laughs> like, all right. That brand, yo. All right. Yep. I ultimately would have loved to have seen Lucas complete his nine movie vision. I think Disney has breathed into it a new life. So do I. So do we now. <laughs> breathed into it a new life. We do life. too. It's like, I would, yeah. I picture I this. I picture this sort of like adult male walking around the Disney breathe into it and he just like crusts over and all of his skin starts to go all like thin and pale and he just like slowly turns into a skeleton. That's what they did to Star Wars. <laughs> it's like this relatively. Healthy, okay, dude, just living his life. It's like, that's what Star Wars is. Okay, fine. The Disney are like, <sighs> he just fucking falls over and turns into a pile of ash. They breathe new life. Makes total sense. ...future for the franchise. But if you really do believe that Star Wars is dead, don't blame Disney. Who blame thinks yourselves. that? Well... People don't people don't say it's dead because it doesn't make money anymore. Like it's alive and well in that aspect. I think people would define it differently, like literally with every person, what it means for a franchise to be dead. Yeah, it's like Game of Thrones is dead for many people. It still made made a shit ton of money. It yeah, the highest that... ratings of the latest seasons was clearly not dead. You're like, uh huh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like Legacy idea. is dead. The, yeah, if you want this thing to, I mean, if Star Wars is going to end right now, then no. Okay, they they made their money. They made their money back. And if they don't produce anything else, and they put a little cherry on top of this, and it's done. Then I guess it it it's not dead. They just ended it. But it they wanted to continue, obviously, and it's dead. It's very dead. The legacy is dead. People don't care. At least, uh, it, it's, it's at least relatively dead. Like, this is the biggest franchise on Earth at one point, and now it's kind of, like, awkwardly trailing a lot of franchises. It's, Look at well, the uh, I mean, trailer reaction for Episode Nine. That thing oh. didn't scratch the surface compared to Spider-Man. I don't know, like, it, it the MCU very interesting is to see the, taking their the place. MCU pass up Star Wars. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, I figured it would happen. I didn't figure it would happen this fast. Uh, we'll see how long, but was is dead. Don't blame Disney. Blame yourselves. Disney. <laughs> oh, didn't I killed kill Star Wars. Star nice one, Rags. <laughs> I I didn't mean to. I just meant to wound it. <laughs> shot it in the mean, foot. I didn't didn't mean to go for the kill shot. Oh, like I'm sorry. Know, at least we know to blame you. I pointed That's out good. how shitty it was. We can redirect the hate towards you now. Oh. 
Um, lightning rod of hate for a lot of people anyway. You did. But you didn't, you haven't explained to us why. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you yeah. spent 60 minutes just to tell us that. He told Star us. Wars he told us that. Star Wars. He told us that Lucas was upset with people telling him he'd made a bad film, and so he sold it to Disney, and thus it's our fault. Oh. So if but we if told they made him good movies, then we wouldn't be what? Well, the part that he forgot to mention was that uh, it's also George Lucas's parents' fault for birthing him, and then it's their parents' fault for birthing them, and then it's I guess. Um, it's Rag's parents' fault for sure. For killing, yeah. for creating the person who killed Star Wars, and then whoever invented film, like whoever invented projectors. It's a moral dilemma. Uh, Do you go back in time to kill my parents to save Star Wars? Mm-hmm. It's a it's quite a conundrum. Yeah, That's the big question, man. If you're a first-time viewer to my channel and you've liked this video and you'd like to see some more, then please. Not really. <laughs> no, this no, this video is terrible. <laughs> it was a waste of my life. It Wait, terrible, why is one of his videos that recommended Star Wars is dead to me? It's him he, too. I guess he's making... Maybe some parody or something, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Star Wars is dead to me. Star Wars fans keep killing Star Wars. So we had how Star Wars fans <laughs> killed Star Wars. How we <laughs> keep killing Star Wars. Killed it how Star Wars times. fans really killed Solo. Did the solo boycott really work? I'm it's like, well, it lost money. Well, people, ugh, that's the fucking argument about Captain Marvel. The Captain Marvel boycott didn't work because it made money. As if a boycott means that a thing cannot make money. It made money, therefore it's good. Oh, well, that's it's a fun good because it made money. Oh, yeah. Oh, and uh, Star Wars fans resurrected Star Wars and then killed it again. <laughs> I like the yeah. idea that they that's killed the it video. several times. You pesky Star Wars fans, you won't just let it rise again as a zombie corpse you have to keep knocking her on the head. Like how X fill in the blank YouTuber died. Oh right, yeah. There's like growing and growing and growing. Like a million of those for Great Andre, and then he keeps like potentially bringing his channel back, so people have to like remake the how he died videos because he stops again for another year. So they're like, oh now he's really dead. Yeah, I think that um, the way to d definitively declare that Star Wars would be dead is that it, it, they stop making films due to the fact that they can't make returns on them. Like, they're releasing films that just aren't making money. That's when you know the franchise is fucked. Yeah, then you'd have to wait a bit down the road for a reboot that gets people interested or something. Like yeah. a Tron or whatever. <clears throat> and, you know, that uh, happened with Solo, so... Whoops. Uh -oh. Not to say that that'll happen with episode 9. I think that people will be interested to see how this trilogy is going to end, but uh, who knows? After that, who fucking knows, dude? No, not episode 9 will be great. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna tie up all their loose ends. It's all going to be neatly wrapped up in a clear, concise, logical manner. Imagine they did that, like, unironically. Like, all four of us come out of cinema and we say that was an amazing film. I mean, I, that's what I want, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just, it's just so unlikely. It was just like, oh my god, imagine. We going to get Force Ghost Han. Well, Han Solo Force Ghost. Want, Why not? I want Force Ghost... Um, Stop, Gary. Are, Force Ghost um, Puffins, what are they called? Porkins? <laughs> the uh, fucking Porgs. Uh, and the little, Porkins? Yeah, Porgs, Porgs. I want Force Ghost Porgs. Yes. And all they do is go, the whole film. They just crawl up on dashboards. Bleah! And all the kids clap. It would make for a great film, undeniably.
<laughs> porgs really are what make Star Wars Star Wars. I loved the porgs. Like Jeff's video cooking one. That's that's my favorite thing about them. <laughs> they taste like chicken. I would hope so. Fucking Chewie wouldn't be eating them if they didn't taste good, right? That's true. That's like the most well, significant well, thing he does in that whole movie is eat a porg. <laughs> so really is true. Well, that puts us at the end of that video. Uh, we're, I just right. realized we're at the um, the three hours, and I, I believe yeah. you guys said you had three hours free, so if you don't feel that you have to uh, stay any longer, but I will make sure to... Do you, want to get, do you guys want to talk about your channels for a bit? I'll, I'll have uh, Jeff, do you want to go oh. first? We'll get you get some shit plugged here. You guys uh, can be found in places. Tell everybody where. Alright, folks. Well, sorry I had some connection issues, so my uh, if there was a slight delay when I spoke. That's why it sounded weird. But I host the channel World Class Bullshitters. We've been talking about Star Wars. We talk about geek culture, um, how the entertainment landscape is crumbling thanks to Disney and all the stupidity that we see every day. Uh, so you can find me over there. We put out videos a couple of times a week. We have a podcast every Thursday night. Thanks to Disney. And, uh, we're real interactive with the fans. So if you guys are looking for something to uh, you know get involved with, we're over in the fandom menace. Gary's a part of it. We cross over all the time. And uh, this Tuesday night on my channel, we have a show called The High Council, which Mahler will be a part of now. So uh, that'll be 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can figure out the rest of the world. And uh, Mahler, as always, thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely, sir. It's always wonderful. Um, uh, Gary, would you like to share a few words about your channel? Sure. Uh, I'll keep this very brief. I talk about stuff I don't like, like Star Trek and Star Wars. I talk about stuff I do like, like no, the Orville. You kill and Star Wars. And, uh, I, and I enjoy killing Star Wars. I want to kill it some more later. Right after I get off the air, I'm going to continue killing. Um, because, uh, you know, I just want to copy rags, basically. Uh, that's what we're all doing here on YouTube, though. I just want to inspire uh, I, a new generation of Star Wars killers. Who are doing it so well. Uh, I'll be live tonight at 6 p.m. on my channel with doomcock you guys might remember doomcock and uh, we yeah. do a show called the inquisition where we put pop culture on trial and tonight we'll be talking about the female 007 all right what which is kind of a hoodwink it's, oh yeah there's a female 007 that article is a bit of a bait though right because i remember seeing the title and i was like they're making a feel and then it was like is it something to do with uh in the film there's going to be an acting agent 007 that he's going to you, I, you probably have a much more information on this than I do. Whoa. They have replay. Uh, the the basic premise of the film is Bond is retired, so he's in Jamaica, and 007 is a code, right? That gets assigned to specific people, so they assigned it to a woman, and I think it's either a a very clever way to appease the ten people on Twitter who want a female Bond. It's like here you go. You got it right here within the same movie. And it's Lashana Lynch from uh, Captain Marvel, by the way. So it's, <laughs> it's the Plank of Woods person friend. <laughs> yeah, but she from she had such a great role. I she, It was amazing. Iconic. She stole the scenes. Role. Iconic. Uh, she she uh, had the uh, as good of a blank expression as Brie Larson did. I will say that. Um, so she'll be playing uh, a 007. So that, uh, but Phoebe Waller-Bridge from Fleabag is writing this and this was her idea i'm thinking could be either setting stuff up for the future or they are just going here's your female bond within a movie and now we're going to move on and actually just do bond stuff which would be nice but sounds like it's gonna be you know 
Yeah, well, there you go. You can catch coverage of that on, uh, that'll be on Nerdrotic, right? Not brief. My apologies. <laughs> I don't <laughs> do anything brief. <laughs> and, um, uh, so thank you for having me. Thank you, Rags. Thank you, uh, Mahler and Jeff. It's good talking to you. Uh, sorry, I got to cut out. And thank you, everybody in the chat. You guys are brilliant. And I'll keep listening in the background if you guys are going to stay on. So if you want to talk shit, that's fine. I understand. <laughs> we got, well, uh, I imagine both of you are going to hop out and then me and Rags will be uh, just chatting while going through Super Chats, I think will be the plan. We'll, uh, we'll kill right. Star Wars a little bit more. I got a few, yep. uh, I got some time today. Nothing else going on, so I figure I could uh, get in some Star Wars death. Uh, we'll resurrect the old dinner. Star Wars and kill it again. Yeah, then um, let dinner settle. Uh, maybe a little light <laughs> dessert, and then back to killing Star Wars. It likes swimming. Do you have to th wait 30 minutes to yes. kill Star Wars after <laughs> you, you get it. Okay. Well, if you get cramps while you're killing Star Wars, that impacts future Star Wars killing down the road. So. Mm. It, does. it does. You want to pace yourself. You want to play you play the long game when it comes to killing Star Wars. <laughs> you can't kill it just once, apparently. No. Three times a day. Guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Kill Star Wars. Um, kill Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming on. It's been great, honestly. See ya. I'll have you on soon. Yep, I'll see you both soon enough, I imagine. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. See ya. See ya, dude. Toodly doodles. Goodbye. So glad they're gone. Now we can kill Star Wars in peace. How much? God, I've, because I've been, all this whole time, I just wanted to talk about how much I love Star Wars, but I didn't want them to kill me. Um... I, since since it's nice to have like a sort of three person thing, I've actually said uh, Jay can hop on if he if he'd like to. So while we're oh, just discussing him. topics, the worst, though. I don't know the the Jay guy. Some people like him. Get um, here, get um, get here. I'll get Dev on. Who? Uh, short fat otaku. I'm gonna message him. He's online. I mean, wouldn't you wouldn't you want to have him as a full guest rather than <laughs> coming in on super chat? All right. All right. How about let's get. Let's um let's get um let's let's, let's mute me Jay here. Um, let's mute Jay. So I gotta I gotta find a way to get. How about um? Why not Fringy? I don't think I think Fringy's asleep right now. Fringy's asleep because he lives on the bottom of the globe. Mm -hmm. I mean, he lives on the opposite end of the flat Earth disc that spins around in space that we all all live on. How do you? How do you do, Jay? How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm getting criticized at the moment. It's really fun. On your video or on something else? Oh, no. Um, High Top sent out a tweet. Uh, I just made a response to High Top's video on um, Far From Home. Funnily oh, enough, oh. that kind of fits into the, the stream today. But uh, he tweeted about it. Uh, it was, a, it was a, a relatively harmless tweet. He's just like, I'm glad you got something from the film I didn't. I'm like, it's not what I was talking about, but okay. <laughs> I haven't seen your full video yet. I saw a bit of it, but uh, you, you... yeah, it's like that whole tweet is just like all of the replies are like, "Wow, what a pretentious cunt that guy must be." I'm like, oh. what about you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're not pre you're not pretentious. Yeah, the other thing maybe, yeah. but pretentious. You are you are a cunt though. Yeah, you're not pretentious. I mean. We gotta give credit where credit's due. You're a very down-to-earth cunt. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But how's your how's your how's how's the response to the video going? Is it relatively positive? How's your trousers? Oh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's positive most other places, but um, yeah, that one tweet thread is like oof. Yeah, but if it's like if if a tweet thread for me started with oh regs, whose attitude da da da? I mean, I wouldn't even finish it. I'm like, this is pointless. I don't even care. This Interestingly, even, um. Like, Everybody wants me and Rags and, and Wolf and uh, and Fringy, I imagine, to see the uh, the high top videos, and we're gonna be looking at them next week. That is the plan, and we'll be having Shadowversity and Fringy as guests. Because oh yeah, I I meant to I for some reason I convinced myself that I said it, but I, I guess I didn't because a lot of people have been asking. Um, <gasps> Wolf isn't on this podcast; he was unable to make it, and um, uh, he won't be able to make next week's either. We're trying to re re sort of. Re redo which days are doing what because I think that he's, uh, his Sundays are now unavailable and it might be turning into Saturdays which is good news for a lot of people I think unavailable on Sundays <clears throat> uh, well he's working Sundays now apparently has uh, he possibly. adopted a new religion where his yes. services on uh, Sundology are required to be devoted to the Lord Sundology I yep. see they worship Sun Sunday they worship Sunday Sundology <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, I have seen his video, and uh, man, when he says that um, you can't have someone who's trying to like move on with their life and pursue things while also grieving or something, he says like these two things Jesus cannot Christ. coexist. Yeah, it'll be interesting. That's um, interesting. But uh, yeah, you know, so everyone will be able to see our response to that eventually. And uh, yeah, well, what did you, you 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 were here for a lot of the debate, Jay? What did you think? Um, I think Homecoming is good, and it's also different from the comics, though, which, like, I can understand why people would be upset about that, but it doesn't make it not good. I agree. Well, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much where we stand. Um, I think I think they, they sounded like they were on board with the idea that it was uh, decent in terms of storytelling, but they are, they are staunchly against the idea that it's con it should be considered a strong Spider-Man story, which is, uh, I think that's fair. Um, I mean, if I had I, read I the like... books, the comics, the idea being that to be a strong Spider-Man story, you'd have to be adhering to the source material, uh, if that was your metric. Um, I'm not, like, I, I heard, like, the first half of it, and then I, I went away, but, uh, for the first half of it, I was basically hearing them go, oh, yeah, but he doesn't have, you know, it takes away his agency, and then, I mean, like, but he does have loads of agency, just, he doesn't build his own suit, that doesn't mean he doesn't. It's like loads of criticisms like that that I was like, yeah, but he does do that, just not in the exact way he does in the comics. So I don't know. Well, yeah, I think the debate went on. Like I said, man, if someone said that he was like uh, controlled or sort of pushed left, right, and center by Tony in the whole film, I just feel like he pretty much subverts Tony's instructions throughout the whole thing. Um. And some of it to his benefit, some of it not. Um. But I should, yeah, I was gonna say, Donna. Have, uh, ho hopefully the discussion was enlightening for people who didn't understand one or the other sides. That's the main goal, I think. Because um, I wouldn't want to argue for it being a faithful adaptation, because I don't think I would have any capacity to. I just wanted to talk about it as a terms of writing. I, mean, yeah, I have no idea how faithful of an adaptation it is. Uh, from what I hear, it's bad. Because <laughs> like, it's certainly not but, just like... those two. It's the, the thing though is like so many people come and go. Oh, it's a bad adaptation because of things like oh, he doesn't have agency in it when he does. It's just uh, that's the the thing that. What I often hear is that he should have almost strict agency in the same way that Iron Man has in his solo film. Like he shouldn't be in any way, shape, or form 
sort of coddled in any way. Like, like I said, any character, no character should be, uh, I don't know, telling Peter what to do or how to do it, I guess. I don't know. Or it seems kind of arbitrary at that point. Like, he's the same character, but he's in a different situation. Well, this is why I, I said I'm on board with essentially doing anything with a character if it's well-written. Oh, like, yeah. Take, uh, take Batman and make him kill. And you're like, how could you do that? That's against his character. I'd be like, well, I mean, you know, there's going to yeah. be a storyline. I, I, I don't know if people consider the Dark Knight Batman to be, like, an assassination of Batman's character, but he kills Harvey Dent in that film. <gasps> no, it's not like yeah. the comics. I don't know, that's another Except thing. That I'm pretty sure there is a Batman comic where he kills somebody, right? I could have sworn someone oh, yeah, mentioned that to me. No, I did a video on this. I got loads of angry fans telling me that um, he does kill in the comics, even though I didn't say he didn't. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, and so yeah, that's the thing. Um, I'm going to start reading these, and this is going to get awkward probably because there's going to be a couple of super chats that are going to be arguments in favor or against certain topics, and we're going to be able, we're going to be talking about them without. Um, the other half of the debate here, so we'll have to do our best to try and uh, represent. But uh, yeah, the first one is from James Moore, and it just says, so it begins. It's like, yes, we did it. We managed to complete- Oh, James, um, my uh, my Switch arrived, uh, so I do have it. For those of you who don't know, James Moore bought me a Switch. So I got it. They arrived. Go. I have it. And you have, well, you which games did you say? Was it Smash Brothers? I got Smash with it, yes. I'm still And because uh, I will be carrying it around, I, I opted to get a really nice case for it because it will be used in I will transport it from place to place. That is the plan here. I'm still doing the spirit mode or whatever I think it's called. I'm like I've uncovered about three quarters of the map. Holy shit is that mode long, but I'm having fun. It's spirit mode? Yeah, it's like you, you you're on this giant map and you fight um yeah. loads of different sort of modified battles, it would be like, this battle, the enemy is metal, and you stick to the ground. It's like, okay. Okay. Um, some of them are really fucking hard. But, fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to I've playing been Smash. Playing... Uh, my sister told me that Mario Kart 8 was really good. Yeah. So that's when I'm also excited to play. I had a lot of uh, love for that game as well. Um, <laughs> second Super Chat. Hi, Rags! Hello! Did you guys hear Hello. about 007 Hi. being a black woman in the next film? Yeah, so as we were saying just before he left, I think it's a sort of bait. It's supposed to make us think that that's happening, but apparently she's taken up his code name while he's retired and he's going to get it back. I, I don't know. Apparently that's a plot in the film. Yeah, 007 has always been just a name that, like, they James Bond is... The thing is that James Bond has... I think he's always been the 007. Has well, always been... James, James Bond, Bond is the character, is 007 like, is the code name. It's a, it's a designation that's given to people for them to just... Which partially explains how it is that all of them are 007 and it's one big continuity, right? Is that... I should know more about this because no, I'm British, but I... I mean, it's blasphemy, but I actually prefer the Mission Impossible films to James Bond films. Bum, 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 Fallout was I'm so a, fucking good. I am a traitor. <laughs> They're gonna be like, how could you? If Fallout isn't good, you have to remember multiple faces. Oh no, <laughs> you have to remember multiple oh, no. characters. <laughs> Can you imagine a world? <laughs> oh. Feels bad, man. I can't. I, I, I'm not entirely certain on this, but I swear I remember like there's a Bond film where like the previous 007 dies before Bond becomes 007 or something. But <gasps> bam, 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 bam. You know, whatever. 
James Bond double. It seems like the kind of thing that people would beat at the moment because it, so, it gets so many people angry and talking about it. Oh yeah, so dude. If they make marketing. if they make the new 007 after Daniel Craig goes like a, a, a black woman, I imagine it's like, well, we're gonna be hearing about that for a long time. Yeah, and it's gonna do really well for the movie because like. You know, there's going to be the people who are like, oh, boycott. And then for everyone who goes, boycott, someone else is going to be, oh, I wonder what this is about. Um, hi, Rags. Again. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> the one after that is my wife left me. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry about that. Well, no, you're a free man. Your shackles you have you been released. Now. You can stay up however late you want. You can eat whatever you want from whatever containers you please. You're free. You did it. Oh look, this one says Mauler, hi. Hello. They don't say hi to me that much. What's up, massives? Yeah, living the massive life. Um how are you guys doing today? You guys doing okay? I'm doing alright, yeah. Hmm. I think Jay's upset about what? the response to his new video. Yeah, everyone is wrong. There's so <laughs> too many bad videos. takes in the world. <laughs> It begins. People love my videos. I think they're great. I like your videos too, Raggers. Yay. I think you'll like this next one. It'll be great. Mm. Praise the cosmic I was working on it early this morning and my internet went out. And I was like in the zone. I was really powering through it. And then the internet's like, <laughs> oh, you. Kill self. Uh, praise the cosmic chicken. I thought you lads canceled the stream. No. It no. went ahead. Uh, can't wait to hear the arguments from both sides. Again, I hope that's what was achieved. Um, ultimately, by the way, because I, I know people are asking me about this, it's like, would you make a video for uh, Homecoming? I do want to, eventually. It's going to be a long time, because I've got a bunch of other things I want to do. But um, with the amount of s just looking into it extensively, I think there's a lot of stuff I'd like to express in a video about why I think it's essentially the second strongest movie in the MCU. Um... But, like I said, I've got so much other stuff to do, <laughs> you know, estimated time of arrival, five years from now, and that might not arrival. actually be a joke. You said the word. I did say arrival. I mean, wasn't the, uh, wasn't, like, your estimated time of arrival for part three, like, three months ago, though? Did I have an estimated time of arrival for that? I, I, th I thought you predicted that you were going to get them out once every month. Oh, God. No. Well, if I said that, I was very wrong, but, um... I remember I was like two months or three months late with part two, so yeah, basically whenever you expect me to make something, times it by like a thousand, and then you'll be, you know, happy because I'll bring it out early, because you wouldn't be a thousand <gasps> years old by the time it brings out. Yeah, assume Mahler is never going to make another video in his life, and you will be a very satisfied customer. I can, I've noticed there's this unrest in my, in my fan base, like they're like, what's going on? You making anything? Um... I can, like, I can upload a screenshot. I'll probably do it on Twitter um, soon. I'll put a screenshot of, like, my, my timeline right now with uh, the Game of Thrones video. It's enormous. It's hectic. Getting everything in order and all references right, and not to mention proof scrubbing the shit out of the video to make sure what I'm seeing is as accurate as it needs to be has been, uh, has been trying. But um, it was only a month since my last video, and I tend to take, like, how many months am I allowed before I have to make a video? Jay, you're my manager. Tell me. Uh, you're not allowed any time off. You oh, have to it. make really like if you've not released it. Okay, right. If uh, enough time has elapsed that people have finished a previous video, you have to upload another one. <laughs> yeah. If for, to be fair, if you make a video and it's an hour long, 
then that is plenty of time for you to make another video and put it out. I mean, that video yeah. you made, was yeah. an that's an hour video. You have um, plenty of like, time. You know, you can slow down footage, you know, and you're, you're not even making your own footage, using other people's footage. How hard can that be? That's true. That's true. I've fucking been going about it all wrong. But um, what's funny is I've been on Nidrot Extreme, like, I want to say three times in the last month or so. And uh, every time, if you keep listening to it, you'll you'll catch my progress in my video because I'm working on it. But whenever I'm like talking to people, typically, unless I'm playing a video game for a bit, and uh, I think the first time I was on with him, I was still writing it, and the last time I was on with him, I was talking about how I've got I've got like uh, 15 minutes or more of of the visuals done, which is we're getting close, folks. Because when I'm on the visuals part, visuals things go much faster. Are the bugbear. Yeah, they take ages, but it's usually the last phase before you know. Q&A, or QA, quality assurance, but yeah, that. Basically when I show my friends and I go, is it good? And they go, um, how do I put this? Oh, and they send me lists of everything being of, wrong. More of Ego's blue cream. And so, uh, but I am considering um, doing TFA part three and then Game of Thrones episode six of eight instead, because people really want more Star Wars content and I've got it all written out, so... It's really a I'm, I want to make both of those projects, so it doesn't necessarily matter which one comes first in this case. Because episode 5 is the one that really fuck, pushed me off. Take me ages to explain why. Yeah. Why are you talking about Spider-Man? Spider-Man is coming out. Not for like another... Spider-Man 3 is not coming out for like three years, probably. QA quality <laughs> insurance. I said quality assurance. Assurance, not insurance. Well, you also want to have insurance for your quality. That's true. So if you make a shit video, you get paid? Yep. Mm -hmm. But you've been paying the whole time, so even when you make good videos, you pay a little bit. Oh. Rats. But that also means when you make a shitty video, you know, it comes back. Rags, liked your video on Far Cry. Oh, thanks. I'm really, uh, really glad you did. That game was... Okay. The hell is this? Mola, please say Nico Nico Ni... Anata no heart ni eco. Okay, what, what is this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very concerned about what it might mean. They're gonna edit that to you saying something bad. Igao todu keru yazawa niko niko ni. Oh god, I don't want this. Getting spooked. Uh, Far From Home is second only to Spider-Man 2. Oh, Lucas Everett's really liked Far From Home. Are you gonna go? Are you gonna be able to see it within the next week, Rags? Yes. Because, uh, yeah, I'm very, very curious what you're going to think. The homecoming <laughs> debate. Let the chaos begin. Hmm. Um, I don't think it's important for a story to have a theme or lesson to be good. I'm no writer, but what do you guys think? No, I don't, I don't think you have it, to. It doesn't have to. No, they can help, you know, but... You know, yeah, it's a nice binding, and it'll definitely give a, a, a strong subjective sort of um, feeling for a lot of people to feel like everything came to a point. There was nothing in the movie that wasn't relevant uh, not only its its own, let's say, character progression or part of the plot, but also to a big old hole. It's very satisfying for a lot of uh, viewers. Oh, yeah. Apparently Wolf is here. Hello. How do you do? Hello, Wolf. So kawaii. Kawaii. Nude Rotic, come over here and massage these tits, you sexy fuck. Eric, you make some very strange super chats. I wonder if... Gary had seen that <laughs> live. Uh, 
There are two EFAP references in my new Witcher 3 review. When EFAP is over, <gasps> come to my channel and give it a watch. That's Mark the Cyborg, spelt with a C, as in Mark spelt with a C. Oh, okay. Not Cyborg wait, spelt wait, with a cyborg, C. Cyborg is, wait, Cyborg isn't spelt with a C? No, no, that one is too. And it's all one word, but um, yeah, he's got, he's got references to EFAP, apparently. Oh, okay. Also, yeah. hi, Rags. Hello. <laughs> why, I... why are we still talking about Homecoming? The Lion King is coming out next week. I know. Oh, God, it looks like an abomination. <laughs> when I saw the, um, because, uh, the singing bit and the comparisons, I was just like, oh, it's even worse than I thought it was. It's like, I don't understand how people were comparing um, the, like, the facial elements. They were comparing it to Rocket Raccoon from Guardians. They were like, how is it that he's so much more emotive than like every animal in the film so far that we've seen. And I was just like, I, I don't. That's what makes Rocket so great, too. Yeah, Rocket's awesome. Wow. Can't here wait in, to see him in Thor. Here is $5 in celebration of catching your stream in the first five minutes instead of the third hour. Well, excellent. Yay. Uh, hey, Rags, when are you going to get Kyoti onto EFAP? You know who that is? Or? No, that, he's, from, he's from Sargon's uh, Discord. He's, he's special. <laughs> Oh, okay. He's a specialman. We need a new Tonald slash Jared for season three and four. <laughs> there you go. Well, people say that Clean Prince Gaming is actually worse than Tonal. Um, who, who is, is that? that? Well, yeah, because I know him as is the alternate. Um, sort of, he, him, and Tonal are, are essentially the same thing. Clean Prince Gaming has the exact same like thumbnails and takes and subjects and stuff. But as far as I'm yeah. aware, like. We still need to cover him. I, I've said that before, and yeah, it feels bad that I still haven't managed to do it, but there's a lot of things we say we're going to cover on here. Um, it'll happen mm. at some point, but he's worse than Tonald. <laughs> he probably has a lesser entertainment value, but I'd be surprised maybe. if... Maybe, maybe. Come on, Muller, it's just an adaptation. If you're referring than... to the Lion King, it could have been good. The live-action Lion King could have been good. Yeah, could have. The reason why it can't be, and it might actually be faithful for all we know to the adaptation, not necessarily in visuals but in writing. Good. I imagine, I think it is actually, isn't it supposed to be a one to one? That's what I've heard. I haven't seen it, What's obviously. Oh, really? If it's the exact same thing in the story, but it looks that ugly as fuck, <laughs> it's like, why don't I just watch the original? But yeah, um, maybe it would have been better for them to have adapted it and taken some liberties and told a different story. I don't know. It probably wouldn't because we know, like, it, it would in theory, but then in execution they'd fuck it up. It'd be like, I yeah, probably. I was, gonna, um, I was gonna think of an example, but then I remembered I haven't seen the film, so. Yeah, um, but the yeah, like it it being bad, the 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 argument of it having like a horrifically bad emotional sort of uh, representation on the characters' faces that's not even got anything to do with it being an adaptation or not. That's just a. Oh, that could be an element that's wrong with any movie. Yeah, that's just technical shit. Which you'd think they would nail, but okay. Oh. Um, awaken my masters. Also, why are you talking about Spider-Man? Black Female 007 is announced. Slice and dice, brothers. Here you go, Muesli. Although I love Jeff, Jeff and Gary, I can't wait to hear them admit Homecoming is great and hear their arguments fall apart. I mean, it was more. It's, it's, it was it was two arguments being argued at the same time that I think were both valid but different. It's kind of confusing. 
And there's definitely a lot of words involved that could have overlap and stuff, but um, hopefully you got what you were looking for. Uh, Rags, I'm looking to build a PC. Money isn't too much of an issue, so what parts do you recommend? I would recommend a case. And a graphics card is a definite yes. I'm going to say, I'm also going to say yes on a CPU. You're going to want one of those babies. Um, but, I mean, it depends on if you want anything. I mean, it depends on what you want specifically. It depends on what frame rates you want to play. But I'm actually not a huge tech guy. I haven't really been keeping up too much with a lot of the new, a lot of the new components and things that have been coming out. So what I would, I mean, just in terms of general information, I normally tell people that if you're going to buy a PC, it's generally good to splurge on it because it'll last longer and it will give you far more in returns than if you skimped. So that's my advice. And yeah, he said, he said money's not too much of an issue, but I'm imagining he would want value for money, not just to buy whatever's oh, the most yeah, expensive absolutely. thing. Yeah. yeah, but if you can generally get something that's better and will last longer and just give you better performance, go ahead and go for that. That's me, though. Also, Wolf, once you're done with the EFAP book, I'd love to work on the screenplay with you if you're interested. <clears throat> well, I, I think... They're calling a sex tape a screenplay now. No, it's odd. Um, yeah, that'll totally get adapted to screen, and uh, it'll either be, like, the best, faithful, amazing adaptation, or it'll be, like, really insulting to EFAP lore, and the hardcore fans will be very upset by the representation of the cosmic chicken, and they'll probably fuck something up, like, um... Who do you get to play such an integral... Part. Yeah, they'll probably get, like, Michael Cera, and we're gonna be like, no, he's supposed to be Kyle Ban. you guys have fucked it up. Yeah, it'll be her. Um, those changes on MCU Spidey are apparently because Sony don't want Disney having more of the rights. Midnight's Edge has a video explaining it. I'm not sure which changes you're referring to specifically, but yeah, fair enough. Jeff, give me a kiss. I'm sure he would have if he was... Uh, Rags, doesn't... Apostrophe come after a name that ends with an S? It depends. Not always. <clears throat> well, it depends. Um, I like, is are you trying to like not for plurals? If you're trying to do possessives, then yeah. It depends. Uh, I mean, like, what are you trying to do to the word? That's it. it depends on what you're trying to do to the word. Put an uh, apostrophe after it. If it's possessive, then yes. Unless it's its, in which case you don't. Yeah, because they said a name that ends with S, so typically you're going to have an S at the end of a name. If, if, it's, if it's one without an S, naturally, then it'll have an apostrophe before, but if it has one already, then it goes after, right? That's how it works. Yeah, that's generally a rule that I understand, and it looks less awkward, too. That's why whenever I pluralize my name, it's rags apostrophe, and that's all that you really need. Because if um, it's just S apostrophe S, it's kind of like, eh. Hi, Rags. This is for you, and thanks for recommending Mordhau. It's great. Oh, yeah. I really dig it. Uh, Mola, when can we expect your critique of Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus? 2096 is the slated delivery date. Um, but you got to apply Mola time to it. Playing the long game. You see... In 2096, all the all the videos that have been done about it will have been done already. So you got to wait a little bit after the rush of videos 
So people think you have something really insightful to say. Yeah, the real discussion about movies of that caliber take place much longer after it releases. You can't have yes. a hot take on Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. You need to have a lot of uh, prep work, a lot of detail. There's a lot of themes in those movies. Well, oh yeah, like if your if your take is that it's bad, then obviously that's a very hot take. Uh, hello, Rag. Hello, Jeff. This one's for you to go buy a Holdo figure. Right. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, I should have picked Holdo. She's my favorite. <laughs> the question... <laughs> I feel so bad for any child that was given a Holdo doll. Yeah. You'd be like, oh... What if they like it? Well, maybe the parents failed? I don't know. I don't know, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why are we talking about Spider-Man when James Bond just died? Sorry, Jeff. Well, sorry, Jeff. Sorry, Jeff. So Do you know who the actor is playing the female black James Bond yet? Uh, the one in that... Captain that, Marvel's the, friend. Yeah, that's, I'm assuming if you're talking about that one, then yeah, apparently it's Captain Marvel's best friend from Captain Marvel. Oh, she's cool. I mean, for, for the five minutes we saw of her, she seemed fine. Yeah, she was yeah, alright, like I guess. She was emotive and <laughs> not wooden. and. She was, yeah, she was better than Captain Marvel, for sure. If only she had been Captain Marvel, maybe maybe the movie would have been... I, I, I swear I've heard it in the comics that character ends up taking up the mantle of Captain Marvel or something like that. That'd be nice. Yeah, I'll take it. Go for it. Yeah, oh, yeah, any, I mean, anyone besides Brie Larson, yeah. Maybe they'll do it, yeah. Fun, fun thing, I ran a poll on, on Twitter like a few minutes ago, before a few minutes before I, I joined the stream, uh, asking if... Uh, uh, more people want Drax to head the MCU than people want Captain Marvel to head the MCU. <laughs> I would absolutely Dude. be down with Drax. That'd be so great. Oh my god, now I want to see him commanding the Avengers in like a battle scene just to see what he'd say. You I'm flying man. I'm absolutely down for it. Drax is such an underappreciated character. Oh, I love him. He's so great. I love that in the second Guardians film, they gave him so much material to work with. Like, uh, fucking hilarious while also having, like, a, a background that's actually very fascinating to me, but, um, yeah. More yeah, they drags. Play him so well as, like, um, comic relief, but also this, the scenes that are played straight with him are so, like, impactful. It's, they, they, do, they have a delicate balance that they pull off there. So, are y'all charging Area 51? I think, Rags, you're doing that, right? Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. I will We're send a it. drone. On the 20th, right? September 20th, I heard, was the date. <laughs> We're going to storm area. Luckily, we've made our battle plans at the time of the assault, public knowledge. <laughs> That's why D-Day worked so well, because they knew we were coming. I'm just picturing you know? this big charge of people. They reach, like, a gate or a door. And they're like, fuck. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> like, did anyone bring, like, I don't know, a skeleton key or I mean, some kind of... Someone's going to bring, like, a wire cutters or something, right? I, well, this is the thing. That's when a line is crossed, right? Having a bunch of people run up to a place, like, that'll be funny. But then if someone's like, like, like throw a grenade to try and blow up, like, a thing to get it, I'd be like, uh-oh. That's the thing. You know, if, any, if anyone shows up, if anyone actually shows up, someone will actually try and get in and then get arrested. That's how it's going to go. Man, if that actually happened. Who even set that up? And why did it, like, get traction? Oh, that's just a funny meme, eh? <laughs> it was a meme and it became something more. Um, I had a father. His name was Ben Parker, not Tony. Oh, maybe in that continuity. 
Yeah. Movie binge update 300. Well, it's a movie, mostly style and not much substance, though I saw someone on IMDb unironically call it racist. 300 is call racist? Call what racist? Lion King? No, 300. 300? That was 300 racist. Is it because all the Spartans are there white? Are so many possible ways. I was about to say, what? yeah, why are do we even... Are the Greeks for white? Fucking, of course. What else would this claim be? I don't fucking know. Because the hole that he get the guy gets kicked into is blackness, oh. and it, it suggests that people black who are darker. The black man gets kicked into the black swallows. hole. If yeah. you want to punish people, you get them closer. Oh no, to no, it has nothing to do with that dude being black. Is he black? I can't remember. He's black. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's black. Because they come from the blackness of the hole. Yeah, they come from another place, which is you know the blacks. They're from a different place. He sends him back down the black hole, which is where they all spawn, right? <gasps> I don't know, I'm Africa? asking, I thought that was a part of the law of 300. Africa the black hole. You can't <laughs> fucking do that. Jesus, man. Maybe I misunderstood the law, fine. God damn. That's white people spawn from clouds and fall from the sky, and only a few of them survive the impact. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> the babies, like, the only ones that land in the ocean, they uh, get picked up. Um, and black people spawn from holes, uh, and but only a few of them can climb out of the holes. What about half-caste uh, people? Uh, they, just, they just get born normally. Oh well, the more you know. I hear that's a no-no word. I hear that's not one you're supposed to say. What normal? You guys keep calling them blacks. No, half-caste half is one I hear you're, you're not supposed to say. Half-caste? Yeah. Which oh, is, what's the what's now, the correct so term? All, uh, I don't know. Is it people of color? Race? The one that I've never no, understood. Mi mixed race, I think, would be the specific acceptable term. Oh. There we go. Might be something different in, in three minutes, though. <laughs> uh, Gary, here's a free Holdo figure for you, too. I'll, I'll make a note. Um, can't watch live, but wanted to put my bit towards the Rhino Farm Fund. Also, Homecoming was a good film. Money split evenly, please. It shall be done. Why did you it's a very good film, yeah. I, I, I mean, well... Every, everybody has a different take on that, Rags. Did you know that? You gonna let people have an opinion, Rags? Hmm? Nope. You killed Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Uh, where is Wallaf? This is for him. Also, I want to send him a Ryan Johnson bobblehead, but I don't know how to. <laughs> I, I would actually love they make those? to have a bobblehead of Ryan Johnson. They, I mean, you could probably get someone to custom make one, right? I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. googling it, but... Muller, oh, no. I've noticed in recent streams you've been very dismissive of the adaptation argument, and so I'm curious what your take is on Batman doesn't kill argument against BVS. Uh, I'm not dismissive of the adaptation argument. I treat it as a separate entity of, like, the quality of an adaptation will usually be dependent on how faithful you are to the source, by definition, I imagine. Uh, and that doesn't always necessarily lead to good things. Like, what if you have a source story that is poorly written... Are you supposed to be faithful, or are you supposed to take what they failed to, to I don't know, realize correctly and uh, improve it? It's a complicated discussion, and so um, the idea that something is not in continuity with something else when they're separated by uh, adaptation, I think that the, the ruling that they have to adhere to certain rules is a little bit too um, stifling of it. So the idea that should Batman be able to kill in an adaptation... My question wouldn't be that, it would it would just be what story did they create with uh, the resources they had, and, and, and you know, they may have deviated very far from the source, 
But as long as it's all very justified with, like, cause and effect writing, I, I wouldn't necessarily have an issue with it. Um, but if someone said, but it's a poor adaptation, it's completely unfaithful, I'd be like, oh, well, yeah, probably, maybe, I don't know, I'd have to check it. Um, if if it literally comes down to it's not one-to-one -one and it's not uh, adhering to the important parts of the character or something, I'd be like, oh, quite possibly. But um, the the comparison, I think, uh, I've been I've been talking about with Fringy as well, is like if you had what everyone agreed upon to be an amazingly written story about a hero that kills to protect his world or whatever, it's like finalized completely. Everybody loves it, and then like the day before release, they just change the main character's name from Tom Joan to uh, to Bruce Wayne, and it's like, does it therefore make all of the writing bad? I mean, we try to get that across with um, changing Uncle Ben's name to Uncle uh, Bob or whatever I said. I think it's ridiculous to say that it thus turns the the, the writing bad. Um, I think it's fair to say it it turns it into a poor adaptation, though. Yeah. And that's you've got a trade-off sometimes with this kind of thing. Like, uh, say people want to start adapting this stuff in like a hundred years from now. Like, look, some of these names that can't, I mean, superhero names already kind of sound like, oh, you can tell when this came out. Like, oh, Carol, uh, like Bruce. You know, they're all sort of the same sort of era of name. So, like, at a point where you're trying to put that in a modern in a modern setting. If you take that, uh, if you take that so far enough that it would kind of seem strange to have like that name in a modern setting, then you can have a trade-off between okay, do we actually adapt it faithfully, or do we give them a name that they would actually have in this setting? Uh, at that point, you can make arguments both ways that it's a a worse adaptation but a better film because it's a, a less faithful thing because of the name changing. And um, uh, Shad was actually talking to us about how in the comics, apparently Spider-Man's name is, you know, discovered by everybody, and it's undone by, like, a, a mass uh, someone's gonna have to correct me on this because I haven't read them, I can't quite remember what he said, but something like a mass spell from, like, Doctor Strange or something. Somebody does a thing and it makes everyone forget what Spider-Man's real name is. And he was like, that's shit, and I hope they don't do that. And I was just like, but wouldn't it be unfaithful of them not to? But it would be like the comics again. And so so he was like, oh yeah, no, there are some things that uh, you probably shouldn't remain faithful to. I was like, yeah, that's that's um, that's interesting. Um, and so, yeah, to give you another example that I often use is that uh, I was getting more and more frustrated with Game of Thrones for not involving a lot of the elements of the books. Um, just saying Stoneheart will let everybody know who's a fan of the books understand that pretty quickly. But, I wasn't quick to say something like it's bad because it doesn't have Stoneheart. It's, it's bad for many other reasons. And then, my initial take on what they do with Tyrion at the end of Season 4 was that, like, they fucked it up because they didn't do everything they're supposed to do in the books. But, the, the, you know, if you were to tell me, can you argue why it's bad without even a single reference to the books, I'd be like, yes, I can. And... It, it comes down to the fact of motivation and uh, a lot of confusion on exactly what the hell is going on between Shay and Tywin, Tywin and Tyrion, and, and how everyone sees each other and what everyone's doing in those scenes. It's very confusing compared to... It almost feels like there's a missing element. And then you reference the books. The books have this, this element that binds all of it together. And you go, oh, that's how that happened. They didn't bring in this element. Then you find out a quote from the writer saying that they didn't have the time to put it in, I think is what they said about what I'm referring to. So all of that makes sense in a meta view, but it would still not be relevant if it was really well written within the show's continuity. But I would argue that it really isn't. It like fucks a lot of things up. Um, and yeah, you, uh, 
Oh, it was called, it was Mephesto in One More Day. Mephesto, I guess, did it. Who, by the way, I'm very interested to see if they bring Mephesto into the MCU, because he's kind of cool. I only know him from video games, but um, he's like a... His name isn't Mephisto? Mephisto. I'm actually not sure exactly how you're supposed to pronounce it, but that's... Whatever I said was whatever I Um, yes, the emotional impact is definitely washed down, but I almost think it doesn't even make sense, um, Alexi. Anyway, moving on. Oh, Spider-Man Homecoming is objectively good. The Dawn. Did the Dawn say that? Fuck. That must be true. Yeah. Mysterio was a bad villain in Far From Home. Well, that what? will be... Yeah, well, we can't say anything, because Rags hasn't seen it, so give, give it a yeah. shot. Um, we will we'll try and discuss Far From Home uh, much more extensively next week, um, for anybody who's curious about it. Morley, you're gay. You do that. His gay what? I don't know. Something about my gay. Oh. Uh, why talk about Spider-Man? Spider-Man's out. I wish to out. see this gay. Oh, that's very true. My main problem with new Spider-Man is that he doesn't have consequences, really, for either Homecoming or Far From Home. Oof. So, what? Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's a bizarre <laughs> thing that people say, and I, I don't know. I can't quite... Um, I understand why people reach that conclusion from Homecoming. I do not understand why they reach that conclusion in Far From Home, considering what happens in... I do not get that whatsoever. But you can do this without spoiling it, because it's so obvious. You can literally just say, did you not watch the scene? The scene, And everyone yeah. knows what you're talking about. Oh, like, that's how Peter obvious Parker it is, so uh, undergoes transgender surgery. Yes. Maybe he does. We can't spoil it. We can't now say that that doesn't happen, because Rags would like to think that that might be a possibility. But nobody so ruin it for him. Jesus. You massives are the only thing keeping me at my job. Thanks for the pain, you basement-dwelling, nerd-sweat-smelling, rhino-milking, hate-mongering, autist keyboard gremlins. Never change. Aww. Anytime! A very sweet My favorite massive. part about that... My favorite part about that is how Super Chats get more expensive the longer they are. So every insult costs more money. Wait, do they? I love that. Yeah, they do. That's the more they you give... You see, you see, if you ever gave Super Chats every once in a while, Mahler, you would know this. But the more you pay, the longer the message gets to be. Is that, well, I just assumed that there was a cap regardless. Like, I'm assuming you can't write an essay or anything, right? I think you can, but it has, you have to, like... You have to pay, uh, like, a thousand dollars. I think literally it's just, like... I think it might, it might just be, like, a one-to-one -one ratio with the word count and the, not the word count, but the, ca the character count and the money or something like that. You get more the more you pay, essentially. They're, like, tiers. They're levels... Like I mean, I don't know if they the put ring. a cap in because that would prevent, like, like why would you put in it, like, you know, uh, then people are going to pay less money if someone wants to fucking paste a book into a super chat and is willing to pay for it. I don't know why YouTube would cap that. Here's the history oh, fuck, of I, I forgot to bring it up. <laughs> There's a clip on Twitter from, do you guys know the name John Campier? Do either of you know that name? No. So I know that Will Class Bullshitters and Nerd Rotic would both know him. They consider him quite the shill for like new uh, new Star Wars films. He's reading off super chats. This clip, man. He reads a name. I want to find it because it's so much funnier if you just listen to it. Uh, how am I gonna find this? Somebody who shared it. Some some people in chat probably know what I'm talking about. He's reading out super chats and he he finds the name of one of them funny, but he doesn't realize. What the name is trying to say. Um, it's like three words broken yeah. up. When you put them together, it says something very different, and he just reads it out without realizing. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone know where I can find that? Because I want, I want, <laughs> I kind of want to play it and watch together. Lord of the Shills. 
can't, um, yeah, I can't remember who on Twitter shared it. Somebody liked a, a clip of it somewhere. It's all right. If I find it, I'll put it on the next EFAP. Um, we will have fun times with it. Um, Muller, if you want to see Spider-Man at his best, watch the two-season Spectacular Spider-Man show. That is Peter Parker, not some childish little doofus who leeches off Iron Man. All right. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, there's a lot. You know, I just I'm gonna take him for his word that uh, the spectacular Spider-Man show. There's two seasons of it. Apparently, it's very good. There it is. Uh, thank you guys for everything. Even on the day I had to put down my dog, you guys made me smile. Thanks for that. I'm grateful. Oh yeah, oh, Jesus, that sucks, man. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um, Hang in there. Yeah. Oof. Uh, adaptation argument is for the gays. The dawn. From Creamy Sheev as well. So. You have a very trusted source talking about another trusted source making a statement that's absolutely true. That's just how. Do you like Nerdwriter's channel? I think we had that question last time. Um, I like some of his videos. I don't like some of his videos. I hate how influential he's been on how people design video essays. That's that's my quick take. Yeah, you like him, right? You trouble person. Um, I can't remember which one he is. <laughs> that's a really good side, isn't it? <laughs> He sort of blends it. He's the one that has like, is it like a coffee mug that has a spoon in it at the beginning, or or is it like an actual soup bowl? I can't remember. Oh, this one. Um, I swear I've seen some of his videos, but none of them show up as watched for me. Hmm. Oh yeah, he did the one on like Donald Trump's speech patterns, right? Yes. That was a strange yeah, video that he had made, considering he was very focused on media, but yeah. They showed that um, video in my English class when I was in high school. Wow. That was fun. Uh, the problem is that Tony Stark has replaced Uncle Ben as Peter's moral compass. Is that true? Like, uh, first of all, I don't know that that's a problem. And secondly, moral compass. What is Peter Parker's moral compass in Homecoming? No, he goes against loads of, like, the... Like, maybe? I mean, he says don't get involved, and Peter does for the greater good, so you could argue there that Peter's ignoring uh, Iron Man's moral like, compass. I don't know. He already has his, like, with great power comes great responsibility line, like, right when he's introduced. Like, he's already got it. I'm still stuck at the idea that it's like it's bad that it comes from him instead of Uncle Ben. I'm like, why though? It's different. Yeah, because it's not like the comics. Uh, my issue with Homecoming is Flash. Even Michael Cera would have made for a better convincing high school bully. Bullies right. come in all shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not really much of a bully in this, even like, is he? He's just more of a yeah, guy. I, I don't think yeah. the films were trying to project him as a very effective bully. He's almost a heckler. And it's like, well, you need to have a bully in Peter's story. And I'd be like, okay. Do you? <laughs> like, could you just have the guy who's an annoying asshole? I'll say he could, he, I could see him fitting so easily. I, I believe him. Like, in Far From Home, they kind of caricatured his character a bit. But in Homecoming, like, I, he would, he felt like a real guy that I, I would have met at high school. I'm yeah, sorry. Well, I wasn't bullied all the time. I wouldn't know. Oh, look no, at Mr. Like, Mr. Mr. Was the bully over here. Wow. We just established that Flash wasn't bullying, but... You're a bully. Hey, why are you bullying Rags, dude? 
Yeah, I wish you'd kind of quit. It's bad um, enough I'm... that you have a hatred for the LGBT. <laughs> oh, it's because, it's you're, because you're a furry. I'm not a furry, though. Uh, I don't care. Appearances is what I go off of. Uh, Dude, why does your profile picture a have a shield in it? You go around so calling defensive. every dog a furry? Oh. It's kind of weird. Well, do they have fur? That's what I thought. Some. Some do. Wait, are, wait, are all mammals furries? Um, yes. Alright. Okay. I, I am a mammal. The clip, the clip was found. I'm gonna send it to you guys. Pause at like zero, and then we will play it all at the same time. Because it's a Twitter video, I don't think you can put uh, that in the clip. Heck, I'm assuming this will work. Are you guys ready? Yes. Okay, three. Yeah, I closed my watch together. Yeah, I no, it's all good. Uh, we'll, we'll just sync it on Twitter. It's only seven seconds. Three. Oh, okay. Oh, you, you, wait, 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 okay. wait. Where it's starting at what time? Zero. Zero. Okay. So, yeah, again, context, this guy's just reading out. You can already see the joke on screen, but we'll just go from zero. Three, two, one, go. All right, uh, Smelly Negro, I love that name. Uh, which uh, hockey movie... <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you be that stupid? <laughs> smelly <laughs> Knee, yeah. I mean, how did you fall for that? So yeah, just... <laughs> All right, uh, smelly Negro. I love that. Yeah, I sold out my phone. I was like, that can't be real. How do you be that stupid? <laughs> it's... The fact that he says I love that name as well. You're like, oh. <laughs> this would be so bad. It's just audio. What's well, the thing? That could actually get him in some trouble. I'm not sure. You know, Surely these days. Oh, are you kidding? You see what people get in trouble for these days. Yeah, but he's got, like, the evidence very clearly there. Oh, evidence. Oh, UJ, you're so naive. What do you mean, evidence you that evidence. he made a mistake? That there's context to what he said? Is that what you're saying, Jay? Yes. Hmm. Well, we'll see. Like, you know, maybe, you. maybe some people will be like, oh, he's a bad, but the, like, majority will come down on this, like, and see this. <laughs> Like, it's not like PewDiePie's career was destroyed. He's doing fine. No, but he took you a dent it... for sure. Yeah, I mean, you think he... W if he was a smaller channel... Yeah, yeah, you are talking about the biggest YouTuber on the platformers. Uh, platformers, what? Platform. Uh, I can't think of a, a smaller example right now. Well, yeah, it's fine. Also, PewDiePie did nothing wrong. Uh, hey Mola, thanks for the video essays and EFAP's past. I hope you continue to make su and host such good and bad but funny debates long into the future. Yes, thanks to Rags and Wolf for their content too. Yay. Thank you. Uh, Mola and Rags are right about Spider-Man, the Don. Creamy Sheev just running out all these Don quotes. Starting to wonder if he really got them from the Don or not. It's, uh, how, do we, how do we know for sure? Hello, Mola, Rags. Question, Someone's got Hello, a question. Hi. Yeah, sorry. Hello, Mola, Rags, Jeff, and Gary. I must, go, must ask, what are all your thoughts on the upcoming live-action Lion King remake? Any specific it predictions? It looks like shit. So it looks really Dude. ugly. It looks weird. It looks awful. Um, is I just you get this, the the old good old-fashioned question of why, like for all of it, 
Uh, but if you're gonna do it, could you not fuck it up a lot? I've already heard this getting bad reviews too, and I was just like, oh damn, is this gonna be the first live-action Disney remake that like gets you know panned critically? I don't know if any of them have been so far. Jay, do you know about that? You're a nerd. No. I just assumed that people are rational. Like that's my mistake, but that is your mistake. Uh, I have posted Con of Thrones vids on my channels uh, or channel. One of the vids is four minutes long, where the Jamie actor discusses his thoughts on season eight's writing. You're welcome to share and discuss my vids. Actually, I've uh, seen a few clips of that. He says something along the lines of, um, you would share, like, confusions or criticism of what Jamie's doing in the later seasons, and they would be like, go away. Like, oh, okay. Not to say that whenever an actor complains, they are right, but it's interesting. Ooh, ER posted a video. A lot of people are saying that. What's the topic? Oh. Oh, he's criticizing us. <laughs> At least I think it is. Wait, what? Actually, I don't know. Is this The Last of Us? Oh, I thought that you was mean the plan. film Us? Yeah, no, not Us, Us. I was, like, I was what? like, what? I love how my brain didn't process that at all. It was like, the film Us, Jay, what are you talking about? <laughs> when I say Us, it's obviously the film. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not actually, well, I'll check that out late. Uh, Mola, go full critique. Anything, anything new from him. Well, that's because you're a bad person, I don't know. Uh, Mola, go full critique on Endgame. Maybe one day. I'm not against it. I actually would be interested in doing a full breakdown of it. I get messages um, every day of both can't wait for your Endgame praise and can't wait for your Endgame rage. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Nobody said your Endgame meh, so I guess people feel strongly one way or the other. A bad adaptation does not mean objectively bad movie. Kind of how I feel about it. Just a daily reminder that Spider-Man punched a red-headed woman to death in a graveyard, that is all. What? <laughs> why, why, does, why is being, her being a redhead significant there? I mean... No, she has to have red hair like the comics. But he punched her to death in a graveyard, right? <laughs> that seems to be the more important element of it. But... No, well, as long as she had red hair. Well, I'm assuming that's some kind of horrible flashback or dream sequence even I don't know that's an interesting thing if it's true hello nerdrotic hello Jeff from world class bullshit as, as guests of EFAP do you think if someone got herpes from drinking bathwater bought online they deserve it well they're not here to answer that question it's gonna happen now right? the, the bathwater herpes deserve it question the new episode 9 question <laughs> Morley, you never continued the Game of Thrones rage. Would you would love to see the finish of season eight? Oh, it's on the way. <clears throat> Iron Man is the best part of MCU Spider-Man, and that's its biggest problem. Second is fake MJ, who's barely in the film and still manages to turn everyone against her. Thirdly, Spider-Man is too whiny. No. <laughs> uh, so fake MJ, that's interesting. Uh, turn everyone against her? Does he, do you mean like... In a meta sense, because the people in the film like her by the end of it. Um, I assume that must be a meta sense, right? Well, that's the thing, I didn't hate her. That's like, yeah, that's not true, because like, everyone I know who's seen that film loved her. Myself included. I wouldn't, like, I mean, when you, when you say that, that film. 
Who you, do, how many people are you thinking about when you say that? Um, the, uh, I, probably like four. I was going to say, I, I don't know anybody who's loved her. If someone said they loved her, I'd be like, wow, she was barely on screen. But, like, you know, you know, like, enjoyed her presence significantly. Like, she's great, kind of a level. Yeah, fair enough. Um, that's the thing. I, I, I don't really... I didn't think too much about her in the film. Um, oh, and I saw a Weekend Warrior put out a video uh, recently, like as in like an hour ago or, or more, probably more than that, because we've been streaming so like five hours ago. But he said um, one of his biggest criticisms of... Uh, I was about to say, but I guess Rags... Uh, if you know, if you've seen the trailer Rags, Peter's interested in pursuing MJ in the new film. Um, okay. And uh, Weekend Warrior's problem with it is that uh, we don't Homecoming didn't set up that Peter was interested in her. Um, yeah. And that's a criticism a lot of oh. people have, and I just don't really understand. Like, do you need a justification for a boy to have a crush on a girl when they're 16 years old? Some of these people, I'm like, have you ever, like... Like, do they not have, like, boyfriend, girlfriend in real life? Is Because that's... It, if she's a girl and you're a boy, that's the justification. I mean, like, I, I'm in the middle camp of it would be nice to see them develop it further, but I'm fine with how but they did it. But that's what Far From Home is. Like, no, but, like, it would be nice to see... It would be nice to have an in-between stage where they start, like, where, where that, like, where, where Peter starts seeing her that way instead of going from off to on. Well, that's the first moment is the off to on. No, it's not. Like, the first moment is, like, um... As in, like a, a development of his feelings, not just a "oh, I like her now." Well, you liked her. No, shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Uh, I guess so. Is the question like if we get like a conversation where they're talking about normal things, and then he slowly realizes, "Hey, I kind of actually like this girl." Is that what you're thinking about? Yeah, and like they could have done that over a whole movie, and like that would be Spider-Man Two, and then the arc we got in this one would be in the third one. Yeah, see, so my take would be that um, he's developed a crush on her in the time we haven't seen in between Thingy and Thingy, and then this movie is developing how they feel about each other, how how they work together, who they are. I mean, yeah, of course, but like, uh, of course, it happened in the time that we didn't see them, but I and I, I think it's it works fine the way it is, but it could work better if we see it develop. I think like if she was cardboard, like she didn't really say anything, and then they kiss at the end of the movie or something, I'd have been like, wow, crap. But uh, yeah, all we have to go on is he's just like, man, I have a crush on her. What do? And then antics ensue and development ensues. So I just yeah, I I don't see the issue. Is I guess my take. Would it be improved by a scene in which there is some form of a stepping stone between zero feelings and some feelings? I don't think it would hurt. Someone just tweeted at me specifically to tell me they hated her. Alright. <laughs> I know a lot of people who hate her. Uh, like I said, when you said the four people loved her or whatever, I was like, wow. I don't hear that a lot. It's <clears throat> an interesting super chat. A lot of soy from Mauler and Rags crying good. Well, no, we were hmm. trying to explain how it was good, but they weren't having any of it because it wasn't like the fucking comic book. Oh, actually, this person said crying good, as if our argument was that crying is a good thing. I don't, I don't understand the argument that crying is a bad thing. I don't know. 
I don't know, man. Especially I, if you like the Raimi trilogy. I, he cries all the fucking time with this movie. <laughs> and he's a 15-year-old kid who is trying to shoulder a lot of responsibility, who brushes against death. Like, I think it'd be weird if he didn't cry. Yeah, like, if he was stoic, I'd have been like, man, quite the it's constitution for his age. Robot child. Crying man bad. Uh, yo yo, my fellow massives, you've helped me. My you've helped my writing a great deal with these vids, so thank you. P.S. Ryan Johnson has a small dick. How do you know that? <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't know. Uh, I was ten hours into an eight-hour workday when I happened upon a critique of TFA. Hearing a good argument is energizing. Twas an easy fifteen-hour workday. Uh, I mean, th that video isn't fifteen hours, so unless you played it on point two five speed, which would be an interesting experience, I imagine. Um, I hope the workday was improved by it, though. Thank, the, the, thank you for the uh, letting me know. That's uh, good shit. I had a near-fatal car accident. You don't cry. You don't realize it. Afterwards, it came to me, and I was nearly dead. I don't know when the buildings when the buildings actively on top of you. I feel like at that point, despair would set in. Yeah, especially when Despite in the, the scene the he tries are really quick and sudden. Oftentimes, uh, he's trying to move to it. He's struggling to breathe, and then he's like almost resigning himself to the idea that he's stuck under here and he could die. It's like, yeah, that's when you might cry. And then he does, he gives himself the pep speech, which I really like because it's really good shit. People are going to react differently to near death situations. That's not that going to be universal, right? Everybody's a bit different when down to the moments, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's um. A sudden thing happens and he's suddenly gushing tears. It's uh, It falls on him, he tries to lift it up, he can't do it, and then he starts despairing and, and shouting for help. I, I think it would be reasonable to start tearing up at that point, wouldn't you say, guys? Yeah. No, he's a bitch. <laughs> hey guys, what's the EFAP opinion on Black Mirror? Um, I, I haven't only, seen Black Mirror. I only saw the one episode, I liked it, but apparently it was the best one. It was like, is it White Christmas or Black Christmas or something like that? It's, oh, uh, that one's great! There you go. <laughs> I've seen a few episodes, and the ones I've seen were great. Spider but I've, I've only seen like the highlights, so... Spider-Man is hella gay. Well, well. Hashtag make, oh, Peter Hashtag make Peter care about Ben's death again. He's probably gotten over it. <laughs> that's what I mean. You have to have that. That's, that's, you need the that to do the rest of the stuff. You can't have it be... Um, a different father figure with a different dynamic that leads to different results. It has to be the same one. Um, every EFAB where Mauler doesn't ask his guests about the Gamer Girl bathwater question is illegitimate. I think that's fair. Hmm. Um, no disrespect, gentlemen, but these arguments amount to I don't like this version for adaptation reasons and have nothing to do with its objective quality, also high rags. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, they did specify that they they said like a film, the film as a standalone film. I don't, they didn't at any point say it was bad. Uh, Gary did say it was boring, um, and that it's not. Yeah, it's subjective. Well, yeah, I, didn't I mean, think it was boring at all. Well, I, yeah, I wasn't bored. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Uh, you should get Tim Pool as a guest. I'm sure Doggo can get his contact oh, we'd love info. To have... Um, man, I'd love to have Tim Pool on. What would we cover? Was he interested in? He likes movies, I assume. He made, he made he hated Captain Marvel. Damn, he should have uh, he should have come on for those Captain Marvel episodes. Those are good shit. <laughs> he could have with met the, the dog. Of people asking you to with the number of people asking you to do Cinema wins Captain Marvel. Are you gonna? 
Um, I I, I was about to say, do, 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 does people do people want that? But I'm like, it's pro probably a pointless question because I think they're just gonna say yes. Like, um, so many people have like explicitly asked for it. It's been one of the most requested things I've noticed in a while. Well, once maybe once he releases part two as well, so we can do one and two with. Oh, uh... part two is out. Okay. <laughs> what is no, Gay? What yeah, is your no, take on part one and part two of Cinema uh, Winter's video on Captain Marvel? I couldn't be bothered to form opinions on it. I think he said some things, uh, and some of them were ways. That's very controversial. So, I like that you took some that of take. it. Some I thought his jokes were funny, but like, I I can't remember. I know I disagreed with him, but I can't like at points. But I can't remember about what or how often it anymore. I think I've just blocked it out of my mind. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah, that's a possibility then. We that could definitely happen down. The line. I I think there's there's stuff that that's that's there that genuinely sounds like it's a response to, um, I mean, it Criticism? feels like it would be a direct response to like even fucking my video on it where I'm talking about how uh, she is like. Killing the dude, the killing the cardboard cutout. But I know a lot of people have probably talked about that. But yeah, he he does he says stuff that's uh, like directly response uh, responding to those criticisms, and I I don't think his take is very good on it. But I can't remember why. I just remember like going, that's not a great take. Um, <clears throat> I've never I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Make me want to watch it, massives. I mean, we've talked about Lord of the Rings a whole bunch Excellent on this podcast. Excellent production value, great writing, stellar acting. The sets and the props are all incredible. It's so well paced. It, oh, it's everything about it is all just of so the good. Things. But watch The Hobbit first, so it's in chronological order. No. Uh, the biggest unseen argument between the two sides is the cultural values the different Spider-Mans espouse in their depictions. Cultural values. I'd be interested what? to see that developed. I'm not sure what you're referring to. And it ends with Rag, stop being a dick. How I'm not rude. being a dick. Daddy, it hurt when I pee. Right? Does Wolf have the big gay? Yes. Nerd Rotter keeps saying objectively, I don't think you know what that means. I, I, I think he was using it mostly correctly. He, he, was, he was openly admitting that he's not necessarily being objective about um, the arguments he was using. That is, his, his experience with Spider-Man since age four, I think is what he said. Did he say age four? Six? I, I can't quite remember, but he said that um, definitely affecting his sort of enjoyment of the film, I guess. Um, at least Spider-Man is actually a teenager this go-around instead of 30. All the ad adaptations had issues. The new movies are good and fit in the MCU. Could they be better? Sure. Yeah, no, I, I, you're not allowed to say the Raimi trilogy had problems. Oh no. Maybe Unless he's, the third one, that's fair game. Maybe he's not understanding a shared universe. Toby Spider-Man was a standalone movie. Well, this is the thing. I think that um, the idea that you would ignore the MCU as a whole when you're bringing Spider-Man into it is is uh, detrimental to the, the the continuity that he is now in. He's not just Spider-Man in Marvel's film adaptations. He's Spider-Man in the MCU. And, uh, I mean, yeah. It works out great for Captain Marvel, right? Maybe one day we'll get um, a new version of Spider-Man again. Like, Tony will try again. They'll reboot again and whatever. We could get another... I mean, if you mean Peter Parker or Spider-Man? Because we're totally going to get another oh, of one course. in the MCU yeah, we, eventually. Yeah, we could get a Miles Morales or um, the, other, the other names he was mentioning. Or Peter B. Parker. 
I mean, if if they do the multiverse thing, we could get Tobey Maguire in it. Tobus Maguire. I could do it. Yeah, I, 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 I'd, I'd love fun. to see that. Um, as a kid, <laughs> what if they got what if they got Andrew Garfield but not Tobey Maguire? Oh my god, there would be riots in the streets. As a kid, you wanted to be Spider-Man, but not Peter Parker, and that's the point of the character. This Ferris Bueller version of Spider-Man ruins that. Um, I think plenty of kids would want to be the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah. Wait, no, it wasn't... I, I heard the criticism being of, uh, that you would want to be him as Peter Parker as well. Well, this Super Chat said you wanted to be Spider-Man, but not Peter Parker. Yeah. So the criticism there could be that you don't want to be Spider-Man or Peter Parker, or that you want to be Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Or that you don't want to be Spider-Man, but you do want to be Peter Parker. <laughs> Which would be weird. Yes. Uh, okay. Straw poll, you massives. I didn't, I, I didn't know if there would be a point in doing a straw poll. Like, what would the, what would the question even be? Like, Oh, just do another one on the quality of Homecoming, because last time we had 60-40, and see if it's changed. Well, we didn't even get to talk about the quality, that's the thing. I mean, I got to talk a little bit about what I thought was strong about the movie. Uh, I didn't get to talk about everything, but, you know. Um, are you saying you want to do the same question, Jay, and see if you get a better split this time? Yeah. You're gonna say, I'll, I'll set it up if you want. What was your question the first one? You should just do the same one. Was Homecoming good? I think it was. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, yeah, just set it up and uh, ping me the link and I will spam it in chat for everybody. Uh, thoughts on Disney's Crusade... It's okay. Thoughts on Disney's Crusade through the entertainment industry? Is their practice of annexing and exhausting valuable IPs and major content distributors going to suffocate aspiring creators and visionaries? Possibly. We could also possibly be in a position where they're going to allow the sort of the opportunity for um, new creators to rise through, I don't know, some kind of like clogging of, of, of the movie industry so that people are desperate to find something new and then someone provides it, that sort of thing. So maybe. Um, so here's the straw poll. We will post it a more than once, I imagine. I um, uh, just, just, just give you a vote, yes or no. And I know that that's like, oh, it's not a very... Um, good poll. It's not a very good set of answers. We're just going to compare it to last. How dare you disrespect the poll that I put my blood, sweat, and tears into? Ignore this J character. He's not real. You have to. Do you have a link to the previous one, by the way? You could probably get it from. He uh, is a I, I was looking for that. Lore. Yes. I was. I was wondering if I, I tweeted it or if. Uh, Did I put it in the description? A good question. If I didn't, that means I'm going to have to like go through the actual stream and try and find it. Or I link it in the chat. And... Yep, looks like I didn't link it in the description. My bad. Well, <laughs> we'll just have to try and figure out comparing it at some point. Either and I way, remember it was about 60-40, so... Well, don't, like don't jump the gun there, Jay. Anything can happen with this vote. Yeah, anything can happen. Not many people have voted yet. Freaking Jay being all like, oh, see is good now because everyone says it was. That's you, Jay. Glad you voted. I, I don't feel I need to dignify that with a response. Do you agree that an adaptation can be too far removed from the source? Like if in Lord of the Rings the reboot, what if Gandalf was a young, ripped party animal? It may be well written, but I am disappointed as someone who paid for Spider-Man. Uh, so I would... Yeah, if you, yeah. 
But that's false advertising at, at some point, eventually. Yeah, and, I, and the fact that you just said it may be well written, but I'm disappointed, I'd be like, you should be disappointed if they uh, marketed it that way, and you should feel disrespected, and the source material has been shat on. But it was well written. And I know that that almost seems like disrespectful in a way, I suppose, but I would just be like, well, if we're to remain objective here, have to be fair, say that they actually did write a very swell story they've just shat on the, um, horse. And again, this is something that I'll have to deal with a lot of the time, like with Game of Thrones, or, um, the Lemony Snicket adaptations, though I don't know how everyone feels about them being just bad on their own anyway. It's, you know... It's something I'm trying to remain consistent with, because I do think that uh, it creates a lot of very confusing conversations if you're to argue that as long as you're unfaithful to a to X degree, the content is now poorly written. It's like, hmm. And the thing that sort of tips me over in that argument is the idea that you just take a well-written story and change one name and apparently it becomes a bad story. To me, that's kind of ridiculous. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. But if the framing is adaptation, again, I don't disagree. Uh, <clears throat> Robin doesn't always do what Batman tells him. Spider-Man has been downgraded to a sidekick to Tony Stark. Very interesting. I, you watch? Yeah, I, I didn't see the movie where he was a sidekick to Tony Stark. Yeah, it's weird. Although, that would have been a cool movie if they did that. That would have been cool, yeah. That would have been a cool Yeah, movie. like a direct I mean, mentoring. Of Homecoming, but as well as Homecoming, that would have been neat to see. Yeah. Would have really built up on their relationship. I gotta pee, though. Oh. Like he has to, he has to learn before he's great. Well, uh, that was something that uh, Shadowisty brought up. He was like, "What if we have him being a confident, assertive character to begin with? Would that not be more uh, enjoyable for the audience? Would he not be a more likable character as opposed to seeing him in a weakened state, learning to become this this character that we all want him to be?" But that would be so much more satisfying to see him grow into this amazing Well, I would argue guy, that but... neither are more or less satisfying, well, and yeah. that it's necessarily about execution, and that um, they're both different stories. We could meet a hero at his peak from the get-go, or we could meet a hero that starts out with almost nothing and very low experience and understanding of why he does what he does. Always is about uh, how they do the thing, I suppose, for me. Um, unpopular opinion. Spider-Man 2 is the best Spider-Man movie, but the only good Raimi movie. I don't... Oh, well, I guess the first half isn't unpopular as an opinion, but the second half, I suppose, is. Most people do consider Spider-Man 1 to be very good as well. I like Spider-Man 1 a lot. I think it's clunkier than the second one, and I understand the idea of being like, clunky, what does that mean? I'd be like, you know what, I'm gonna stick with clunky, because I'm not sure about how to qualify that just yet. I'd have to rewatch the film. But I remember thinking it was good. Uh, when we rewatched it for the Cosmonaut Variety Hour EFAP, which I feel like was over half a year ago now. Time flies. But, uh... What are your thoughts on Terminator Dark Fate? Um, we covered it sort of in the previous EFAP when Nerdrotic told us... Oh, it wasn't the previous one. It was the Nerdrotic EFAP. He told us um, a potential plot summary. I uh, think it was when we were talking about The Expanse and stuff, it was after that, and um, sounds like a disaster. When you start your Terminator story with John Connor is dead, I'd be like, hmm, okay. Interesting. See, here's the thing. Um, my mom is a massive Terminator fan, or specifically Terminator 2, she doesn't... Massive? Yes. 
Uh, massive Terminator 2 fan. She doesn't care for the first one, but she really likes the second one. And she saw that trailer in the cinema uh, and got really excited. And I was like, I'm so sorry, because I, I knew the leaks. <laughs> yeah, that, you could but expect a video from me on Dark Fate, film. because that will get me so pissed off. My love for Terminator is embedded deep into my into my massive heart. And yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Maybe it'll be great, right, guys? Maybe it'll be great. Yeah, it might be great. <sighs> might be. I so want that great. movie to be great because Sarah Connor looks so cool in it. Like that's just, like such a superficial thing, but I want to see her kicking ass in a really cool movie. Right? Come on. Y'all are arguing over meta narratives. Moeller and Rags would probably contend that they don't exist. So. Um, the existence of a, the existence of a meta narrative isn't exactly something that would be relevant to talking about the specific references from the film itself. Like, well, it depends on interpretation, and it also depends on exactly what you're referring to when you say meta narrative. Because, uh, for example, I'm pretty sure that word gets used every other sentence with movie Bob takes on everything. But um, if you're drawing something from like outside of the content to represent what the film might mean in a meta sense, or if you're talking about, like, like um, uh, how how people are interacting with the film, or how they're reacting, and how what the film says about them. Like, a lot of people would say that Kylo Ren was um, a representation of angry Star Wars fanboys who didn't understand the content, or were angry for no reason, that sort of shit. Like, if you look at the film from that standpoint, with that meta-narrative, it's, uh, it becomes very blah blah blah, I'm just like, uh-huh. Um... But yeah, I, I I would happily hear out the argument depending on the references, I suppose. I mean, there are so many interpretations that can make the the thing so much more fun to watch, but they don't make the thing good on its own. If you need to like be told something before you watch it, you should already know if you're a Peter Parker fan. I guess I'm not a Peter Parker fan. I'm a fan of movies though. A, a Peter Parker fan? Like I'm a not, fan of which Peter Parker? Uh, I'm guessing the comic one. I don't know. I don't read comics. Okay, lol. Mola can be subjective and objective at different times. Christ. Is that a criticism? Because I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, we can. That's the, that's our whole point, is that you can be both. We, yeah, well, our whole thing is drawing one, the line. The Make your choice now. I choose to be an object subjectism. I can accept that. Mm -hmm. That's the <clears throat> Yeah, I assume they're running with the meta narrative that the film is is uh, taking Spider Man and removing the elements of him that uh, make him who he is as sort of like a humiliation or a a way of. Uh, making him subservient to the current MCU standing. There are a lot of sort of uh, narratives you could run based on how you feel about how he was treated or whatever. And I, I would just be like, okay, um, you can kind of run reverse ones. Like, the MCU respects Spider-Man so much that they're giving him the longest developed story from beginning to end to create what is going to be the, the, the most heroic and leadership-fueled hero the MCU has ever seen the point 
where Iron Man's story ends with him passing the torch to this hero who's going to be the real face of the MCU, not Iron Man. You know, you can you can run these a lot of the times in a lot of different ways, as long as some of the references support it. So I'm just like, okay. It changes the events of the film. <laughs> Lol, good joke, Mola. I'm just saying, you could you could go multiple ways with it. Uh, Mola, I had a dream where your YouTube channel and Twitter were gone, and then I woke up to a notification that you tweeted and the nightmare was over. Alright. I mean, even if that happened, I would still find a way to get videos out, so don't, don't panic, it'll be fine. Uh, the inclusion of the Iron Man suit and Tony's help earlier makes the contrast better when Peter's forced to fight alone in the last act. I agree. No, it's different from the comics. Because um, I think that's something else that Shad was talking about, was the idea that like if he was fighting for himself uh, the entire time versus having the safety net and then having it removed, what necessarily creates the more engaging storyline? I, I would say that that's pretty much subjective, you know. You'll be as engaged as you're going to be. But um, I do like the contrast. That it can, uh, can make for a decent progression. Spider-Man makes his own tools. He's supposed to be the little guy that always, always takes the high road and he does it alone. He does not want to put other people in danger no matter what. Um, what if he's in a situation where he doesn't have a choice? Yeah, it's like so, Batman never kills people. Yeah, I can provide you a... Well, so yeah, that's the fundamental argument here, right? Um, what if Batman has to? And you're like, well, as a writer, you shouldn't be forcing him into that situation. And I would just be like, what if he ends up in that situation? How do you deal with this in life when you have a person who is very principled about something and then they're forced to do X or Y and both choices will result in breaching that principle, but one of them has to occur? And the example I always give is just two buses full of children. One has ten, one has five. Batman's got to push a button to either kill the ten or let the ten live at the expense of the five. What does he do then? And, uh, it's yeah, always and... really fun because uh, my favorite reaction to that is the character just rejecting the situation and then shit gets worse because of it. Yeah, this is a, There's a lot of ways you can go with the story. Like, for example, he saves the ten and then the rest of the, the storylines can involve how Batman's racked with guilt. He has to deal with the parents of the five. And there's loads of things you can deal with. You wouldn't just go as out of character that you would do that. It's like, well, what else is he going to do? Let all of them die? I don't know. And then so we extrapolate this to Spider-Man makes his own tools. What about a scenario where he can't make his own tools? Spider-Man is supposed to be the little guy that always takes the high road and does it alone. What about if he can't do it alone? What about a, a scenario like, why does he, where he, why he have to be alone? Really like, tell useful. me, why does he have to be alone? Seems like an arbitrary restriction. And besides... No, he's got to be alone because reasons. He's not even alone in, um, in the Raimi films. The, like, the public help him when he's at his like, moment of losing against Green Goblin. Um, he only beats Dr. Octopus because he manages to knock him out of his trance. And then in the third film, he's, his life is saved by um, whatever Goblin. Junior Goblin. Junior Goblin. I don't know. Hop <laughs> um, Goblin or something? Yeah, and he does not want to put people in danger no matter what. I think that's that's in Homecoming. I don't think Peter wants people to be put in danger at any point in that film, does he? I would say no. What if you actually understood the character? We can play this game all day. 
sure what you're trying to say with that. I don't, I don't actually get it either. Uh, I think this is like Star Wars. If you don't care about what came before, 7 and 8 are okay films. Well, 8 not so much, but if you do, it's disappointing. I think 7 falls apart regardless of what came before. Yeah, but we're talking about a comic adaptation that is outside of the movie and previous installments that are directly related to the films. Yeah, the keyword being I, continuity. I don't understand why people don't get the difference between adaptations and sequels. The keyword continuity. Yeah. Not the same continuity versus it is. Uh, how would Tony know where Peter? How would Tony know where know where Peter was at the end? Well, this is the thing. What Nerd Roddick was talking about was that he never felt Peter was in any kind of danger because if ever he was, he would be bailed out by Iron Man. If you feel that way, there's nothing anyone can argue out of you. Like this, just you know, you, you feel there's no stakes because you feel Iron Man will bail him uh, bail him out. I, on the other hand, yeah, when dudes. when watching it, was like, "Holy fuck, he's he's gone here with his basic suit while he's on an, uh, a jet that if he falls off it, he's most likely going to die." Trying to fight a guy who's way more capable of killing him than vice versa right now, um, and and he run, runs out of his web shooter towards the end of it as well, and he gets covered in blood and he's nearly killed. This is what I mean. Like I was like, "Shit, man!" Like Spider Man's getting pushed to his fucking limits here. Um, do I think that he was going to die in the scene? No. But I don't know that that's a failing of the film versus the fact that I'm aware of uh, the MCU. The fact that it's a film, yeah. yeah and I mean, he was getting, like, shot at and stuff. Well, uh, He's like, what, Iron Man's going to swoop in and stop him, stop one of those bullets from its trajectory towards him? I'm pretty sure there's only one film that's ever built up the stakes in a way that made me not, like... Because I'm aware of meta knowledge and that it is a film. You go, oh yeah, but the the good guys are gonna win, and that was District Nine. And I was like, holy shit, what's gonna happen? But well, I was about to say, uh, Tony getting stabbed in Infinity War. I knew that he was gonna be in the sequel to Infinity War, so I know he's not gonna die. But it was still a great scene. <laughs> like you, uh, I can't, you know, I can't like take it away just because I'm aware of his contract. It's just like really unfair. The thing is, as well, he could have been in Endgame from, from time travel stuff. Yeah, he, he could have been um, in a different capacity completely. So. I mean, he would have been... If, um, if say, he did die from that stabbing, he would have he would still have had to have been in Endgame, given the plot. Yeah, uh, I was... Like, um, when he sits down with Thanos, I was like, something's going to happen that stops him from executing Tony, for sure. But it didn't. If I was to criticize the film, that wouldn't be in there. If if that translates, because I I, a lot of people were saying that they were like, "Oh, of all the people who were dusted, we already know that this person's coming back because of this movie contract, this movie contract." And I was just like, "That's not fair." How are you supposed to tell a long term a long term story with lots of changing stakes with characters that are having these kinds of issues when people are going to be able to see contracts like? I mean, do. If that makes the movies less enjoyable for you, it's your fault for looking at the contracts. Yeah, typically I would recommend not looking at the contracts. Seems like, yeah. uh, it's, it's like it's literally like reading, <clears throat> it's like googling spoilers for a movie and then complaining that the movie was bad because you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, but in the case of like I said with Nerdrotic, he he felt with what happened in the film up to that point that Iron Man was just going to swoop in. Um. 
if you feel that way, then, you know, there's nothing that can be done. I just thought that the film made it very clear that Iron Man had cut him off, that he was using tech that was extremely low gear. And the only tracking they had of Spider-Man was through the, uh, the Tony suit. It wasn't a classic one. When I say classic, I just mean... Um, I hate MCU MJ so much that I want the next movie to be an adaptation of One More Day. Does she die? die I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna search it up. I would love to hear some objective flaws about the film, but I guess we're not going to get that here. Uh, well, if we actually talked about the film, we might have. I think that um, we may like this. This there's definitely people who have said to me in like different formats, be it PMs or Twitter and stuff, that there are definitely objective flaws that they. So we'll be made aware of them probably as time goes on, or at least the arguments. You know. Uh, Spider-Man who decided to wear an alien symbiote in the comics would have denied Tony's suit. He would have denied Tony's suit. Oh, are you saying that it doesn't make sense that he would wear an alien symbiote, but also conclude that he would deny Tony's suit? I think so, yes. Um... Somebody just said, um, I didn't hear the one possible counter-argument you and Mahler could have made about how the MCU stands for Marvel Cinematic Universe, meaning it's a different universe in, than the Marvel multiverse. Well, so I mean, I thought argument? it was just obvious that they were just different. Well, they can't... Uh, MCU stands for Marvel Cinematic Universe, so well, it's different from the Marvel multiverse. Yeah. Which I but, guess is what the comics are. Yeah. I mean, the... The idea is that uh, the separate continuities would be supported by the mere fact that they can't coexist unless, unless the multiverse theory. But even then, they would be separate continuities, would they not? As in, well, they're they a part interact. of one large continuity, but they can't affect each other. They don't necessarily have anything to do with each other until they interact. Yeah. Um, uh, Beowen has said that he is banished off Twitter for a week. So he needs Ooh. to send a meme to me so that I can send it to you for the EFAP. So we'll be getting a Bowen piece here in a second. And off Twitter. So we'll have you been see, racist, yeah, Bowen? You've been a naughty man. <sighs> got a. There's a few memes. <gasps> Today's one I've got on Twitter. I have to. Uh, I have to save the video ones for a. Uh, for um, uh, it takes away from Rhodey's character that he doesn't build his own suit. That's how stupid this argument is. By the way, I don't even like Homecoming. Um, so the precedent that they take is that they're building from comics. I don't think Rhodey built his own suit in the comics, or did he? I don't even know. Um, the the, the argument know. makes sense from an adaptation point of view. That's pretty much what our stance has been this whole time. Uh, but even then, on, is it a good adaptation of something else? He does mm. build his own suit. It's just not as good as the billionaire genius who's been building suits this whole time. Like, doesn't that follow through? He builds the important bits of his suit. He builds the like the interactive goggles and the web shooters and all that. Yeah, he, and then I guess yeah, just those two things. But only like you know, adds a shit ton of bells and whistles, and then finalizes all those things too. There, yeah, no, the someone, guy with a huge budget. 
Someone said that on my uh, my Discord. They were like, it makes no sense that Tony is able to build this suit for him when he's supposed to be the one who's the genius who came up with the, the web shoes and stuff. And I was just like, why? Why would that not make sense? Let's say they were, let's say they the were both shoes. equally smart. One of them has a gajillion dollars and a huge lab and lots of experience. And is highly this aware of all the technology as well. That's the thing that always annoyed me about like the Amazing Spider-Man, and I'm not, I can't really remember if it, if they do it in the Tobey Maguire trilogy, but I really remember it annoying me in the Amazing Spider-Man, where there's like a scene where he's like looking at what people wear for athletics, and he's like, "Oh, it's always spandex." And then the next scene, he has like a custom spandex with webbing print on it. I'm like, "Where the fuck did you get that?" Like, is is the film <laughs> telling me that he just found that somewhere, or did he take the custom time to like? That's not even being smart. That's being like good at crafts, and, like to to a ridiculous extent, where it looks like custom made by professionals. Uh, this is bad. You shouldn't have to use the comics to judge a movie. That's an unfair advantage against casual film watchers. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not sure I would use that argument to explain why it's like a poor represent, a poor way to judge the movie, um, or what it is specifically, but. The, the I still think um, how many how, uh, in a percentage how many people do you think that watched Spider-Man: Homecoming had read Spider-Man comic book? You guys reckon? I'd say less than I'd say less than ten percent. Yeah, that sounds fair. Yeah, I think I think I could probably go with that. And, th and that's not me saying that that means X, Y, or Z. I'm just saying that that's that's uh, interesting to think about in terms of who the what the audience is. Um, but the thing is, you could make it for both easily. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, like the Raimi trilogy. Yeah, I mean, the comic book readers love the Raimi trilogy, from what I understand. Uh, it bothers me that rather than critiquing the movie, I'm hearing complaints about a publisher's interpretation of a character. Exactly. That's what you heard. Moller, I'm axing you. Aunt May was old in a Disney fanatical universe. Will you give Homecoming <laughs> leeway? <laughs> he was old. Thoughts on Ariel being black slash the Mulan trailer? I don't know what the fuck's going on over at Disney HQ. Doesn't doesn't the Mulan one sort of screw up the well? Because if Lion King is a one for one remake with like CGI and everything, but then Mulan is a complete like new interpretation of this story from the source rather than from the Disney film, then this set of live action movies is going to be very confusing in terms of what they're doing. Like with each yeah. one, it's going to change. Not necessarily that's a bad thing. I'm just confused. What's Disney's Loy plan here? I don't... To make money? To make money. And I guess my they guess just... Is that they... Go ahead. My, my guess, like, being very cynical, is that they don't want to do uh, Be a Man again. Oh, definitely not. I never thought that would end like, up in a film. Right, like, what? just... My guess is that that's the only reason that they're, uh, that they're saying, oh, it's going to be a very different interpretation this time, is so that they don't have to release, like, official an official explanation of why they're not putting that in. Just to... Although, to be fair, if they... If they did release an official explanation and it was like, oh, it's the Times outdated things, then that would get controversy, which would get them more money, so I don't know. Um, to clarify as well for, for Rags, so you, you remember Mulan, the, 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 uh, the song, I'm Gonna Make a Man Out of You? Yeah, Mr. I'll Make a Man Out of that'll, You. That'll, like, that'll just not happen in a modern movie. Yeah, people will be upset <laughs> because it's not lining with gender roles. Can you believe that there are some people out there who think that it's predominantly a masculine position to be a soldier in a war in medieval ages? Can Fucking you disgusting. Upsetting. You deserve to be shudder, at, Twitter. shudder at the thought. Uh, 
Being the fact that the new Spider-Man is Iron Man heavy, it's wrong. The new comic Spider-Man is influenced by Iron Man. In fairness, well, this is the part that kind of confused me. He said that uh, he doesn't like the new Spider-Man comics either. And so it's... Well, how is... come those new Spider-Man comics aren't the real Spider-Man? That's the only take I've heard on new Marvel comics, though. I've, I've, I've not heard it much, but I've, whenever I hear anyone talking about new Marvel comics, it's they're bad. Yeah, no, same. Um, yeah. But that's when it gets confusing because it's like you've adapted you've adapted it wrong and then it's like well what about if it's, it's drawing from these new ones it's like yeah but the new ones are wrong too and it's like okay which one specifically point, are the correct ones entirely a subjective argument it's just oh i was disappointed because it wasn't what i wanted it to be which is a legitimate way to feel but it is just like yeah that's a feeling I mean, uh, he did. He did express that. That's that was definitely felt. Uh, he wasn't. I don't think he was saying that it's objectively bad because it's not like the comics. From what I remember. Also, yeah, just uh, I'll throw the straw poll in again. Make sure we got a cycle of people voting. We can't have Jay be proven to to think that the public perception of this movie has improved since last time. It'll make him feel good. We can't have that. More people want Ant Man to be the leader of the MCU than Captain. I'm down with that. Yeah, well, I guess the thing is, no. like, more people want well, anyone. Over Captain Marvel, yeah, but I will like Ant Man leading the MCU. Like, I don't know. I feel like with Captain Marvel, at least they could. There's the potential to do more interesting stuff. If they go with Ant Man, it's just gonna be dull. Yeah, it won't be shit though. Yeah, but like, if you had, if you were like, okay, get in fucking the Russos. They will write Captain Marvel as the head of uh, the MCU. It would probably be good. Whereas if you got the Russos to write uh, Ant Man heading the MCU, it would probably be like, yeah. I don't. I don't know why there'd be a difference. Ant Man, like, there's so little you can even do with that character. First off, nice pun. Second off, I don't think that just be. I don't. I. I almost feel like Marvel's insane ultimate powers would get boring to watch. Yeah. But with Ant Man, they could do a lot of stuff interesting visually, with things getting bigger and smaller. Unironically, I'll take and that anybody was over legitimately here. A, yeah, I I legitimately enjoyed like the fights that have been in Ant Man. There are only a few characters that are that are less popular than her for, to take over the reins, and that's Okoye, Maria Hill, Nebula, <laughs> Gamora. <laughs> Wait, why Nebula? Pepper Potts. <laughs> Nebula, I would have women, thought Nebula was popular. Uh, Pepper Potts. War Machine. <laughs> I would have rather have it. her have her head than uh, Captain Marvel. But... Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not, I am not kidding help. when I say anybody. I could I can theorize a better storyline for any one of them than her doing it. I'm like, oh I'm no. Like, there are loads of potentially good storylines you could do with her. <sighs> yes, I agree. I have a video on this. No, you don't. Don't lie to me. Uh, being the fact that the... Oh, sorry. Mola, have you seen the new stuff about there being a black woman being cast as the new 007? Yes. It was the previous Super Chat. Here is money for Rags because I've been subbed to him for so long I've seen his face. Oh my god. Oh, wow. That was a long time ago. I don't look like that anymore, though. You've That's changed. what's so interesting. I have changed. I've grown. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Reading is In hard. In what direction? Uh, upwards and forwards. If you get my meaning. 
Me sorry. I'm actually about the I'm probably actually about the same height. Your opinion. But I have um I just look different. Oh that is was this like somebody super chat the link to the old straw poll? Is that what this Oh it's oh, that, no, ignore that. Really <laughs> that's a, what, it's a straw poll it? for should we kick nude rotting. <laughs> I mean they've super chatted it. I feel like it's only fair to put that down to the uh down to the people. Are there votes on it? What does it say? I'm a, I didn't check. Uh let me have a look. So Why does it say yes, no, yes, but green? Yes, but green. What? The only thing I can think of is that that's a reference to the up next video with Hawkeye but green. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, majority of the votes on it are no, so. Go. That's I'm nice. I'm going for yes, but green. At Gary, they have set up Spider Man to be hated by J. Jonah and the cops, uh, possibly, tism stuff. Maybe yes, no. Who knows what's going to happen? That's what I. Th th yes, no. Mm hmm. Who cares about Spider Man? Area 51 raid is coming. Get excited. That's right. Be there or be square. Um, I just like giving y'all money. Marvel, Marvel has established infinite universes. Why is MCU characterization a problem? Reed Richards was a villain in one of them, right? That's the kind of freedom that I'm okay with. Uh, this is what I mean. Like, could I envision an MCU where Spider-Man is uh, a villain to uh, Venom? Like, hmm. Go for it. Let's see what that looks like. And if someone was like, no! It's out of character for both of them. I'd be like, oh. What if it wasn't? What if they developed it in a way that it was in character for both? No. No. It's not allowed. Uh, why are you talking about Spider-Man? Spider-Man is out. This. <laughs> How many of those have there been so I far? I think that's the... I want to say fourth or fifth. I'm not actually sure. <laughs> Send more. Oh god, the, the same guy super chat again with the poll to kick yeah. dude. <laughs> what? Uh, Peter Parker comes with rules. Ben, May, MJ. They could have made not Parker Spider-Man, and it would have made more sense for Iron Man to babysit him. He wasn't babysitting uh, him, though. I don't know that any character comes with rules when you adapt them. Oh, well, uh, sorry, when you re-envision them, when you have a vision. Even even adaptations have to... Uh, this, this is what we're talking about when you take something bad and make it good... In an adaptation, does it make the adaptation worse or does it make it better? This is a complicated question. Um, but yeah, the idea that Peter Parker is a stative, specific character, I'm not sure I even... Uh, yeah, because I... Why not experiment? Um, the idea that he has to come with Ben, May, and MJ? I'm just curious, what if you turn them into Tom, Sheila, and... Mary Jones. I, don't I guess that's kind of what happened in Homecoming, so I got my answer already. Um, isn't Bland usually considered to be bad? Just say you think it's bad. I can't remember who described what as Bland. Oh, we have Jeff. a Bailey. Can't remember. I'll. Uh, we'll definitely do a meme selection. I don't understand the reference in this picture. That's all right. It's, it's okay. not meant. It wasn't meant for you. <laughs> I get it. Uh, those who dislike Homecoming usually have context for what a better Spider-Man looks like. Homecoming isn't bad, but it could have been so much better. I don't really know of anything that couldn't be improved. 
I don't disagree with yeah. the statement. Hi, Molar. I've been watching for a while now. I found you through your Dark Souls 2 series, and I'm wondering if you would do one for Dark Souls 3. Well, give me a little long answer on it objectively. Um, by the way, I have my money. Also, hi, Rags. Hello. So, uh, Dark Souls 3, it would be tough for me to give a take on it right now that's not kind of generic, because I haven't played it in so long, but the idea that the world is a little too disconnected, and that was disappointing to me. I really liked how tight the mechanics seemed to be. The hitboxes were glorious. Um, the AI was mostly well-behaved. Uh, it, it wasn't DS2 levels, that's all we need to get to, really. And I liked a lot of the boss fights. Uh, I felt I felt they were very engaging, um, but I can't necessarily go much beyond that because, uh, again, I haven't played it in years now. Or at least it feels that way. I don't actually know how long it's been for sure. I need to play Sekiro as well. Uh, yeah, I like it. I, I don't think I'd be making a video on it. Um, it would be if it was on a list. It would be very far down compared to a lot of other things, and I feel like I'd never be able to uh, get to it. But I did like it a lot. Uh, want to hear Mola read Love Listening Doing Army? Want to hear Mola read Love Listening Doing Army? Like, hmm. Not sure about that one, but I agree. Uh, can we yeah, just yeah. go back I, to I, shitting I, on TLJ? We did, in fairness. Moments later. The story doesn't need to be world-ending to be good. Uh, the, I think that was brought up briefly about like how there wasn't enough of um I think I think Jeff said something about like some of the smaller stories not being as effective we didn't really get to talk about it though uh but if any hero is going to be small scale I know right well uh I don't know if I mentioned this before but critical drinker brought it up as a criticism that homecoming was small scale I got to speak to him the other day and he said that um he definitely wants to take that back as a criticism and that he doesn't necessarily even agree with it anymore because um a smaller scale allows you to have repercussions that are just not possible when the world is ending. If you go, my, I might miss my date with my girlfriend. It's like, uh, it's about to be cracked in two. I think we can, you know, <laughs> like, oh man. At that point, you're going to miss the date either way. Mm -hmm. A story doesn't need to be world ending to be, oh, sorry, I read that. Uh, Spidey is a perfect character for movie level budget TV series. Focus on New York. In my opinion, great world building I associate with PS4 Spidey 90 series. Especially Spidey Season 1 writers would be showrunners. Very well. Uh, no, the audience knows Tony won't save him in the third act since it would ruin the hero's journey. I don't understand why the possibility in-universe of that happening ruins it when you know it won't happen. I don't know that uh, anyone does or doesn't know it will or will not happen. It's, it's really based on how you, um, I guess, I don't want to say interpret, how you take the story. Because I think Nidrotic might actually have been expecting that Peter was about to die, and then Iron Man bursts in and tackles Vulture, and then like says, "Peter, get out of here," that sort of thing. And I could, uh, I can see why he may have thought that was going to happen, but then the fact that it didn't doesn't necessarily make him feel that the progression up to that point was any better, because that's what he thought it was going to. The film was almost leading to, but uh, you know, my take was the complete opposite. I was like, "He's alone here. He has to do this himself." Complicated. I couldn't digest the Tony Stark father figure fiasco at the start, but this iteration of Spider-Man seems solely based on the basis of the popularity of the Avengers and not on the popularity of Spider-Man alone. 
Uh, with that being said, I think MCU Spidey is the best Spider-Man we've got in such a long time. I love Tom Holland as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I also love you, Mola, and Rags. Well, I'm not sure if he's addressing that to uh, Nidrotic or, or Jeff or even Wolf, but... Oh, I think he's just saying I love you, Mola, and Rags. Okay. Love Yay. you too, buddy. Um, but the, the Tony Stark father figure fiasco. I'd be curious to explore uh, why you'd label it a fiasco. Um, hey, Mole Daddy and Big Boy Rags. Mm -hmm. Hello. <clears throat> Did any of you see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? I enjoyed the film, and I'm curious to see what you thought of the movie. Have you seen that? I have not seen it. We should watch that. Uh, I was impressed. Very fun. Yeah, sure. I'm down for it. You bet. We'll do it. But I haven't seen the comic. Oh, no. Well, it's a good interpretation of the comic from what I've heard, so you'll be fine, Rags. Uh, did any, uh, thoughts on the 70s Spidey films? I've not seen 70s? them. 70s? Oh, I haven't seen them. I've heard of them. I think we covered their trailers on the uh, Oh, right, yeah. The stream with um, Drunken, Drunken Peasants, Peasants yeah. and they look glorious. <laughs> but, um, hmm. I really want to watch Japanese Spider-Man one day. Weird that there was a... There's, there's so many fucking Spider-Mans. Do you know about Japanese Spider-Man? It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm sure it's the best. I can't remember why best. anymore. There's just, like, loads of crazy shit in it. Uh, Mark Webb made 500 Days of Summer, the best breakup movie of all time. Have you guys watched it? Objective opinion? I have seen it. I enjoyed it, but I can't remember a lot of it outside of people get together and then break up. And it's funny. <laughs> well, I, mean, I haven't I, seen it. I the movie funny, but... Jay, have you seen it? I'm going to leave that open to interpretation. There you go, guys. You can yeah, try and figure out if Jay has seen the movie. I'm not going to specify what one. I'll just leave it there. Still I watching... a really weird tweet. Like, uh, I think it was today when I said I'd, I'd seen Birdman. And someone replied to me with that. with like, cool, one down, 99 to go. And I'm like... 99? What? Like, all, I'm assuming I'm going to have seen all 100 films? I'm confused. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, unfortunately, well, People Jay. expect you to see, like, five of them. And I've already seen more than one film, so I'm confused by nice. that. Okay, it's a metric he's running of once you've seen an additional 100 from now, you will have raised a level in film critique. Oh, like Patrick Willems. Yeah. It'll evolve. I've posted the straw poll once again. Uh, it does look like it's settling at 70-30 when it settled at 60-40 before. I don't know what that means, because it can mean anything. I don't know if people's minds yeah. are changed or if we've just got a different pool of people today. Like, there's, you know, anything could mean anything. It means the film is good. No, 30% of people thought it was garbage. Garbage. Barjo. Uh, still watching these out of order, finding the origin of memes after I've seen them. I call it Memento. <laughs> I like it. Can, Good reference. Uh, that person, if you find the origin of the me being the manager meme, can you send it to me? Because I have no idea how that happened. I mean, I am the manager. He's a shit manager. To be honest, I was excited for Captain Marvel because I like the character from the comics, the Carol Danvers version, but I was horrendously let down. I mean, I've heard that she's not great in the comics either. I, I honestly have no idea. People have been saying that have read her comics. I remember Nidrotic saying that she's not necessarily been very popular in her iterations in the comics either. Um, 
F for Disney for not letting Sony use faithful adaptations of Spider-Man cast for the MCU Spider-Man movies. Watching episode 29 and then BAM, I'm part of the toxic brood. I didn't want this. I didn't ask for this. Now I must consider the victims of verbal terrorists. Yep. The EFAP has a funny way of suddenly making you a toxic brood member. Laps it right on you as you're sitting on your sofa. Happens before... You know it happens. Uh, did you see the Finn origin comic? No wonder why this franchise is going downhill. Slice and dice, brothers. I did see it. You uh, see that, Jay? Oh? Finn origin? Like Finn from Star Wars? Is... I wouldn't call it, it... I don't know if you can call it an origin, necessarily, but what I saw... Why? Was he's... Well, because it's not like it goes, uh, to, like, his it's birth or anything. Film. No, no, well, it's, it's like a comic slide of, like, a selection of things that apparently happen. He's, like, mopping on a ship, and then I'm gonna find it on Twitter, because it was bad. Uh, he's like got a friend, and they refer to each other as their full FN2187, FN blah blah, in like sentences, and I was like, oh, that's so awkward. Um, are you? But he says, um, he says something like, fear the mop, holds it up, like, why? Why'd you do this? You hate everything. You don't understand the themes. It's Why? on. You can find it on Twitter. It's embarrassing. I don't. I don't know how large it is as a whole, or how significant it is to the actual films. But I was just like, oh god. Um, I'm betting these five dollars that Mola will not get the TFA critique series done before episode nine. It's pro possibly a safe bet at this this juncture. We we shall see. Like I said, I want to get it done before then, but it doesn't mean I will. I mean, I'm restricted by my own abilities. I'm afraid. If Marvel, there, go ahead. Like, just based on the fact that um, you've said your rages are reserved for things that like a wasted potential, does that mean there's no possibility of like a, a rage for episode nine now? Because you have, I'm guessing, not thinking it's going to be good. Uh, it could be a meh. It really depends on what the film I mean, does. I guess it would be it was a, a meh. But for all we know, there's going to be things in it that I go like, oh shit, that's not half bad. But it's like surrounded in loops and loops. Then again, Palpatine is back. Palpatine. Yeah, I not could definitely see an unbridled meh happening because, odd. Like all that that whole Vader thing where he throws him down, and he kills the Emperor and saves the day and turns good at the end. Fuck that. He's still alive. God, imagine if it ends with the Emperor's redemption. <laughs> the Emperor kills Kylo. <laughs> We're like, what? <laughs> I see the error of my ways. Long live democracy. Uh, if Marvel and Sony's deal were to fail, neither company would be able to use the elements of Spider-Man as they were presented from the MCU. Interesting. Contracts go. Nobody's ever mentioned how Cheese Theft's suit looks like a biker leather gear. The Don clearly thought a fellow rider was stranded and needed a ride. Yep. Look what happened. Uh, at a friend's last night, a man I have known since I was 10, a man I love, he tried to show me a Patrick Wil Wilhelm video. He says it's because he's always so happy. I would rather he fisted my mother. Oh my. <laughs> I would rather watch the Patrick Wilhelm's video at that point myself, but hey, everyone's got different experiences in life. 
Just found you guys. I'm trying to catch up in my little free time. I'm on episode 7, so I'll see you eventually. Keep up the great work. Also, hi, Rags. Hello, hi. <laughs> I like the idea that he's on episode 7, trying to catch up. It's like, will we be able to outpace him? Um, our cosmic chicken, who art... Who art with tonald, massive be thy name, thy efap fun, blessed by the dawn, as long as the spiders foretold. Give us this day our daily rhino milk, and forgive us autisms. I like it. Beautiful. Uh, I like that too, that's good. Spider-Man Homecoming, unpersoned Uncle Ben, worse than Ryan removing Luke morning Han scene. One wrote, directed, edited the scene, the other wrote him out of existence. No. Free, but okay. As we forgive those who tism against us and lead us not into subversion, but deliver Jay from not watching the Lord of the Rings opinion. <laughs> In, someone could easily put that into some form of a video. It's the EFAP prayer. Yay, we actually go I back feel like to. A lot of these chats are just good lines for memes now. Uh. Yeah, we actually did go back to shitting on TLJ. See, that super chat yeah, had yeah, an yeah. arc. Oh, you're, wow. not, you're not the target audience only works when the opinion is negative. Typically, yeah, you'll only see that. It's, it's similar to when they say it's meant for children. You only seem to see that rolled out when it's a bad thing. Um, I can see that becoming like a really backhanded way to insult something now, like a euphemism for... Well, but, imagine, oh, right? It's meant for children, eh? Imagine you came home from watching, I don't know, the new Pixar movie, you're like, oh, more, it's so good, it's so great, like, oh, this had all this, and I just go, Jay, you're not the target audience. Yeah, it's meant for it. kids, dude. And you'd be like, okay, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's basically what Bill Maher did, isn't it? It's, I just, you don't, this is, the, this is the point, though, it's like, you never see it in the reverse, it's always in defense, it's never in like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's meant for kids, so stop enjoying it. Like, oh, okay. Uh, thanks for not having me arrested or mutilated yet. Here's some more money. Hope you have a great week. Glory to the Toxic Brood. Glory Wonderful. to the Toxic Brood. This guy sounds like a worse version of Woz Lee. I, uh... I mean, I, did, I, don't, I don't know if I heard Woz Lee's voice in his voice, but... He was kind of annoying, I'll I give you that. really... Yeah, his voice is definitely annoying. This guy sounds like Wolf, like but gayer. How does he sound like Wolf? I get the gay part. I don't hear that at all. <laughs> yeah, gayer, obviously, but no, not gayer than wolf. Toxic brood represent. Ooh, some objective yeah, issues boy. with homecoming. You n words first. The first scene showing vulture is useless. What? What? That establishes his entire motivation. <laughs> what do you mean it's useless? <laughs> what? what? This is why he becomes the vulture. That scene. It establishes the whole idea for why he is what he is. And then number two, the fact that Peter's date ends up being the Vulture's daughter is insanely lazy writing. Okay, so it's not lazy writing because the film presents Peter with a choice. It's not a convenience. It doesn't... It's not a thing that allows Peter to achieve a thing. It's, it simply says, Peter, will you be a superhero or will you be not a superhero? I phrased that very well. It's contrived. Is it contrived that... Yeah, he was vulture. I, I don't know that, that that would be contrived. And how would the plot have gone if it didn't happen? What I'm suggesting is that nothing necessarily bad or good happened. It was it was presented to Peter in the film. 
Yeah, it was just a big surprise. It's not, you know, you know, like in the way that, uh, I don't know, fucking Peter is is running around because he's lost his two uh, web shooters. He gets thrown around this whole city and then he gets thrown all the way back to where he lost it. He lands right next to it. I'd be like, wow, that was fucking lucky. Because now it allows him to get it and he'll be more effective in battle. That sort of uh, contrivance. It's not the kind of contrivance that the story stakes, but it is. It's it allows the climax to happen. Technically, Peter allows it that to happen. He chooses for it to to go through. The, like I said, the movie's presenting with him with a choice. Is, if is it contrived that the movie presents a choice? I'd be like, uh. I mean, yeah, because the choice was incredibly unlikely, and it they needed to be presented the choice for the climax to happen. I don't know that that's how I would classify it. It's it's complicated because it's not um, the standard kind of the, the way I, I I would I would I would classify a contrivance. Like I said, it reminds me of the whole um, isn't it contrived that R two D two ended up with Luke in A New Hope? Ben Kenobi's right next to him. It's like isn't that contrived? It's like well, it's a it's an extremely unlikely event, I suppose, but it 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 presents Luke with with the journey ahead. It's up to him now to decide what he's going to do with this. Like, okay, maybe I would classify it as a contrivance, but not a flaw. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, I mean, it depends on how you want to see coincidences. I mean, everything I, I think it, that happens sorry, is an incredible, amazing coincidence, anyway. I I feel if you found a way to have that happen in a way that wasn't. Uh, really unlikely it would be uh, better. Like if you had a causal relationship between the two things instead of just How do you have a causal relationship that results in the person he's dating having Vulture as her dad? I didn't say I had a specific example in mind. Hmm. I'd have to... I might be convinced on that. I'm not sure where I stand on it exactly. Um... I get because you're not wrong when you say that uh, the ending cannot take place unless he happens to be her dad. But I well, guess like, okay, like sorry, go. I was just gonna say. So I, I guess my take is that the ending there's there's two endings possible once you present that to him. The 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 part of the film we want to see is what Peter's going to choose to do. You know, like is it contrived that he's uh, able to be able to choose in the first place? And I was like, oh, I, I guess so. I mean, it would be less contrived if, say, the only reason that Peter found out about uh, Vulture was because uh, it, it was somehow tied to him going to the school and Vulture also having a connection to the school. Like, if the connection came from the same place... Like, maybe if Vulture was less... at the dance? Because he's someone well, else's not, parent? Not like that, but, like... Well, no, that's what happened, but... No, I'm suggesting like if, that uh... Peter goes with his date and then he sees Vulture's there because Vulture's there for his... His, his daughter, who's unrelated to the person that Peter's dating. I mean, I feel like that would lower the stakes, though, as well. But I, I, what, I'm, what I was suggesting is, like, if um, the only reason that Peter finds out uh, that Vulture, like, he, what is it that happens in the film? He sees the explosion in the distance, right, and finds out about the Vulture. Mm -hmm. I'm saying if there was a way you could rewrite that so that uh, Peter finds out about the Vulture from events that uh, happen like at the school because the vulture is you know connected to the school through his daughter, uh, and that connection leads to the to Peter finding out about him, but without finding out that Liz is uh, connected to him. I feel like that could definitely lower the contrivance levels. Well, he did find out about the vulture through events that happened at the school, though, because it was the dance, which is the only reason they met. 
Well, no, but that not that wasn't like the initial finding out about what the vulture was doing. It was because of an explosion in the distance while he was at a party. I thought I didn't know if Rags wanted to respond or not. Um, yeah, because the the way the plot runs is that he sees that explosion in the distance. That event leads him to have a Chitari uh, core. That core is then chased by the dudes. He puts the tracker on the dudes. He ends up finding Vulture. Then what happens from there. Then he goes to the Washington Monument, and then he finds out about the ferry because of the uh, the guy that they were selling guns to. That's how. Uh, he follows that whole line. Um, like, if you have the vulture, say, in the school for some reason, and, like, it actually turns out he's there for a completely legitimate reason in the end, he's there for, like, to talk to one of, like, Liz's teachers or something, but then while he's there, Peter gets suspicious of him, and then, like, I don't know, like, sees something in his bag or something like that. And it's a really tricky rewrite, and I don't think the payoff is that big to for, for improvement-wise, but I'm sure it's possible. Um, so, did it uh, did it make it feel artificial to you when you saw it? Not when I was first seeing it, but I think it would be better if it wasn't like that. I mean, I'm, that's basically that it didn't bother me. Response. I'm trying to figure out how it's defined, basically. It's like my brain is crossing crossing the streams of the <laughs> the the idea of. Um, it's a it's an unlikely scenario, but what's Peter gonna do about this? Because it's not it doesn't necessarily make anything happen, one way or the other for uh, for anything. It's 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 just a this is this is what's happening. What do you think, Peter? And we just we just have to watch what he wants to do in relation to it. Um, but I th I think I can agree with 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 you pretty much entirely. I just um, I should probably think on it. But in that case, uh. So, like, would you call it lazy writing, then? Because, uh, I guess, would it come under that? I'd, I'd call it flawed. I'd call it imperfect writing, but... It's interesting. I, I, don't, um, I don't know if you'd call it lazy, because I don't think there are very many simple ways you could do it better. And achieve the same effect. Uh, well, all I'll do is absolutely concede that is it likely that the person that Peter decided to date in school also happens to be the daughter of the main villain of the film separately? Like, I don't think we can deny the, the likelihood of that is very low. So uh, the, the less likelihood related stuff there is and the more cause and effect stuff there is tends to be uh, something we approve of. The consistent storytelling. Yeah, um... But you know, as 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 the film goes, if that's it, it's not still not we're still doing pretty good, I think. Uh, and yeah, and coincidences do happen occasionally. That's the thing; it's not a plot hole; it's just um, unlikely. Yeah. And like I said, it uh, it doesn't allow uh, Peter to win, or it doesn't allow the villain to win. It simply presents the scenario, and we have to see what happens next. Not to say that it's still it's not contrived as a result of that, but I still think it's um. Not as bad. Or it's just their paths happening to cross again. Yeah. In a way that raises the stakes. Would you agree that the final act of Homecoming lacks stakes when considering that if Peter hadn't stopped Vulture, then Tony would have stopped him because he'd finally see him as a threat? 
So I think the idea of the finale of Homecoming is that they're going to send the decoy drone so that eventually Tony would figure out that uh, he's been stolen. But by that time, Vulture and his team would probably have all the, the shit hidden. Because that's their whole deal, is that they know how to counter the tracking um, technology of the people they're, they're pitching off of, I guess. Or stealing from, I guess. Uh, so I would imagine they'd have like some form of a hangar where they'd park that shit, and then they would just live off it then, with all the stuff in that uh, jet. Um, but no, Tony might be interested in trying to hunt him down. Um, but that's the whole point, is that uh, Peter wanted to prevent that. Wanted to prevent the, him stealing it in the first place. Because, hey man, it's an irresponsible person stealing a lot of power. Hmm? 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 Mm hmm. What? Have you guys heard of Arch Warhammer, and if so, would you consider having him on? He's on the list, yeah. Yep. Uh, the fans didn't kill Star Wars, it was murdered. <laughs> That's right. Harloff, do you know how much I've sacrificed? <laughs> That's, um... Fucking Spider-Man 1 meme crossed over with right. the guys from Collider. Beautiful. Uh, the prequels seemed too, uh, the prequels seemed even too childish in comparison to the originals to me, even though I was 10 at the time. It seemed to pander way too much, IMO. Well... It did really show that goofy, it's, it's, it was almost like a, a super version of, like, the Ewoks. That yeah, like, Jar Jar was definitely... sprinkled all over it. It felt like Ice Age level goofy. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, but even I, the first Ice Age had like some edgy humor in it. Sid and Jar Jar are actually similar in terms of some aspects of their character, and then I guess you could argue like one is done better than the other. I want to see them switched now. <laughs> it, it could work. Ah, boy. I think I don't necessarily think it would be bad for either film. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch them. Uh. Misa cold. Will he blame Red Letter Media? Uh, oh, you're talking uh, about the guy we're covering the video. He probably does to a certain degree if the logic is that hating the prequels. Uh, the prequels are objectively... Like if you criticize something, then it's your fault if there's a bad reaction to that criticism. The prequels are objectively great. This is a hill I will fucking die on. Uh, um, right. I mean, in like a meme -y way... Like in a silly, non-serious mm. sort of way, maybe. Hey, Rags and Mauler, watching all hey. EFAP on episode 6 right now. Good luck, that's actually all getting EFAP to be quite the six? Herculean journey. Isn't that the Rhino Milk one? I've, I think we covered you on 5, didn't we? Or was it 6? Oh, no, yeah, I was 5. And yeah, did, uh... You, you, you want us to cover a, a certain video, right? In a future EFAP, Jay? Remember? Oh yeah, that that should be fun. How was that for a narrative arc? Your character in the EFAP lore. I mean, but, that's great, but they have no idea what you're talking about. I don't have an idea what you're talking about. A video that is critical of Jay, specifically. So the idea. Oh God, no! Like... He didn't. Oh God, no! That was terrible. What? What? <laughs> no, not that one. Not the that one. The one that we watched. Not that one. Oh, good. Um, oh, but yeah, just the idea that. He he was once a subject, then a guest, then a then a common guest. Now, EFAP will potentially be reacting to a video ripping him down a notch for his terrible mm. videos. Reacting oh, with no. 
it's a pretty good arc, okay. I think. There's been a lot of really strong development. I think I think it all made sense. I thought it was a bit contrived that Jay happens to be free a lot of the times that EFAP is on. I think that that kind of right. Yeah, is. it is a bit odd because I ask Jay all the time if he wants to hang out with me, mm. and he says no. He's always busy. He's always there. There's dicks to suck and stuff like that, and he's he's just way too busy. Yeah. But all of a sudden, whenever there's an EFAP invitation, it just so happens that he's free. I, I don't I don't control the timing of the dicks. I wish I had that power, but I don't. I have the timing. I I control the timing of the dicks. Yeah, you could have just asked right. Well, you're you're a much more assertive man than I. Assertive is. Uh, the thirty year gap didn't explain the change in Luke. He was a master Jedi with no trauma when he thought to kill. Ben, he forgot Yoda's key teachings on Dagobah. A Jedi uses the Force for knowledge and defense, never attack. Yoda teaches him being completely selfish. Focus on the present. Luminous beings are we. Control, control, you must control. Learn, control. Anger, fear, aggression, the dark side of the Force they are. Easily they flow. I just, we didn't even see the 30 years. I would have been okay with it if we saw it and it was well written, but that would probably take a few movies. How many movies does it take, take to cover 30 years? <laughs> I mean, you could do a great trilogy in between the current, in the sequel, in between the sequel trilogy and the OT. Um, With great characters. It would make the sequel trilogy. Comes great trilogy. How good do you think you could make the sequel trilogy in retrospect by putting another in, uh, trilogy in between them? If you like, really, if it was really well written and justified the characters being well, in the places they are when we meet them. It could help them, for sure. Yeah, the world building just needs as much help as it can get. Oh, yeah. The world building is still my biggest gripe, and I don't. I know that's like a not even a popular stance. I mean, people hate the world building, but most people will go with the characters. Yeah, yeah, the characters do seem a lot more dirty. You got to deal with them on screen for a, in a much more personal way. Can we just turn this into EFAP movies four and watch Big Trouble in Little China? Star Wars makes me sad. Can't do those live because we'll get hit with copytisms. Can't have copytisms. But but luckily for EFAP meme watching. YouTube is redoing its uh, copyright system. Wait, are they making it better? They're making it legit better. What the fuck? Yeah. They've upset Jay now, Rex. No, I'm. He I'm enjoys shocked, it when videos I'm get happy. taken down. I can't believe Jay. This is what people's problem is with you. Every time we we try to be unified on this podcast as a force for good in the world, and every time something good happens. <laughs> That's well, I'm you. the manager, so if you disagree with me, you're wrong. That's not true at all. Incorrect. Uh-huh. Uh, managers I, can be wrong. Managers are evil, as far as I know. I checked the Bible. Yeah. Unless, unless you're the customer, in which case you're always right, you're wrong. A manager is the closest thing you've ever been to a man. <gasps> also an ager. Oh, wait. If Red Light Media got a video predicting Rise of Skywalker, is that true? Oh, they do, yes. I've got a lot of videos what? to watch today. They've got a video, Red Light Media have got a video trying to predict what's going to happen in Rise of Skywalker. How oh, I haven't seen it yet. It's going to be funny. I, I basically woke up and EFAPed, so. That's, yeah, same for me. Um, Rags, you have weird dreams, man. I do have weird dreams, but I can't control them. Uh, James Moore They are very, to... um, mm, they're all over the place, man. James Moore needs to buy the rights to Star Wars so we can collectively write better films. That would be interesting. Yeah. 
a film written by like a thousand people. How would that? I wonder how that would run. You'd have to like keep running votes on each like sentence or something. Like I mean, that would be a really interesting experiment that we totally could Twi run. Twitch write Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll I, take it. Oh my god! I'll, I'll it take would become it. a meme so quickly. I take the dawn Star Wars any day. Absolutely. Again. Oh, without a doubt. An apple, a literal apple. I would take it. But that's inanimate. I know. The worst thing to me about Homecoming is that it's just okay objectively. It doesn't hit the highs of Raimi or the lows of Amazing. MJ is inconsequential. In Homecoming, sure, she's inconsequential. A lot of characters who aren't though. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I liked a lot of the payoffs in Homecoming. That's just me. I like to draw people in crisis. Jeff, wake up. Bond will be female in 25. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be uh, having his take on that. Very interesting. I order you, Mauler, to make more videos. Oh, they're coming. They're on the way. Uh, Gotta get back to work. Love you guys and the fandom menace. Aw. Yay. Uh, episodes 1 through 3 are like a 6 out of 10. Better than a lot of movies. Okay. I assume uh, we're talking about the prequels. All right. uh, imagine if they try to do Civil War 2 in the MCU. King John Danvers played off as correct and heroic. <laughs> It'd be great for discussion. Hi, Mauler. I recently watched your yeah. DK, DKS2 vids all 11 hours. A question. How can you say the game is pointlessly hard just to kill you and that it's too easy because life gems? Also despawning, so if you're stuck, enemies eventually go away. Um, so I'd have to remember exactly what I said. But if I'm talking about some of the environments and elements of, like, um, let's say the Iron Keep, or, like, the, the poison... I, again, I'd have to go back into the video, because I'm probably talking about specific areas where they try their ass off to just kill you in the cheapest ways possible. But then, if you're getting insta-killed... Uh, life gems will be able to save you. It looks like a life gem can't save you from an insta-kill, but uh, if you're running on just health going down slowly, life gems will be your best friend and you won't be able to be beaten. And um, Yeah, like, the game is really easy apart from the cheap bullshit insta-kill moments. Yeah, like, uh, sorry, I just remembered one of them. So, like, when they pack, like, fucking 13 enemies as an ambush around you, and, like, they can stun lock you and a bunch of other things can happen, it's like, yeah, life gems aren't going to be able to save you from that. And he said, um, also despawning if you're stuck, enemies will eventually go away. So in DS2, if you kill enemies enough times in a row, the area just stays permanently clear. So the theory goes that you can complete the game by slowly moving through and killing everything. But I'm pretty sure everything gets 10 lives, so it takes a long fucking time. Um, but yeah, you can play the game like that <laughs> if you really, really want to. Uh, yeah, there's the a mechanic where you can abuse it if you have incredible inhuman patience. I wouldn't recommend it. It would be really boring. Well, potentially boring. Maybe someone would find that very interesting. I'm sure there's someone out there who's actually killed everything in the game permanently just to see what it would be like. I mean, that's probably a speedrun category, right? Um, uh, I don't know. Wouldn't that take a million years to do? Uh, yeah, but that... still. How, how would that be a speedrun? possible? Sure, but you can but do a speedrun of any category. I get, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. That would be entertaining fastest. to watch, though. I can fucking assure you. <laughs> like, you just you need to put no, on a movie. There would be like those three people who who really want to see that. 
And then there'd be like three more who think they really, really want to see that and then get three minutes in and go. Disney is an abusive husband and guys like this are the battered wife. Oh my. Anyone Sometimes else... you get that impression, man. Anyone else realize that TFA and TLJ take place immediately after each other for a total of five to six days in universe time? If Rise takes I place... I think we point that out, yeah. I think it's less than that. Like, it's like, I'm pretty sure... Oh, over the course of five to six days is probably true, but I mean, like, the time between the two movies, I'm pretty sure... I mean, there's no time between Ray's story of both movies, but that's where the timeline gets a little bit confused. Because there is definitely time for the Resistance. Yeah, uh, if Rise takes place straight after TLJ, the whole lot happens in just over a week of time. They've confirmed, I believe, that it is a year jump. So we've we've gone through 365 days of stuff. Oh boy. Well, that should be justifiable then for Ray to be a completely different character. Now. Oh yeah. That makes sense. Uh, came home well, last I'd night. To, like, if they like actually do to Ray what they did to Luke, and then that would split the fandom like again. Like the 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 sequel defenders, who are still in on it, would like totally split, in exactly the same way that the whole like fandom did initially between. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. No, I don't. You racist. <gasps> Came home last night. Tapped on the window to my living room. Lights on inside. Dog woke up and walked to the window. He couldn't see me. Turned on phone's light so he could see my face. He jumped back barking. Okay. All right. That sounds like it'd be funny. Yeah, haha. Dave Lee also condones Disney's unprofessional response to the aerial casting, so I think whatever Disney does, he'll be there to deep throat them. I don't know who D no Dave Lee is. What yeah. was their response? Oh, Dave Lee was the, the, the guy we covered. That was Dave Lee. Oh, was it? Shit, okay. Yeah, this, that was Dave Lee. You, for, you, you're so heartless. You, I can't believe you think that all Australians look alike. I thought we covered Fringy, because they're all Fringy. What the difference? Yeah. Um, well, that's yeah, what Fringy looks like without his green outfit. I don't know what Disney's unprofessional response to the aerial casting is, by the way. I, I haven't even seen that they responded. Yeah, I don't know anything about it myself. I'm sure it's golden, though. Uh, loved Mauler's replies to Hello Greedo on Twitter. Yeah, so on Twitter, Hello Greedo was making posts that are like, LOL, if you compare the Emperor from episode 5 to episode 6, it's completely different facial prosthetics. They've ruined the film, LOL, XD, XD, XD. Thing. And um, after I think I saw the third one, I was like, okay, like, is the joke here that um, people who criticize the sequel trilogy have really bad arguments and that um, you're trying to, like, repeat them and parody them onto the OT as well? And then he said it has nothing to do with the sequel trilogy. And I was like, uh, well, he said it has nothing to do with the sequel trilogy. It's simply him trying to uh, present how he thinks criticism might go of the OT if it was released today. And then I was like, Okay, but based on the criticism of the sequel trilogy, right? I didn't get a response, though. Oh. Because I'm pretty I sure mean, that... <laughs> listen, if that you can't understand his super funny joke, then you just aren't worth the time to explain. Well, the thing his I joke just, was uh, hilarious. Some people were like, God, oh, Mole, you missed the joke. And I was like, I was criticizing the joke, but okay. Like, yeah, I get it. It's satire of the, the crappy channels that are like, Star Wars is the worst movie ever now because... Luke's hair didn't match the scene previously to the one he's in now, but I, I'd just be like, okay, how often does that even happen? And, like, you know that people have, like, equally stupid arguments in reverse? They'll be like, this movie's amazing because Luke is in it or something? You'd be like, oh. 
you get to look at Luke. It's a Disney fanatical universe. Star Wars universe, yeah. Whatever that means. I I'll... just watched that the other day. It was really fun. I'll buy a Porsche. Although I do think he put up a, a better performance than Major Lee, I've got to say. I actually think so, too. Wait, who did? Sorry? At least he... Random. Wait, at least he random. was being rational by the end of it. What is it? What's sort this of... name? It's like a short version of a oh, real thing. Oh, become a Ren Reviews. No, not no, Ren not Ren Reviews. Reviews. That's a great debate guy. Oh, right. You think he did better than Major Lee? Yeah, I think so. I'm still. I don't know what I said the last time I was asked that, but I feel undecided about it. You agreed it. with us as usual. <laughs> oh well, there you go. Um, I'll buy a porch. Uh, it's spelled P O R G. God. No, it's porch. Disney fanatical universe. Would you rather decide? Dec wait. Would you rather declare to the world that the Last Jedi is a masterpiece, no take backs, or have all of your fingers cut off at the knuckle and then have red hot <laughs> spikes jammed into the bloody stumps? All right, the Last Jedi can be okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna I go don't with the kill former. Myself. I like my yeah. fingers. Okay, I like my fingers too. <laughs> I mean, that would they, kind I'd, of I'd be set the back to career. The knuckler. The knuckler. Uh, Jay. At that point. Would you don't you understand? Cutting his fingers halfway off has only made them twice as strong. Oh, is that how that works? Neat. Yes. Uh, Jay, would you deserve herpes from bathwater drinking? Uh, define deserve. Oh, thank you. I, well, in fairness, he's probably watched that debate, Rags. I don't know. So he's prepared for this, but uh, how would you define deserve, Jay? Well, there's a reason he's our manager. Always prepared. Um. Hang on. <laughs> do something or have, or hang on, do or have something or show qualities worthy of a reaction which rewards or punishes as appropriate. As appropriate. That's uh, mm. the next definition we need. Define appropriate. I mean, I would say it's appropriate for you to get herpes by drinking uh, someone else's bathwater. And when you say appropriate there, what do you mean? Uh, I don't <laughs> know. All right. Would you say that it is a, a natural and real consequence that can arise from you making that decision? Yes. All right. I agree. Yeah, I think you could say it's a natural consequence, yeah. Yeah. It's a plot contrivance. So it's a black contrivance. Getting think, herpes is a black contrivance. I think most would agree that when you say deserve, there's a moral aspect to it, as if a punishment that is justly delivered. Yeah, moral aspect, no. It's like it's not like stupid people deserve to feel more pain. Thank you. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, I think even with that definition, Wolf was like, yep, yeah, play I think he said play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah, pretty much. But you know, the it's 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 everybody. I think we did a straw poll for that, and the majority of people are actually on uh, Team Wolf for that one. Yeah, they're they're wrong. No one chooses to be stupid, but if you choose to inflict your stupidity onto other people, at that point, you deserve bad things. Yeah, I uh, the, my I think yeah, I'm yeah, pretty malicious much malicious intent that goes back to the moral argument. Yeah, I, I'd line up pretty much with the whole like uh, I would I would laugh, and then I would be like, Nah, that's they don't deserve that. As stupid as they are to drink bath water, I don't, think, like, there's, there's, I don't think there's a moral precedent that we should provide them with herpes. Like, okay. Um, I would, I'd love, I'd love to see a world where that was like the moral precedent. 
Oh, I'd be like monstrous. A fucking, a fucking dystopia based on memes. And like the <laughs> court is literally the, the the court of justice is based on memes. I would watch that. Bring uh, in the dancing lobsters. And then Nerd Rotic threw in a super chat for killing as much Star Wars as you can. Believe me, we've Ooh. we've killed it three four times this stream alone. Tomorrow, who we've knows? We killed it so happen. dead. Yep. We have fucked Star Wars up. And we're gonna resurrect it soon enough and bring it all the way back down. Eternal uh, torment. Here's some money for Jay, the executive producer, so he may continue funding this toxic podcast show. Happy Rhino Milk, good sirs. Thank. Have to give me a link. PayPal at some point, Jay. You've actually got uh, $30 in total coming. What are you going to spend it on? Um, I'll let you know when the time comes. You don't know? I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. Oh! Probably big old horse-shaped dildos. I mean, I'll be know? real. I, I might end up confusing it with like the other money that like I have. I will mean? keep track of which money it is, and then I'll be like, I'm spending well, some money well, it'll now. Be like, what purchase will you make now that you know that there's 60 more dollarinos in there? Well, that's the thing. I'm really boring. I know that my income so I save money whenever I don't need to spend it. Really. We Okay, you don't. You need to spend this, though. Mm -hmm. oh, is, that, is that part of the rule? It's law. Yeah, it is, actually, yes. It's a law oh, that has shit. some exceptions. You'd call it a rule. I don't know why you're saying, oh shit, it's free shit. <laughs> it's free stuff. It is money with That's the express. Enough. Yeah, it's money with the express purpose of spending. I might spend it on uh, an extended edition Lord of the Rings trilogy box set. All right, all right, all right. Is Red Letter Media's well, version? I'm sure Wolf would be very. Uh, Wolf would approve. Wolf would approve. I want to see what chat's saying to that. Is Red I'm Letter Media's happy. media? Is Red Letter Media's version of Jenga from the last Black Spine episode the most intense Jenga? piece of media ever? Oh yeah, junk is what they call it. Was it was actually really intense to watch that. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I had a feeling Junker. that it was going to be that they had two at every single ear, if you know what I mean, to the tapes. It would be like two structural ones that you could knock out the small ones, but... Oh, it was satisfying when it fell. And then it was like, oh no, now we have to watch all the tapes. <laughs> they should have been shitty at it. If they were shittier at it, then they would have had less misery watching all of them. Uh, so this is from Southpaw. Uh, my dad passed away on Thursday night. This stream is just the thing I needed to get my mind off it for a moment. Oh, sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, I'm uh, glad we could help. Sucks. Uh, hope you're doing okay, dude. Hey, Rags, I have an external hey. battery for the Switch suggestion for you. Want me to send you the link? It's one I use and it's great. Yes, go ahead and do that, because that, uh, that might be helpful if I'm ever on a long, long trip or something. Uh, where can they reach you? Shoot uh, it to me on Discord. And if you, can't, if you don't know my Discord, then send it to my channel email, which is on my YouTube page. You should watch The Arrow starring Dan Aykroyd. I didn't know there was a film he was in called The Arrow, but... Uh... Hmm. The Aykroyd. I don't remember if you guys have seen Ivan Ortega's Last Jedi. If so, what did you think about it? Also, why is everyone in chat not giving this video a like? Rhino Milk. Um, I know he's yeah, made it. I haven't seen it yet. Um, the idea is to he's re-edited The Last Jedi in full. I need to find time to, oh, to really? watch it. It's my bad. But yeah. I don't see how you can save that film with edits. I, that's part that's of it. That's because you're a... Yeah. It's a big reason for why I want to see it. I want to know what he's done. New 
unless you're editing it so that every shot is like from behind the head and you've dubbed over it with new voice lines. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Uh, by the way, Alita Battle Angel is a bad adaptation. No idea how good a movie it is as such, but I think some of the changes weaken it as a movie. Very well could be. This is the thing, when you um, Maybe. point out a movie's flaws, you can often, ex if it's an adaptation, you can often explain the flaw through the adaptation and be like, oh, so they copied this over, but they didn't copy this over, and this caused this, but without it, it leaves this without its development, that sort of thing. Mm. And it's often very interesting to be like, oh, I see how that happened. Uh... What would a Star Wars Battlefront movie look like, and would you see it? The focus on the 501st Division and the troopers' personality and the reactions to the war. I'd love to see that. I think that would be really good. Yeah, I'd be down with it. Yeah. Um, as long as someone good writes it. <laughs> Disney, Imhotep slash The Mummy, Star Wars, Grave Robbers. What? Um... I guess they're trying to... Um compare how one thing is is great and one thing can be terrible i think so i'm actually not sure you're saying that disney I'm not entirely is the certain mummy and mean. star wars is the grave robber i'm not 100 percent sure on that one but fair enough maybe uh, guys ryan dawson made me realize a black chick is actually preferable for ariel she's from a single parent home steals money from ships consults a voodoo woman <laughs> <laughs> and tries to marry a rich white guy. Only problem is she can swim, but eh, who cares? How rude. Get Sargon on to talk How about rude. Starship Troopers. We could do that. Yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah. That, they would be easy to find videos that are critical of Starship Troopers. Um, Have you seen the uh, Starship Troopers, like, 2 and 3? <laughs> yeah, I saw. I, I definitely saw the second one. The third one I think I saw, like, Oh god, it's terrible. Later, we should watch it. Uh, it, is act it is actually amazingly bad. Uh, hey, Rags. Hey. Now that you and Wolf have Super Smash Brothers, does that mean you two can finally smash? Um, in that way. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. in, in a much less fun way, yeah. Loving the stream. What? Um, yeah. YouTube like Super Chat senses are incomprehensible. Last chat got flagged for the words friends and... Friends and and. <laughs> really? Like... <laughs> Well, you could be referring to Nazis and other things. So oh, they so, had to preemptively block your... Uh, yeah. So to read this right, so he's gotten flagged for friends and a nationality and even a comma. Susan and her. Apparently that was the combination? I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, maybe, it's Susan, maybe they assume oh. that you're talking about Susan Wajiki. Oh, he said Susan and her tribe build this site. Women should not be allowed to vote. They shouldn't be allowed to work. This is Ra, by the way. <laughs> he got go yeah, single was, stream. I guess that that was Ra. Uh, all the Chinese Americans in the Mulan trailer speaking normal English, and then Mulan coming in with that Moon Rune accent was hilarious. <laughs> I didn't even. Oh, I watched that trailer on mute. That's why I don't know that. I watched it while when Fringy told me about it, and I was just talking to him while putting it on mute in the background. I was like, this doesn't look like Mulan, but okay. I guess because then I found out that they were like redoing it. I guess. Um, Charles Will Smith is Mulan. Danny DeVito. Yeah. I'm Mulan. <laughs> would watch it. I will We're never defeat the Huns. I will never That'll see be... Lord of the Rings. Make me massive. Oh. Casting like actors like that as the main characters in these, like just the least appropriate person possible, would actually people... make these Disney remakes like give them a purpose and make them worthwhile. Yeah, people would actually be down with that. Yeah. Yeah. I would watch the fuck out of that. 
Absolutely. That's Danny DeVito in everything. Well, he's now there with a wig and everything. <laughs> like he... <laughs> Danny DeVito was just every main character in, from every film. Yeah. A good stream today. Sent you a new meme on Discord, Mola. Hope you all enjoy it next showcase. Bye, Rags, you beautiful massive. Goodbye. See, Longman really is bad. Can't push out two to three ten-minute or less videos a week that barely provide any kind of actual criticism without the dreaded objectivity. Clearly means you suck. Hashtag shortman best. Well, I've been ruined. Oh well. You I'll had a good recover. Run. Rags, can you believe these idiots pay f pay us for this shit? Oh. That is that a quote from Wolf? At some point? Possibly. No, I think that was one of my quotes. I think yeah, I think it was one of yours actually. Uh German Bad. Also, when it. is Arch going to guest? I never know specific Man. dates until the following one, but soon. All of these peoples are on lists. I guess. Big old funky lists. I'd like to see Carol Danvers get Batista bombed. Possible. Batista bombs? Drax is in the universe. We could happen. Oh my. Hi, Mola. Thank you for being a soothing voice of peace. I wish the Captonian Thor battle versus Thanos was much longer. Should have been a trilogy. Oh, I would have liked it if we got more of that scene. Uh, that, was, that was my peak investment. I was like, oh my god, beat him up, guys. Beat him up. And then they start doing things and it's like, woohoo. Like when Thor electrocutes Iron Man, you blast him with his lasers. Cool. Also, Cap using Mjolnir was, I guess, was cool. Did anyone like that bit? I don't, I don't remember. That was great. Eh, it was alright. Okay. The Area Fifty One charge is such an obvious, desperate damage control signal to discredit accounts who are covering the Epstein story by baiting them into retweeting crazy alien stuff. Such sleep bricks. What's the Epstein story? Is that I mean? Epstein got arrested for, like, a sex ring or something. Huh. Would love to see some art of Bronald Snoke. Bronald Snoke? May I'm down with Bronald Snoke. Spider-Man revealed his identity to... Oh, so this is, this is when we were talking about don't spoil anything, and he's... It's a bunch of fake spoilers, so... Spider-Man revealed his identity to the world. Art May got shot. He made a deal to give up his marriage with MJ for everyone to forget, including people who knew- Oh shit, so this is actually- sorry, this is from the comics, I guess? Oh, is that, uh, the- what was it ref what was being referenced? The- The- Day something? Uh, one long day, It should was be it? my Google history. One more day. One more day. Um, I'm afraid to look at my Google history. So I guess that's the continue- that that's what happens? He, Aunt May gets shot, he makes a deal to give up his marriage with MJ and for everyone to forget, including people who knew before his world reveal. Okay. How is it done, though? People were saying Mephesto in chat. Is it like he casts a spell or some evil devil deal, I guess? That sounds weird. Uh, wouldn't the argument for Batman killing be more about the justification for him to kill? Also, if his intention was to kill to stop someone or the force needed to stop someone resulted in death, that's my point. So when people say Batman cannot kill, I'm always like, isn't it more important that his his values are remaining intact rather than a certain action? Because, like, you can make someone take an action for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's the thing. If, if that is his core value, like, nothing supersedes that ever, then it could be interesting to see, like, ways he tries to worm his way out of it. But I don't think that that is who he is. And it's like, I think if he was in a situation where he knew... Like, oh, if, if I kill this one person, the entire world will be saved, then he wouldn't, he would do it. But, like, it, it could be interesting to see a character who's essentially got just very clear lines that they won't cross. Mm -hmm. 
movie binge update again. Watched Terminator 2 last night, and wow was I impressed. Uh, the first one was like a 7 out of 10, but this one was outstanding. They really don't make strong oh, female yeah, characters man. like they used to. Yeah, it's like typically my stand-in for favorite movie of all time. I've watched that a criminal amount of times. I love it. They do make strong female characters like they used to, just not in the films that we watch. <laughs> not in the films we watch. Like, They're in the ones we don't watch. I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're around. They're somewhere. The you gotta go look for them. Uh, if the next villain is the Rhino, then Spider-Man writers watch EFAP confirmed. <laughs> Why would they want to vilify a Rhino? Why would they do? They are the purest of creatures. Like if Spider-Man was to milk this Rhino, I could see that being important, but it wouldn't thus create a villain out of the Rhino. That's ridiculous. Spider-Man accidentally spider, killed. So they should milk each other. I remember reading this before. I'm pretty sure this is true. Spider-Man accidentally killed MJ with his radioactive sperm in the comics. Should that be in the films? Wait, what? <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know the context for this, but I remember reading it from other people, so I'm assuming it's true. But yeah, apparently got radiation poisoning because I guess they fucked and he has radioactive sperm because he bit by a radioactive spider. And he killed Damn, him. Damn, imagine finding that out. <laughs> God, that would be awkward in a film. You could do it, but man. Peter, your sperm. <laughs> Didn't you know? Oh, apparently Spider-Man Reign. Well, that is, and it was never a part of the main comics continuity. Okay. Uh, more, let's say. I, wanna know if, like, sorry, I, I just want to know if anyone in chat has read it. Is it played serious or is it a joke? What the fuck Radio is this? spider sperm. It's the super chat. Maula, say this in your review voice. Hello everyone, welcome to part three of my review of Star Wars Force Awakens. Before I start, I'd like to make the following public service announcement. Don't send your friends scat hentai. Why did you super chat that for twenty dollars? You need to say that in your review voice. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. It's not something you I do. need that's to do. What the that's you what do the super chat said. You have yeah, to that's do what it. the super chat said. Well, yeah. if we followed all That's the orders the of Super Chats, Chats we'd be in a very different it position. Be we'd be in a better place. It could be for a meme, and you're ruining this person's meme by not doing it. I mean, it's from a guy who says a lot of very strange things in Super Chats. Oh, it's not okay, raw. so? Oof, No. <laughs> Samael. I recognize that. Well, talk about Hello Greedo being a gay on Twit. We, we've already <laughs> talked about it. A gay on Twit. <laughs> that was from Creamy Sheep. He's a gay on Twit. <laughs> the fucking guy he is. Boy. Uh, Insomniac Spider-Man is the most Spider-Man-y Spider-Man version. Sam Raimi movies suck. MCU movies don't. MCU movies don't suck as much, but PS4 Spidey is the best. I've not actually heard the take that Sp the Sam Raimi movies suck as a whole. I don't know anybody who actually typically criticizes Spider-Man too. Oh no, you have seen that take, Cosmonaut. Um, that's why I said typically, because <laughs> he tried. I don't know what the hell he was doing in that video, though. Uh, he was trying to have a take. I don't know. I don't understand that, man. Spider-Man in the MCU is an amalgamation of several different iterations of Spider-Man, but at his core, he's still Spider-Man. He still chose to be Spider-Man, even though it makes his life rough. Read, I guess. Sorry to say, Mauler, but the EFAB website will take even longer due to my laptop's death. That is absolutely okay. We we love that's that website, regardless. Yeah, you're amazing. You're 
You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Wolf and Rags banned from Twitter for mean words. Meanwhile, a terrorist organization, John Brown Gun Club, is still allowed to operate after what just happened. I don't know what happened Didn't... with the John Brown Gun Club either. Didn't, like, ISIS have a Twitter for ages? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but they're don't ISIS, and we're just us. Like, I still have no idea what tweet got me banned. Like, they just straight up don't tell you. They're just like, oh yeah, you were pr you were promoting hatred against a relate a, a, a race, a religion, or something like that. And I'm like, where, where? But you know, it's Twitter. They're a bunch of you just fucking did get over hole. it. God. Uh, it's the big gay. Did you did you know that George Lucas based Star Wars on the Spanish Civil War? Franco was a Palpatine. Vader was Catholic Church, Hitler was Grand Moff Tarkin, and the defenders of the Spanish Republic, the Rebel Alliance. Interesting. Homecoming is a very solid, tightly written film. I just have very subjective issues with it feeling more like an Iron Man spin-off than a Spider-Man solo film. It's completely a me thing, though. Fair enough, I really do see it as a Spider-Man film, with Iron Man sort of in it for a bit. Every, every portion of Iron Man's involvement is always from Peter's POV. And uh, very short, and he typically subverts Tony. So he's just more of a fathering figure, authority figure. Sort of. Uh, can't wait for your endgame, Mayor. Also, hi, guys. They, cho Hello. they chose the hi. middle ground. Hello. Hello. Um, Hello. Hello. Oh, yeah, you can say nibber, because that's, that's the easiest way to get past it. Nibber? Got Nibber Cap, Nibber Thor, Nibber Spider Man, Stormtrooper Ariel, James Bond. I, I, I'm guessing some of them are the comics or something. I don't know. Uh, that feel when I'm gonna live to see my world. Well, no, there are replacements. Oh, but I mean, you know, the Ariel one, assuming he's reference and James Bond, Stormtrooper. I'm guessing he's talking about Finn. But uh, yeah. Spider Man. That's not even a, re a replacement. Oh, Spider Man would be Miles Morales. But that doesn't count, right? Because that's not... Miles Morales. I don't think there's even, like, I don't care enough about races to have hard and fast rules for what characters count. I don't think you should. I think you should keep things as they were originally intended. At least in um, the sense of, like, don't create new characters. You should create new characters instead of just overtaking old ones, just to push what is clearly a political agenda, which is a big I'm thing the... that's in now opposite like just do whatever you want cast whoever's good like fucking uh mj is a good casting uh the ancient one is a good casting both of them race bend um and they're both fine what do you think rags <laughs> that depends oh i thought that we, we thought we both kind of did our thing I mean, I think it's very obvious why they're doing it. I don't think there's any ounce of artistic integrity behind it. Well, what about um, the ancient one was originally Asian and is now white? What about that? Why would my rule be any different? Well, because that, I don't think the, that would be done for the same political motivation. Maybe. Wasn't I mean, the I ancient one a guy? I would prefer it. Yes. So... Yeah, why not? Uh, uh, my take is typically that if those elements are important to the character, then it would affect the adaptation, but typically speaking, yeah. I don't know why you would deviate from it if you're trying to make a faithful adaptation. If you're just trying to 
uh, create something new with the best resources you have at hand, and there is no hint of, you don't have J.J. Abrams being like, everybody should be Asian, it's like, then, yeah, go for it, I guess. Yeah, because with Disney to, and stuff that they've said, I'm just... But I, I think when Disney decides who directs what, I think they're very selective about who they choose and for what reasons. And after their clear uh, messages, you know, messaging that they want to be super into inclusion and diversity and all that stuff, I just, I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But, but that's based purely on their behavior. Ended the super chat with saying, that feel when I'm going to live to see my will turn into Brazil. This is from Ra, by the way. <laughs> Waiting for Mola's <laughs> EFAP approval. Discord 9819819? Don't know what you're referring to exactly. Wait, did you just read out someone's Discord to the whole stream? I doubt it. Whose name on Discord is Discord 9819? Wait, no, isn't that the code that goes next to it? But you, well, they'd have to have the person's name, wouldn't You they? need the name, yeah. yeah it's I, the name and I the code, know. yeah. And besides, Maybe even if they had you that... You can change your code number if you want. Like, mine is 3000. Because I set it that way, because it's easy to remember. In fact, there will be a pop quiz on the next EFAP, what my Discord number is. Oh, neat. It'll be a shitty pop quiz, because you can all check whenever you please on Discord for the question. But... <laughs> I don't know how lame that would be. We actually, like, make a little test sheet. You have to... Uh, we have like a pop quiz selection of things. It's like, what is the origin of Massive? And like the four options would be like, uh, J JXC Black Panther video, Joseph Anderson Twitter argument, blah, 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 blah. We just see how many people get everything right. I mean, I think people would iron unironically take that. They would probably enjoy doing it. They'd be like, yeah, yeah I want to test my dog. would take pride <laughs> in knowing the mo most of the EFAP below. We'd probably have fans who get better scored than we did. That's probably in fact, true. Someone in the chat is probably going to end up making it now and sending it to us next time. I'm not and against that. Oh, we could do it live. Yeah. That would actually be fun as a yeah, test about knowledge. Yeah, that'd be great. Knowledge. Yeah, if someone actually does that and does a good one, then yeah, we could do that live. That you would be fun. rags tested on our own EFAP law. That would be interesting. Now you've said that, though, you're going to get several and you're going to have to choose. We can do that. <laughs> it would be okay. <laughs> Um, I get people who say films don't need to be perfect adaptations, but people who ask why does it matter that she's a redhead should be shoved off a roof. What? Um, yeah. so... When you're adapting Mary Jane Watson, she must have red hair. Uh... It would be unfaithful not to have her have red hair, but I don't know that... It's going to be a detriment to your story to not have it have red hair. Yeah, I don't see how hair color is that big of a deal. Just be colorblind and it's fine. Peter developed a crush on MJ over five years while they were both piles of ash. I get it. But Rex, how many 9mm can you survive? Oh, fucking hell. That, yeah, there was a conversation that we had and... I think it was in your di your Discord, the one that because I'm the only one here who actually goes into your Discord. Oh, I, I do. Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we had a conversation where this guy was under the impression from like a Die Hard movie or something that it was unrealistic that someone died from two nine millimeter rounds to the chest, and Why? we were all just what? baffled. We because we were all we were all baffled by this strange assertion. It was insane. Um. 
Are we are we including the potential for? that one of the bullets hit his heart? I mean, it's it's crazy. I know you just wrap your mind around it, but of course, two bullets to the chest can be lethal. Of course, in fact, they probably will be most times. Yeah, I mean, shot twice. If tape. I was shot in the chest twice and I knew an ambulance was on the way, I would look down and be like, "I'm probably dead." It very well could kill you. Absolutely. Bullet hit the lung, that was all it would take. Yeah, I'm pretty sure was... That was from Crymore Gaming, by the way. I'm pretty sure he's the Doom guy. He is the Sausage Man. Sausage Man. Sausage Man? Very nice to see you, Sausage Man. The return of the Sausage Man. Borat for EFAP movies? We would just be laughing, but I'm not against the idea. I haven't seen Borat. That's, I have. That's quite the movie, Borat. That's... I remember, mm -hmm. I remember I saw that I when it like came out, I, and I had no fucking clue what the hell was going on. I th I, th I remember being convinced partially that it was like real, even though I'm pretty sure a lot of it is nest is kind of like is recorded, uh, with candid like interviews from people actually being like terrified of him, or at least very confused. It's good shit. Yeah, like the movie's fake, but a lot, I think a lot of the interviews and stuff they did were real. Uh, just ate dinner and now I'm back, and fucking Jay is here, so I guess I'll pay him too, Geo. Ugh. Geode. <laughs> Team Geode. When are you gonna Damn. have Joe Rogan on EFAP? I would have Joe oh, Rogan Joe on Rogan? Here. that'd be great. You are welcome, Joe Rogan, you are absolutely welcome to come on EFAP whenever you'd like. Uh, Rags, I find your lack of prequel love disturbing. Shall I educate you on their brilliance? <sighs> sure, you can try. Uh, do I mean I like the prequels in like a meme meme way. I don't think they're quality, but they're like silly meme. -y. Yeah, I think he's referring to like actually well written. I think anyway. Um, I mean he can think that if he wants. From my perspective, the Jedi are evil. <gasps> do Captain Marvel Cinema wins video now, Morley? You absolute massive. We will consider it in the future. According to Jay, many people wish to see it. I've, yeah, I've let's seen do loads it. Of people want you to do it. Your opinion, Jay. Based on, no, I based swear, on subjective. I swear, like, you keep getting super chats about it. I thought, well, maybe, maybe I've just blanked them in my head. I don't know. Uh, I recently bought a collection that has all of the extended Middle Earth movies. Should I watch the extended Hobbit movies since I now have them, or should I skip them? Um, I don't know about the extended Hobbit movies. I yeah, actually uh, don't really uh, know what a lot of the deleted scenes are in those. For Lord of the Rings, definitely, without a question, watch the extendeds. And if the question is, um, should you watch the first or second trilogy before or after, just go with Lord of the Rings first. In case, I don't even know if this is possible, but in case the Hobbit movies somehow drain a bit of the magic out of, of Lord of the Rings. I don't know if that's a thing that happens, but don't risk it. Um, only give this I, money... I don't only give this money to Rags when he makes another video. Otherwise, you keep it, Baller. Alright. I think you've got I another should, one I... on the way soon, haven't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. It's a little bit long. It turned out to be longer and a little bit more in-depth than I thought, but I think that's just because I'm naturally long-winded. I need to get myself to talk less, actually. Long Because Rags I think that, that bogs me down, yeah. I just go and go for fear of not being thorough enough. <laughs> I yawned. Mola yawned. He yawned. Are oh, you bored, Mola? Do we bore you? I'm just tired. I've not slept, like, at all. It's too hot these days. 
I can't sleep when it's super hot. I've been over this with recommends and air conditioning. I'm considering. If they don't have those in the United Kingdom, they don't exist. Lies. You can ask a warlock to create one for you. Well, when's the last time you saw a warlock? Um, well, here's the thing. Maybe we see warlocks all the time, and we just don't know they're warlocks. Well, maybe I do know they're warlocks. How, how do you assume these things about me? I didn't assume anything. I said maybe. Oh. Yeah, JG. Why did you assume that I assumed? Whoa. Look, guys, you've been friends for years. You have to do this. <laughs> for years. Oh, speaking of years, when is the, the when is the first anniversary of EFAP? It is the 22nd of August, which is a month and seven days from now. <gasps> and, Are we going to have a party? Well, the crazy thing is, a month and seven days, that's a guarantee of at least five EFAPs. We, we're doing 43 right now, is it? So that would lead us up to 48. Which, theoretically, we could start the quote-unquote 24-hour one, and it could oh, cross yeah. from 48 to 49 to 50 to 51. It could be four episodes to make the 24-hour. I don't know. That would seem really weird. It would be weird. I, I think it should be... be I think we should have 50 be the 24-hour EFAP. In that case, we but can have the anniversary EFAP, and then a few weeks later would be the 24-hour one, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Got a lot of celebrating to do, I guess. I think what, so. What special thing would you do for the anniversary fest? Uh, you're our manager. Tell us. Yeah, manager. That's a good point. Uh, have every guest you've ever had on return. Yeah, absolutely. We'll just cycle <laughs> them in and out. Well, this no, because we got to do that for the 24 hour one. Yeah, I was going to say, that's I'll the plan for the 24. So, I'll pro for that, I'll probably just anyone. open a giant fucking Twitter, like, group and just have the invite for everybody and be like, don't join if there's already a lot of people. <laughs> for we, the might have anniversary we might have to rely of on the discretion. For the anniversary of EFAP, cover the first episode of EFAP. That's interesting. I don't know that that would work. Place. We would just be watching us. I don't know. I... It would be so confusing for the audience because it, be... it would be your voices cutting to your voice. We had to get the same profile pictures and everything. All of us have changed then. We've all evolved since then. Oh man, I used to be such a shit critic back then, but now evolved. I'm nice. super critic. We'll we'll do something. We got to think about it. What 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 is it the thing that needs to be done with? Uh which episode 9 actor's bathwater has the most herpes? Oh, uh, definitely, uh, definitely trans. Who's trans? Because uh, Kylie Marie Tran. Oh, Kelly Marie Tran. <laughs> Kylie, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Maria Tran. Kylie Marie Trans. <laughs> Kylie Marie Trans. Oh. Uh, no, yeah. no, I said trans as in T-R-A-N apostrophe S, possessive. Trans bathwater. Oh. Yeah. I follow now. Hey, that, that, that was a good payoff for the setup earlier. Uh, I, I, I messed up on the Kylo, Kylie, Ky Curry thing. I didn't know her first name because I just don't care about her That's in really Shrek. any capacity. Shrek, yeah. Fat Asian bitch. Oh, that's um, taking too far. Sorry, I just don't like the MCU in general. I felt it's too far removed from the source material for my takes. However, I am glad others have fun. Fair enough. Hi there, Rags. Hey, hi, how are you? Have my money. Also, did you guys see Quentin's vid kissing ContraPoint's butt? 
all that for some coochie. That's dedication. Uh, I actually, I, guess. I did watch it. It's uh, a very strange video. He's, um, I don't know if he's, like, trolling, but he seems to think that she's, like, the be-all and end-all of YouTube creators. I was like, okay. It's very odd. I don't know if I trust people who say that I'm not a Nazi is what a Nazi would say. Yeah, I, I, it what, takes, like, that bullish shit what, out of me. It's what anyone would say. <laughs> what a human being would say. It's like, I'm not a murderer. That is something a murderer would say. Oh, that's something a murderer would say. Like Got fucking him. brilliant commentary, Contraboy. What has Quentin done to his appearance? <laughs> what, his? Has, what hasn't he done? Like, he looks different, but I can't tell, and it's like, exactly Has he gained why? weight? I'm, he's, I'm gonna assume it's gained his weight. His glasses are different. His glasses are different, and his oh. beard is different, but, like, I don't know if that's it, but he's, he's confusing me. Yeah? Visually. He is a confusing person. Jay died of the big gay in my meme. How is he here? Well, your meme, perhaps it was a prophecy. Damn. So I was, I'm like Groot, so uh, like a finger of me survived and uh, the finger was planted and now I'm what, uh, I got got wood? a pot. I, I grew from a trimming. Ah, you grew from a trimming. <clears throat> you know, that, um, is, that is the visual effect it often has, so that's fair enough. John Connor dead. James Bond getting me too'd. Mulan looks dumb. Lion King is horrifying. What a terrible year for movies in this cursed timeline. But what a great year for EFAPs. <laughs> Endgame was this year. It was and this year, got... Jay, you're right. But we got Godzilla, Far King of the home. Monsters! And what else was this year? John Wick 3. John Wick 3, King of the Monsters. Oh, I haven't seen that. I didn't like the first one, and people say that one's the best one, so I haven't... Oh, man, you didn't like... Didn't like the first one? Wow. Wow, really? No, I thought it was boring. You're boring. Jeez. You're supposed to dislike the second one, not the first one, Jay. You got it all wrong. And now well, Captain I wait. Marvel came out. Oh, oh yeah, it Sh seems like so long Shazam. ago. Shazam was all right. It's pronounced Shazam. 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 How does Hollywood hate redheads? Or why does they hate redheads? I don't know. I like redheads. I approve. Everybody should I have a redhead. Because I think that statistically, redheads are the are generally found to be the least attractive male. I don't know. Possibly. <sighs> no. uh, to me, adaptations I... are like historical accuracy. It doesn't have to be one for one, but if it doesn't capture the spirit, it can be disrespectful. Thoughts, Rags? The spirit is okay. I'm fine with the spirit, but even with everything I've heard, I don't think that like Spider-Man Homecoming betrays the spirit of Spider-Man. Also, I'm not sure that that's comparable, like adaptation to historical accuracy. What about alt history? Could, could I say... Yeah, alt history is the thing. That an adaptation is like alt adaptation or alt source. That's what an adaptation is. I don't know. Uh, yeah, at what point do you draw a distinction between just adapting it differently and saying it's alternate? So, I don't know, it's weird. The example of two buses full of kids is kind of funny argument more since that was sort of what happened in The Dark Knight. Yeah, <gasps> kind of. The thing is, the choice wasn't Batman's, it was the people's. I give it to you. You guys are a lot smarter than I am, but I'm glad that I'm able to watch these streams. The through molar I found will class bullshitters and rags and wolf. Then EFAP has introduced me to a wealth of other great content creators. Thanks a bunch. No problemo. Hooray! No, we're not that smart. Um, well, I am, but 
No, yeah. We're gonna You're be smart too. Street. You just gotta just learn, absorb it all. You know. Uh, make it's more gab... important to be kind and consistent and wise. Make gab slash minds accounts. Have you got either of those rags? I do have a gab account. I need to use it. I don't even think about it. I just don't even think about social media. I mean, like I said, I only typically use Twitter to keep track of stuff. Not, it's not something I would do for enjoyment. Like, it's not like I would like, yeah, I like to spend time on this site. It's like, no. No, Twitter is awful. Twitter has made humanity worse. <clears throat> I think the problem is the MCU has nerfed all of the heroes, except Carol, to make them all more human. Spider-Man is literally the strongest in the comics. Is he? I didn't know. I thought Thor was the strongest in the comics. Is he stronger than Thor? Is he stronger than Carol? I know he's strong, but um, let's see, let's see what chat says. We got I, know, I thought of... it was Thor who was supposed to be the strongest in the comics. I honestly don't even know. Spider-Man is a god. He's really strong. Apparently Hulk is the strongest, maybe. Spider-Man, Spider-Sense is pretty How's OP. Spider-Man stronger than Hulk? Spider-Man is not the strongest. Thor is literally a god. No, he's not. Spider-Man was nerfed in the MCU. Hulk. Spider-God, Hulk is strongest. No one's ever really done. Okay. <laughs> um, I like the new Spider-Man, but I th think... No one cares what I think, lol. The argument is it would be better if parts of the comics were in it. I'll just go and read the comics, and it can be something I can else I can enjoy. Um, I I wouldn't even say no to that. It's like yeah, maybe. But there's probably parts of the comics that could be improved too, right? And then that's it's not really relevant to the concept of adaptation at that point. It's just a matter of yeah, the writing could be improved. Basically, I was here two hours ago, and you beautiful massives are still alive. Yes. Yeah, boy. Why are you talking about Spooderman? Phase four's coming out. Your opinion? <gasps> what? YouTube gave me a free super chat, so hi, Rags. Hello, hi, thanks for giving me your free super chat. It's kind of like when some say that Final Fantasy VII uh, Remastered will be bad if it doesn't have turn-based combat. If I want to play a turn-based FF7, I'll play the original. Oh, yeah, this is, this is where it gets very... It's like, it's hard to draw rules all over these things. If you were to have, I guess this is, uh, we get into the conversation about the difference between remasters, remakes, and I guess is there an adaptation version of video games? Yeah, I guess it's when you make like movies um, out of them and stuff. Video games, and typically the adaptations of video games into movies are like horrifically bad, but they're typically they're pretty bad regardless of the source material. Like, you don't need to argue that the Doom movie isn't like Doom, and that's why it's bad. Uh, it's just terrible. <laughs> it's, like... it's awful, and everyone should see it. Yes, yes. Uh, which actors are you most interested in meeting that you haven't met yet? Amelia Clark and Mark Hamill are two of my... Di yeah, that would be one. By the way, I met Jamie, Sirio, Gilly, and Braun actors yesterday. Awesome! Uh... I'd be interested in meeting a lot of people. I'd like to meet Charles Dance. I want to see if he's, like, as in as impactful in person as he is when he's playing his characters. And talk no, to he does him. panel shows a lot, right? Oh yeah, I've seen him on, um... What's the Would I Lie to You, is it? Or... Yeah, Would I Lie to You. He's great on that. Yeah, he was funny he as hell. He makes that show actually entertaining. Jay throwing fucking shade. Oh boy. Um, RLM just uploaded... Where's Finn, very quickly? 
RLM just uploaded a Star Wars Episode 9 predictions video, and Mike thinks it's going to be like a full-on time travel story to retcon, hence the Episode 4 medal, Anakin's lightsaber, and Palpatine, plus Falcon has old radar dish. I, I would be surprised, but anything's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Maybe Dude, they can so use funny. their accidental fuck-ups so as funny. a way to put time travel in. But then, if they do time travel after in-game does time travel, people would be like, oh... Would they, though, if I it means people... that they undo TFA and TLJ? <laughs> like, well, yeah, some people fine with would it. be so mad. Dude. Oh, oh yeah. Because, yeah. Like, that would be so would funny if they did it. They'd piss off pretty much anybody they've got left in their fan base. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I want to see Patrick Willems annoyed about that. I can't believe they went back on every amazing thing that they did in Star Wars. The last now, Star Wars was finally brave. And now it's cowardly and weak. Replaying some games to 100% them right now, and it's turned out to be a great way of learning just how bad a game really is. Used to love the Arkham mm -hmm. games, for example, but now I want the designers to be shoved off a rooftop. Why'd you keep shoving people off rooftops, Ra? You're gonna Those stack up the bodies, and eventually they won't actually die. They'll just fall down this little stack, and they'll be like, oh. Well, you assume he's only using the one rooftop. Even if he's using multiple ones, if he keeps doing this, you'll fill them all. All the buildings. I don't think there's <laughs> enough people for that. This is a green new deal. What do you Every mean, Jay? That's just a matter of not trying hard enough. Every building. Yeah, has you a know stack about that. You know about it. not trying hard enough, Jay, as our manager. Oh, how dare you! Uh, each iteration of the multiverse is designated a number. MCU being Earth nineteen ninety nine ninety nine. Took me a few movies until I accepted that the movies can't follow Earth six one six main comic storyline. Well, enough. they can. I mean, I don't know what he means by can't, if he if he's referring to the fact that once they get so far, they can't possibly be it anymore, or is he saying... Right, yeah. I guess this is clearly contradictory information. Yeah. It wouldn't have, like, um, there wouldn't be anything wrong with it, I guess, but... Uh, the Emperor throws oh. Ray down a crevice into the planet's core. That's my ideal scenario for episode <laughs> I would fucking clap, <laughs> potentially. Be like, we did it! Palpatine will be redeemed by killing Rey. <laughs> Love that scenario. Hey, Mola, still finishing your Dark Souls 2 10-part series in the background while I play Dark Souls 2 Scholar of First Sin. Epic job on that one for dunking on Harris. I hope it makes that game more enjoyable, sir, because I don't want to have to return to it ever again. Based on what I saw the video, I don't even want to play it. It's. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> but I think I say at the end of my video, if you're a Dark Souls fan and you're just curious, like you just want to play all the games, it's like just go for it. But oof. Uh, I think Boba Fett will be the most consistent in Episode Nine. Inconsistent in Episode Nine. Jay loved you in the Eric Taxon and Jack Efap seemed pissed. <laughs> yeah, that was you. Were the, you were the that was the meanest you'd ever been. I think, weren't you? Yes, I think so. I don't normally get mean. No, you're a nice man. But it's, it's, it's right to the end of that EFAP, so they haven't seen it. They didn't. Well, they haven't covered it. I don't know if they've watched that far or not, but they didn't. Uh, on their stream, I was like, I was waiting for them to get to the, the real, like, oof moments, and then they just stopped, and I was like, oh. Damn. They'll never know the I'm not true. I'm sure if I was disappointed or relieved, but. Uh, I meant the one where he flies in saying business is good. Oh, uh, well, so that takes place right after the, um, 
the opening scene with, with him at Avengers Tower collecting the thing, and it's just to tell us what he did over those uh, eight years that passed. Like, here he is, this is his team, they're building shit out of the uh, alien tech combining with Earth, they, they're boxing it, and it's being sold, and then we're like, so how are they getting all this shit? And then he flies in with his suit, and we're like, oh! He drops the things, and he's like, business is good. So it's like, yep, I understand how this works. Um, I guess your argument is your argument that we didn't need that, and that we would have grasped it from seeing him at any other point in the movie anyway? Because, uh, I think it makes a good base for understanding where he's at in the film, so that once we return to him, it's, uh, easier to follow. Doesn't take a lot of time, either. Yeah, it's pretty quick, and I find it very a very impactful scene, because you're like, holy fuck, look at that, that suit, and you've got this whole operation, and it's like, yeah, the, that eight years was spent well. Uh, will Marvel still get cameos for Holland Spidey? Uh... I don't know, actually. That's a good question. I don't know if the MCU gets access to Tom Holland or if... I heard they don't. Hmm. Uh, love the sex... So love the sex slave suits in Far From Home. What? Oh, now I really want to see it. <laughs> uh, I, don't know. I got that same comment. I got that same comment and I was really confused. I, I swear I've heard that before. Continuity doesn't equal adaptation. Does that apply to a prequel? Let's say like Solo or The Hobbit. Also, they're in continuity. Like the reason they call it a prequel instead of, let's say, referring to the original as the sequel of the prequel, like, you know what I mean, is because a prequel is technically a sequel in that it's a piece of the story that comes after the one in terms of our continuity of how time is linear. But it takes place before, so it has to be classified differently, but it's still in continuity. That's why you've got to be really careful with prequel stories compared to sequel ones, because sequel ones are usually much more free to explore, while prequel ones, a lot of things are locked in. Like, certain events have to occur, so a lot of payoffs yeah, can be... Yeah, events you have to obey, yeah, yeah, while events can be anything in a sequel. So, um, but yeah, uh, you know, like, the solo film is fucking crap, and we didn't need it, and didn't want it. And uh, yet it is canon, and it is a part of the OT now. Or, if you only consider the OT the only canon, like, you know, depends on how you define how canon is, uh, how canon is defined. Uh, have they heard of Arch, he asks. He's clearly not watched the RP streams, by the way. Rags, still coming for days, boy puss. For whose? He's clearly not watched the RP streams, by the way. Rags, still coming for day, boy puss? Does that make any sense to you? Day boy puss? I don't know if that's referencing your RP streams with Arch. I don't actually know what that is referring to, no. Alright then. Continue. So, oh, wait, I uh... found it, by the way. I found, uh, it was on, uh, I found a comment that said, love the sex slave suits. And it was left on the stream I did with Fringy and other people talking about Far From Home. Hmm. So, Yay. Congratulations right, who, for coming out of the closet. Chat? Very brave of you. Thank you. It was very difficult. I was like, to be straight now. Um, weird and really boring. Oh, being in the closet ain't boring. <clears throat> Jay is EFAP's Nick Fury. Don't disagree I'm with played this. by Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Who would you cast to play live-action Admiral Thrawn? Well, I was talking it was going to be Matt Smith, wasn't I? 
Blue Charles Dance. <laughs> Charles Dance is too okay, old for Thrawn, I don't know. Do we know that that's not who Matt Smith is playing? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know uh, what's going to happen. I, I remember reading somewhere that apparently Matt Smith isn't as involved in the film as people thought, to the degree that he's like not even seeable in it or some shit. Oh. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> the first thing that comes up when you search Matt Smith is, is Matt Smith Emperor Palpatine? <laughs> yes. Could you imagine? Benedict Cabbage Patch. Uh, please finish the stream so I can watch RLM's video. We're all gonna do that as soon as the stream's over. We're, we're trying. Yeah. Grad, uh, Grand Admiral Dawn. I mean, I can see it. Let's take That's the time to appreciate how the new Little Mermaid actress's eyes are just a little bit too far apart. I have been told <laughs> that. Uh, hi, Rag. Hello. True fact, 90% of people's... Peop Sorry, 90% of people of herpes, but only certain people show symptoms. So 90% of people have herpes, is that what you're saying? people have herpes. I don't think I have herpes. Rags, what is your favorite best of the worst episode? Um, that's tough. That is tough. Surviving Edged Weapons is really good. Um, I really like Krim Lazar. <laughs> There's a lot of that's the thing. There's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good ones. I rewatch them often. I've talked to you about Generally, before. Their Halloween ones are good. That one where they, yeah, the Halloween one where they get really drug. I love that bit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where they My just get F's. But it just it just cuts <laughs> to Jay looking at Rich. And he goes, "Why is Rich freaking out?" <laughs> and Rich is like sitting there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Rich is a Hollywood star. He doesn't drink. Red Letter Media posted episode 9 predictions. Spoilers, time travel. <gasps> Looking forward to it. Rags and Co. Thoughts on YMS? I keep hearing you guys mention him briefly, but never get to hear anyone going on any, in any depth. I used to really like him. And now his videos are just... Uh... Um, yeah, Iram, my favorite stuff from YMS is his coverage of The Walking Dead, uh, uh, After Earth, um, Synecdoche, New York, I believe that's how you pronounce that. And um, uh, the old boy video was really good too. Um, but yeah, the majority of stuff these days is a quick thoughts on a movie he's seen. And you might be like, well, what's wrong with that? And I'll be like, I'll tell you what's wrong with that. When you can literally change the title of the movie he's talking about and nothing else in the video and it stays the same as every other one, it gets a little bit tiresome, that's all. I get bored of hearing about how a movie is boring and his acting is not very good. CGI was okay. That design could have been better. But overall, the plot was alright. And the characters were... You just get all these, like, sort of casual statements. And you're just like, okay. And you don't... Um, all I get from the video is a big thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs middle, I guess. And that would be the short version. I could just settle for that. But I never really came to his videos to know whether or not he liked a thing. I love the way he breaks stuff down. Whether or not he liked it was never hugely relevant. Uh, and that's not supposed to be some kind of insult. I, I actually really like his work, and I think that the value is that he used to get a lot of information out of stuff. But uh, he watches a shit ton of movies. So, um... He's got a lot of work to do, and uh, this is the kind of format he wants to run with for now, so... There we are. Hopefully that answers that. When is TFA Part 3? Please, I need more content to stave off my depression. It's on the way... But my god, I'm not going to give a prediction of when, because it'll be wrong. 
I, I can't. It'll be it'll be a bad man bad. I can't do it. Uh, could Ray be Shimmy Skywalker? <laughs> Why would how? Shimmy Skywalker. <laughs> How's that possible? She goes back in time. Like, uh, Superior Spider Man is best Spider Man. I don't know what Superior Spider Man. I mean, is. I agree that Superior Spider Man is best Spider Man. The better one is the better one. I agree. Uh, this is a question for everybody. What is your favorite type of hentai? Um, <laughs> let me see. Because I don't actually watch hentai. I'm not into hentai, actually. Uh, the but best I catch ones. it here and there. So I like... Alright, I'll tell you what I don't like. I don't like really unrealistic proportions, especially on female breasts. I think that extremely large boobies are like really weird, and I can't I can't get into that. What I like I realistically right proportioned. We're, we're talking about hentai. Oh, okay. and I was I was saying that I like realistic proportions in my hentai, and I don't oh, like extremely large breasts and extremely tiny waists. It's just it's really a turnoff for me. It's too weird. Mm-hmm. I like like if the I can't see stuff. myself fucking them, then it's just like uh, it doesn't work. What do you think, Jay? Oh, furry I think porn. Yes. There we go. Mauler, you fiend. Have I not been good to you? This will not go unforgiven. Now my friend who respects you won't stop harassing me with gross hentai. Well, that was a relevant super chat, considering the previous one. Yeah. I tend to omit some Spidey comics because it seems some authors are dealing with personal issues through their writing. Spidey Rain number one, one more day, emphasized this. Uh, actually found EFAP through TRO's video. Watched Rag's video because TRO's felt lacking in context. I liked it. Then I found Mauler, etc. Oh, yeah. My first thought after watching Rag's video was, huh, that Quinton guy's full of it. Love you all. Rag's is a good boy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I agree. That, uh, that video was very... It needed a lot of context and had very little. That's actually... And they were just straight-up lies about the shit we said. One of the very few videos that we never finished. You know, like, EFAP's not we known for that. We never finished it. We got... I'd have to check the VOD, but we got... I think we had, like, another seven minutes left, and we, we just ran out of fucking steam. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. We got to, like... 24-hour EFAP. I mean, we could watch the rest of it as a sort of throwback in the 24-hour EFAP. Just to be like, hey, Rags, remember this shit? <laughs> just see what yeah, else they said. That shit. Yeah, I remember that shit. Genuine, genuine suggestion for the... The uh, anniversary one, by the way, it would be to have uh, all of the most regular guests back on. Oh wow! That, what like a, a what a strange suggestion. What do you What do you mean by all the most regular guests? You mean you? Well, he means him. Jay just wants to be on. <laughs> How dare you? That would be Fringy, me, and uh, Al, yeah, see? Alex. I guess it would be you, Fringy, Alex, and Das bullshit, right? I think they're the are they the the most regular out of everybody. That's bullshit. According to efap.me, has only been on three times, and there's a lot of people have been on three. I times. I like how that's like the canon. Well, we don't know if it's been updated. In fairness, I don't well, think that's bullshit has been on since, since the last time updated. Uh, it's got efap forty one up there. But yeah, the other thing though is that um, both Fringy and Alex's free time is very like it's it's complicated. Um, well, that's true. Yeah. They're not like you. They're not written poorly, so they just turn up all the time. 
You gotta fix that shit, Jay. Otherwise, people won't believe you're real. Jay is actually me. I'm just lip syncing really well, which is how I can even interrupt myself. I hope they have like rags on as a guest with a 24 with like hour different explanations <laughs> there. Uh, the Antifa guy firebombed an ice building. Yeah, I heard about that. I haven't watched wow. any videos on it because I just woke up and efapped. But yeah, an, an, an Antifa guy firebombed an ice HQ or whatever, like burned up a car and they shot and killed him. Because Jesus. he's a terrorist. Oh well. Um, so I, can't... I can't wait to hear more about that. And who can't... defends it? Yeah, I know. The, the, that's pretty aggressive. Well, you saw the whole thing with the uh, the 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 guy who and got you know? it. Yeah, yeah. So you have they're like the the the, the thing about H Bomber guy, for example, like making fun of it, and then he was like, "Oh fuck, that happened." Okay, and they had to drop the memes almost. Like, yeah, this isn't a good thing that's happening. Don't don't actually hurt them like that, holy fuck. And I just like to think of it as a sort of partial wake-up call sometimes. It's like, you realize, like, a lot of what you guys spout out can encourage this in the same way that it ha yeah, you can argue it happens in reverse. Virtuous and it should be done, well, I, and it's good, I just and think you like it. They like, what do you think is going to happen? Different place. I, don't think, I don't think they see any... I don't, I don't know if they would see milkshake being thrown on anyone as a bad, like a until that. you put well, yeah, uh, concrete unless someone in there. they like. Yeah, until you put concrete in there. The thing, you know, it's how you draw your morals, I but guess. Like, like in the in that ContraPoints promotional video that Quinton did, he he recommends you should hit people who are fascists on the head with an egg. <laughs> and it's the kind of thing we are like, <laughs> um There's a lot of things that can happen as a result of that. Not to mention you endanger the shit out of the person who does that if the person has security. I was just also, like, I, I don't exactly trust you guys to properly identify fascists. Like, yeah, we, that's... we now live in a world where that's genuine advice being given. If you see a fascist, hit them with an egg. <laughs> I know, that's what I mean. It's like, why? What the fuck are you doing? Like, because uh... someone's gonna do that and they're gonna get the shit beat out of them. Yeah, and then it'll be like, look how fascist this person is beating up this person. All they did was hit they, them with an they egg. They defended themselves. They hit me back when I threw shit at them. How evil are they? Uh, I contacted Muller to see if I could come on. So typically with EFAB guests, like we, I don't want to, um, I was talking to Wolf about this, I was like, imagine we did some form of a, if you contact us, we'll let you on, some kind of like listed thing, and I was like, oh, it'll never work, and besides, it'll come across as really unfair, because I imagine we'd get a lot of requests, we'd never be able to get through them, and then we'd have to vet people as well to make sure their microphones are like, decent for the show, and that they wouldn't mainly silent. There's a lot of process to go through. So instead, typically when you know we respond to a video, or we have a fellow content creator that's uh, very interested in coming on, they've got like a whole wealth of videos that we can draw from to see how they're gonna work as a guest and try and get videos that suit them, etc. Um, and that's that's why it's it's really uh, respectful when, when when we have like a person we've covered come on with like no context and they're able to actually like like the Doom guy or Sausage Man or um. No Man Gaming, or, or even just right back in the day, you know, they don't have any context, they're apparently going into a lion's den, and they still pull it off as opposed to being invited as a friendly guest. But, uh, yeah, we don't necessarily have a, if you ask to come on, you can come on sort of thing going with, um, viewers, because I don't know how it would work in an efficient and fair way, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It would be, like, 
people need to understand that for calls, especially if you have a fairly loquacious bunch of individuals, like five is really pushing it. You know, <laughs> the fucking six bad one that we had was the thing when you have six, you can have it so that it's not a rambling mess, but you'll have several people not talking for an extended period of time. And at that point, it's like, why have you brought on six when not everyone can even talk? Um, they're the two extremes. You have it so that everyone's fucking talking over each other, or it is taking in turns, but someone's like, is Wolf dead? Or is Jay dead? <laughs> Typically, I find that the, the best number is four. It seems to be. You can make five and six work. We should maybe test if 17 works on a, a celebration stream, but I, I don't think it is there a cap to Discord calls of how many people can be in them? I don't know. Good question. Probably. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2 for EFAP movies, please. I think I've heard of Silent that. Silent Night, Deadly Night? Yeah, potential. Alex Jones and Joe Rogan on next EFAP. Do you understand that? We would... Oh. <laughs> oh. I would, like, have them on and then just say, like, go and just sit back and listen. Thanks for the stream, guys. Give J5 geode and split the rest between rags and the long man. Very well. <gasps> Jay, what are you going to spend the five geodes, geodes on? Uh, Game of Thrones, the officially licensed browser. Oh. Uh, the officially licensed browser game? <laughs> no, the officially licensed browser. The officially licensed browser, yeah. Hmm? Uh, covering EFAP1 means covering Jared. Don't know if that kills the idea. I mean, I don't even know, irrelevant of Jared, I was just saying, and I don't even know how it would work. And it seems almost like weirdly vain, we're we just going to sit there waiting for us to react to things so we can react to us reacting to, you know what I mean? It feels weird. Yeah. Um, we could do it with like a supercut I mean, of like... I haven't thought about Jared in a long time, too. Make it yeah. all memes or something. Save up the memes until the anniversary. Have like a theme of nostalgia memes, I don't know. Yeah, we could like I could look through the meme oh, archives and pick it, out all the favorites. Make it the EFAP law quiz. I mean, we need someone to make that, don't we? Is that what you're saying? Or oh, do you, people are one hundred percent making that. <laughs> yeah, but we gotta make sure. Like, there's no way that we would like, need it ahead of planning no for the thing. Said that. I mean, people are gonna be sending them to you. Uh, that's that's definitely gonna happen, right? People There's who no don't. Way that that's not gonna happen. People who don't like John Wick seem to not like the by the numbers gunfights. Oh, I mean, Jay said it was boring. No, I just, I just didn't find amazing. it interesting. The the action was cool, but there wasn't enough like for me to grab onto there with character. Keanu Reeves is the Baba Yaga who, in the folklore, sneaks into people's houses at night and counts their spoons. Also, Neo, who says there is no spoon. Oh. What? That makes complete sense. If you don't understand it, you're massive. I don't know how many spoons I have. I know when the last time I spooned was, but I don't know how many spoons I have. Ginger is an anagram for N-word. Change my mind. That's a fact. <laughs> Change your mind. Found you guys through raggers. Keep up the good stuff. Praise be the dawn. Yay. Yay. What I'm saying is, if the source material is good, go read the source material. If the new stuff is well written and works, why is it a problem? Because uh, it's different. Because it's not because it's not like the comic that I like. What you'll find is they'll ask the question, well then why adapt it in the first place? 
And then I suppose you could make arguments for how it's false advertising. It's like, hey, fans of this, come check out this. And it's like, but this isn't this. And then, aha, you came and saw it, lol. Always a risk you take with an adaptation. It's not false advertising because you expect there will be something different. It's Ooh, not going to be. A, I don't know about that. It's not going to be a panel for panel. Didn't someone recreation. say there's always a risk when you buy a game that it'll be bad? Well, yeah, there is there always is. a risk when you buy a game. No, no, no. So what bad. I'm referring to is if a game has the adver it's advertised as let's just say great graphics, and then it turns out to not have it. It's like, well, you took that risk when you bought it. Well, no, because that's like, that's specifically saying like uh, giving a, a measure of quality. Whereas if an adaptation has okay, a what if the game said, says oh, it be... has a twenty-hour campaign and it's a ten-hour one? Well, that's a, that's a specifically like factual thing. If it's just being advertised as this is a game, it's about this and it's about that, but it's not about that in the way you wanted it to be. So, mm. like, so, say you buy a World War Two game and all it had been advertised as is like, oh, it's a World War Two game, and then it's mostly about like the conflict in but Japan, then, and you're like, like oh, I was hoping for more German stuff. Then that's not a false advertising. Interesting. I, my brain is yeah, interested. That would, yeah, that one would be fine because not all World War Two is in the in Europe. So, uh, in the comics, there oh, are like, characters way stronger than the ones we've seen in the MCU, but it's hard to say who's the strongest. Adam Warlock is high up. I've I've got one. Uh, Doctor Who is a great example. There were two reboots of it. What they were both really different from the original show. One everyone hated and one everyone loved, but they were both really different from the original. Hmm. And the one everyone loved is still going today, and now it's really shit. <laughs> you still planning to make a video for that? Oh yeah, that's coming. That's that's like my big project. That's probably going to be several hours of content. Neat. Long man, massive. I'm missing most of this. Watching Shazam. It's funny so far. No. <gasps> The Final Fantasy VII example was just an old thing, had this new thing, therefore does, uh, doesn't therefore bad. Wasn't trying to go into the classifications of different media. Hope this helps a bit more. Sorry, I didn't explain it. No, it's well, all right. So we like, did. Like I said, yeah, um, it depends. I would, I would be like, how is it classified? Because if you like remake a game, what does a remake entail and what do you have to pay attention to? If you want to... What would be the equivalent of... Let's say Resident I took... I was going to say, so, oh, well, yeah, actually, what is that considered? Is that a remake? I, I think, what was the original? I guess it's, it's a remake is what it's considered, but they mm. changed the entire, like, camera combat perspective, which yeah. is a huge deal. But it was still the characters in the places, and they, it, was, it was close enough to where it was basically a retelling of the same things. Yeah, I think, I think I'm just getting caught up on what I think a remake is, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's what I think a remake is. Maybe. Jay, I just say, Jay? your new vid, I can't believe some of High Top's criticisms. Far From Home is probably my favorite Spider-Man movie for Mysterio alone. Take my dollar, Jay. <gasps> oh, thank. You know, after PayPal takes their cut, I don't even worry about it. <laughs> I find well, it you funny guys are that... Cover that as well. well, this is the thing. YouTube take 40% as far as I'm aware of... Uh... Shit. So no 40. thirty. YouTube YouTube takes thirty percent. So oh, okay. you got seventy cents, and then PayPal might have a small transaction fee. That's five percent, so I, I believe. You you might not even get. I mean, fuck. Why bother? <laughs> Just keep it, Mahler. I got it. I'll pass it along. I actually pass along the values that they intend because it's uh, <gasps> a 
only it's only it's so every so every time someone does that you lose money yes but it's it's fine because i mean i've got a lot of other super chats so it's definitely gonna fill the gap so it's okay you see every every um every efap one of the super chats is designated as the recuperation super chat that makes up for the transaction fees of all the other super chats <laughs> people, see, it's, it's very it's complicated business people start to say like this is for for jay this is the recuperation for jay <laughs> it's just like fucking shit tons whenever you send super chats that are recoup fees make sure you label them <laughs> label the them clearly for the person you know that's gonna happen now you may have made a meme yeah. there, Rags. I don't know. We uh, don't want anybody. We don't want anybody to get screwed over. I find it funny that Brie Larson is calling for LGBT representation in the Marvel universe when she is playing one, and she seemingly doesn't know. I think her point is that she wants more, right? Not just. I think she does. Wait, she is LGBT is lesbian, gay, trans, queer. Right? No, lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer. So she's not any I of those. You call them queer. She's not any of those, right? Questioning. I'm. I'm question. Yeah, I. I question a lot of these people. Like, uh, is what is she supposed to be? What if is she? I was, was going to say, like, what? I don't think Captain Marvel's the big gay, is she? She could be. Like, I don't know. She had had vibes with whatever that other woman was. I called. guess. Yeah. I guess. Maybe we'll she find wasn't out. gay. Like she. Uh, she emoted more than she emoted with most people with her. Uh, Superior Spider-Man is an arc in the comics where Doc Ock steals Peter's body and becomes authoritarian, extremely effective at stopping crime Spider-Man. Hmm. Oh my. Interesting. You should read Metamorphosis. Great hentai. <laughs> okay. New Zealand psycho with Israel ties shoots up mosque. Uh, Facebook and Congress go crazy. Trans kid shoots up school. Bernie fans shoot up dozens of GOP congressmen. What? Antifa used Molotovs oh, yeah, and that's guns. Right. That happened a few years ago. Jesus. Yeah, there's some super. I, obviously, it's not Bernie Sanders' fault, but um, which is where we would differ from fuck crazy lefties. But yeah, some crazy Bernie Sanders fan shot up a senator's like baseball practice session that happened a few years back, and he got hit a couple times and almost died. I forget oh. the guy's name though. Is is years back? Yay, people. How about you just don't go around yeah, don't shoot people. political violence? I, I like, yeah, I like the whole don't shoot, don't people. shoot people thing. I'll just stick with that mm -hmm. one. Um, I am being blocked in chat for calling Antifa a domestic terrorist organization. Well, apparently they didn't block it in the super chat. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah. If you pay YouTube money, it's fine. <laughs> YouTube's like, hmm, I guess I'll let that slide if you we'll pay We'll let me. it pass. How about a bribe? Um, but yeah, they are a domestic terrorist organization, though. And then I think we actually have... Uh, three recoups uh, in Super Chats, and then we've reached the end. Oh, we actually do. <gasps> so, yeah, just to make Okay, so there's a couple of memes. Go ahead and wrap, wrap them. I gotta check my Twitter as well to see if I've missed. Which of... I will yeah, absolutely have missed. Always more. This. Okay, yeah. Anyway. Uh... Is this watched together? No, they're uh, five images. 
Oh, there, there was a video that I got linked, but I'll save it for Wolf in case it has Wolf references. <gasps> I will also remove the other gentlemen so we don't ping them with things they may not get. Um, okay. This is um, Movie Bob's episode 9, I guess. <laughs> the Nazis gay eugenics a bad rap. You're doing great, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, Movie Bob is evil. <laughs> that fucking picture of Movie Bob as well. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, do I even... This is like a deep fried meme. What, the Movie Bob one? Because he's fat? Oh, I get it. It says, apologize for this slur, Mauler, thanks. <laughs> Harris is a fog hat. <laughs> yeah, I, um... A lot of people uh, posted that on Twitter who like very anti me as like um, evidence of me being a naughty person. Um, so that's in my DS2 series, and uh, there was a stream where I was naming my character, and I literally say like, "Oh, it'll be a really funny Easter egg if uh, people look at the name of the character when I'm loading it, and it'll say Harris is a fogat." Um, yeah, because I thought it would be funny, and it, this was back before I realized that using these words upsets people to a a massive degree. Um, uh -oh. A massive degree. So I thought it was... Now you said it. I know, I'm sorry. I'd used another slur. Um, now Jay said it. He's a manager. You're supposed to know better. But, uh, yeah, you won't catch me apologizing because of I had this conversation with fucking Joseph Addison for like a day. Not how apologies work uh, for me. Apologies have to mean a lot. I don't... I'm not going to apologize for taking an action that's supposed to make people laugh, like telling a joke when someone that they were upset by it because by that logic we're all going to be um apologizing all day long for lots of actions and things we do and and that was a that was a, something that was informed by conversation with turbo button like I, I think i told you guys about it but i was just like what if people turned around on you and said toilet is an offensive word because it refers to actions we take in private or something like that stop saying toilet at any point or loo or restroom these words are offensive be like uh no, <laughs> like, you know, it depends on where you draw the line, I suppose. So interestingly, though, if the entire world, like including all of your friends and family, had that viewpoint, it probably would get drawn out of you eventually. You'd probably stop using it just because of the uh, the reactions you'd keep oh, yeah. getting from people. Well, if everyone took massive offense when you said toilet, there would be no reason to say what toilet. Offense? Yeah, it, it essentially people. changes the method of communication. It's no longer a valid or useful thing for you to even say anymore. Yeah. And so that's when you have two conflicting large audiences, one that reacts with laughter when you use a word and the other that you know, reacts in anger and disgust. And then you have one guy saying, so, which, which, which one, you know, do you use it or do you not? You're like, um, I don't know, it seems kind of complicated. And I think the argument they would make is like, well, Sacrifice those people's laughs for those people's disgust, as in don't use it. Find a different way to make all of them laugh. It, um, it stifles. But anyway, I think this is a reference to me saying that um, Disney breathing life into Star Wars more of a reverse. <laughs> you know what? I still find this amusing. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm gonna> cry. <laughs> I like that. The word massive that is officially ruined. 
Massive is not ruined, oh, yeah. it's been improved. <laughs> That's true, actually. And then, uh, we got the Beowin meme, which... If people don't quite get it, you've got Nerdrotic as Spider-Man against me as Iron Man, with Jeff and Rags in the background just having to chill out and watching. I see. I see. Evap Civil War. I like, I like that a lot. Like That's the Nerdrotic's beard is uh, visible behind the mask. Very I cool. I do like that. Very cool. Very clever. Yes, very cool. But yeah, that about draws us to a wonderful close for EFAP number 43. <laughs> I don't wear clothes. That's disgusting. Um, it's, it's, thank you, everybody, for uh, for watching. I hope you enjoyed it. This has been heavily requested, the whole homecoming debate. And I know that there's going to be people who are like, damn it, they not only fucked up the debate, they've wasted it. They should have blah, blah, blah. There's going to be a lot of like people who are upset with how we did it. I I, I don't know. I just We brought on people who... I think perfectly represent the comic favoring side of the argument. While we talked about what we value about the film from uh, the film's specifically the film point of view, and I think that the sides have been represented. Not necessarily a conclusion has been reached. I th I think that one could say there was a conclusion that the film isn't necessarily badly written. It's just not Spider Man. And then there's a discussion to be had about the semantic value of what makes Spider Man Spider Man. I don't know. Either way, hopefully it cleared some stuff up and that people got something of what they enjoyed uh, out of it, of what, I don't know, what they were expecting. Well, there'll be more Spider-Man discussion next episode. We'll be talking about Far From Home, finally, and uh, we'll explore its strengths and weaknesses while finally covering High Top. I'm actually looking forward to you seeing that, Rags. It'll probably explode your brain. You're going to love it. High Top! Um, but yes, uh, thank you for the donations and the wonderful memes. Other than that, is there anything uh, you, you guys wanted to, want to say? Talk about it or anything? I don't know. Gosh. Um, no. I think I'm, I think I'm all uh, outworded right now because I, I need to eat because I haven't eaten yet. I had some chips earlier, but that's about it. I'm finishing up old chips. I don't need chips anymore. Huh? Massive geodes. Large geodes. Bring on Shuilin from your server. That is the uh, new super chat. That's someone who's uh, regularly arguing in the Discord against um, Homecoming. Uh, we brought on two of what are very representative. I don't know takes on on. The, the, they were like highly requested and both very much representative of audiences that don't like Homecoming. As Nerdrotic said, his his chat and Jeffs are usually filled with people who are very much don't like it. So I figured that they were some of the stronger takes um, on against it. And it's not to say that we'll never talk about Homecoming again, but I'm hoping this has sort of satisfied some people to some degree. I don't know. Um, either way, just before I go, I guess I'll post that uh, that poll again, if you're interested in having a look at it, and then maybe if I can figure out how to get the old one, we'll have a comparison. But um, yeah, thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, why are you guys talking about Spider-Man? Crawl is out. The fuck is Crawl? Either way, that's the end of the stream. Goodbye, everybody. Mm-hmm. How oh, Jay did say bye.